Welcome to World Cup Culture. Pop Culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hickson. With me tonight is the one, the only, Dion Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is time. The comm link is even going off. I'm getting yeah. blown up here. We're about to beam up somebody's ass whooping the night, boys. Oh, well, there's, some, there's one man that's going to get a verbal ass whooping a little later on, folks. His name's in the title, and he's quite simple. But first, we have a man. He's in the background. He's not chuckling, but he will be soon. Give it up for Big Rig Nick Utam. Never, never go full retard. Never. Well, he did. And then finally, American Ramrod Kendo Slice. Thank you, Jeff. I'm happy to be here. I believe that after the hell you've been through, this is probably a respite from all of that. Yes, yes, it is, Jeff. So, uh, folks, Kendo's been through hell, uh, but we're back with another show. So tonight we're going to be talking about the Zack Snyder stuff, what he did and said to G- about geeks and gamers, our thoughts on that. And guess what? I did it. I subjected myself to the four-hour Snyder cut of the Justice League, and I got a whole hell of a lot to say about it. Uh, good, bad, find out. I'm not going to give um, you the four, four, the four, hour, four hours and four hours and two minutes, just to be accurate. Yeah, I. I'll just put this out there for everybody for a little teaser and taste. I text the guys at the 90 minute mark and I thought I had been watching the film for three hours. <laughs> so uh, we'll be we'll be covering that in just a little bit. But folks, tonight is a show and we start our shows uh, the same way each and every week by thanking each of our newest patrons. So first off, we have our friend Novak2077 who joined and uh, we want to thank Salvador again. So uh, folks, uh, Nick, you uploaded something that we're going to be putting up on Patreon over the weekend. Uh, what did you upload? Would you like to share that with the audience? Oh, you mean the thing I uploaded today? Mm-hmm. Um, it was an interview that uh, me and Kendo did with uh, filmmaker Brian Williams and his wife, Ellie Church. We'd done the interview. Me and Kendo did the interview at like Horrorhound in Indianapolis a year or two ago, I want to say. It's been a while. 2019, yeah. Butch Patrick fucking busted in on us. <laughs> It was it was the one where Ken is wearing the suit the whole time. It was fun because nobody yes. fucked with him. Nobody fucked with him the whole nope. time. It was wonderful. Yeah, I almost had to fight Butch Patrick, but he backed down because I was in the suit <laughs> yeah, and like a great. foot and a half taller than him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I miss the real world. And the other day I got an email that said Horror Hound, March 18th through the 20th. And I went, Oh, no, how are we going to miss it? How did I not know? I mean, I would have bought tickets. I would have braved it out there. I misread it, and it was virtual Horror Hound. So I got all amped up for nothing. I thought, I can throw this together last minute. The guys and I can get together. We can make it to Cincinnati. We can save the day. Alas, it's virtual. So, folks, in September, (laughs) in Cincinnati, officially they've moved it. So September uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th, or 10th, 11th, and 12th, whatever that weekend is, we'll be together on 9-11. We'll be at Horror Hound that weekend. Oh, join us. Never forget. Never forget, but never, but join, but join us that, join us that weekend. Oh, damn it! What a way to start! Now, I, now I've broken all concentration. We had one the day heart we bonded there. over the dark towers. Yeah. Oh my God! Is that eat yourself up in here? Oh God! <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, dude. If talk they're gonna about, make a turn, about a fucking movie, crash and Today we cancel the apocalypse. Al. Wrong movie. That's Wrong still movie. a great speech. It's still a great speech. <laughs> Even though it's Idris Elba, it's like, God damn it. Now I want to get into a fight outside of a fucking church or something. <laughs> now, uh, 
folks, what else do we have? Oh, yes. Yesterday, we had fully intended to have a St. Paddy's Day stream, but the, the stars just did not align and we weren't able to get together. So tonight, we're making up for it. So we'll be drinking and having fun throughout the night. Uh, let me crack something open right now. There we go. And uh, you guys know the drinking game rules. Just for fun as a way to say, hey, we're not you know too busy for St. Paddy's Day. We'll just celebrate it the next day. Now, uh, let's see. What do we talk about first? Family. Oh, yeah, family. Now, Dion, one thing yes. uh, that you and I love to do every St. Paddy's Day is just to relive some of the fun memories because mm-hmm. that is our holiday. Mm-hmm. Even though I was raised Catholic and St. Patrick's Day is mentioned in the church and all this fun shit, mm-hmm. uh, it never was once celebrated at my school because we got spring break or Easter break or whatever. So St. Paddy's Day was just kind of a, a thing. It was on a T-shirt. It was on a clover, yep. all this yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I got to college, you're like, dude, we should drink on these days. We should celebrate and party. So because of you, St. Paddy's Day has become my favorite excuse of a day just to do nothing. That's and right. uh, right. what's one of your favorite St. Paddy's Day memories uh, back in our old days, Dion? Oh, my gosh. I think, you know, you grew up Catholic. I grew up in the very powerful religion of Negrology. And, <laughs> and in that religion, we love the drink, the creature, the green meanie. All that shit, all the other cool names you can think of. And you see, one of my favorite memories comes from that. When we invented the sweet, sweet nectar known amongst the gods, Jeff. And what was the name of that nectar, my friend? Beer. Beer and pot of gold. Pot mm. of gold, beer, beer, pot of gold. A combination that has, has brought us many years of honor, and we will have our seat at the table in Valhalla because... Of beer and pot of gold, pot of gold and beer, my friend. And I think that is probably my favorite image. When we came up with that shit, um, that became a staple in our in our drunken endeavors. Not just to say Patty's Day, but WrestleMania weekends, beating the drum, whatever the hell it was. Uh, and just that in general, that that St. Patty's Day party was fan just just fantastic in my fucking one one bedroom apartment, you know, fucking oh. getting silly and it was it was, you know, one person licked the toilet seat. It was hilarious. And that it was, was, it was I, just, <laughs> I told that story last night. Jesse had a, a, a Livet stream. She's over mm-hmm. on that platform. And we were over there uh, having our Irish coffees and all this fun stuff. And I was like, let me tell you this story. And I told the story of Nicole and the penny and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. She even pulled out one of her pubes. That was one of the other dares. But oh my God. That, was, that, that all really okay. happened. So I'm, I'm verifying it right now. And it happened... Because I have a, a pot of golden beer, beer pot. I have a video of the penny part. So, <laughs> oh my god, like it's it's not even as like crazy um, as it I sounds. Think, like yes, I think I think we all I think we all need to get together next year for St. Patty's Day and you know do something. It may have to happen. We, we I gotta, gotta, either either that, either that, yeah, either that we or either that we, we all meet at uh, at Dion's house. <laughs> right? Hey, we're here. So, uh, I mean, St. Uh, Patrick's oh, Day is on a Thursday next year. Ooh. Ooh. Shit. Oh shit! Okay, you know what? Let's Time. preemptively make it happen. I like Let's just it. talk. Okay. Um, we can use this to celebrate. Uh, we'll celebrate throughout next year uh, over the success of the comic. We'll be drinking until St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Year. <laughs> uh, now, folks, again, we can always say uh, thank you to our newest backers. Uh, new backers every day. This campaign is just moving along so fast. I mean, eighty-six percent of its goal in two weeks and two days. Come on, this is awesome. So I just want to thank everybody again and to let everybody know that uh, we're moving closer to our perks. And uh, as you can see down here, for every 100 backers, we get a new magnet. 
So uh, right now we have Cecil the Hutt and we have Mecha Random Unlocked. And you guys can go on Twitter and vote between Mahler, Jesse, and Tom for Midnight's Edge After Dark. And what I got created, and I'm going to show in a few moments, is uh, this Mortal Kombat style tower. Of You can see how the unlocks go. And, uh, you know, Anna's the last one. She's our Shao Kahn, as you can say. But uh, we figure if you want that magnet, you're going to have to wait. So, folks, we're going to drop the link in the chat tonight. Uh, you guys can pick this up. Uh, check out the original High Council right there. I had a listener the other day uh, ask me to reassemble the High Council. Actually, it was today after the stuff with Jeremy. So I'm putting this out there to Jeremy, to Ethan, to everybody. Uh, yeah, let's let's make that happen. This guy wants to make a movie about uniting the six. Let's bring back these three guys and let's start talking about this shit because there's been a lot of misinformation, a lot of lies and stuff that has been coming out in our community. Our buddy TLJ Screwjob's got a great super chat question that we'll address because I've been wanting to talk about it since it popped up last week, but really didn't have the chance to. So, uh, folks, we're going to get to that in just a moment. But, uh, yeah, back to comic written, drawn by me, covered by Anna, that Star Wars girl featuring the fandom menace. So there you go. Oh, yeah, and also features all of us from this show in the fucking story. Why do I keep forgetting to tell everyone? <laughs> we, can, we can torture Dion in the real world and on the printed comic book page. God damn it, boys. He's gone, he's gone full L.A. He's forgotten about us already. Yep. Yep, yes, right. They leave us in the in the in the fucking dust to go. Oh, I gotta, you know, look at my what the all that, all that avocado toast gone to his head. God damn it. Don't worry about the avocado toast. I swore that it wouldn't get right. to my head. It's good fats. It has good fats in it. Yeah. All those, there you go, Dion. All those, all those quadruple quadruple lattes. No, they're quadruple. They're four by fours from In and Out Burger, dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna drink soy lattes and all this other bullshit when I live down the street from In and Out Burger. <laughs> That's true. Either way, there you go, guys. I didn't forget about you. You're the first image. And this, I mean, there's the cover. <laughs> and then there's you guys and you guys again. This is clearly a world-class bullshitters exclusive. <laughs> oh, damn right. Yeah, you're damn right. Kendo, I think for Horror Hound 2022, uh, you should get cut for this, like this, and dress up as the green screen guy. Nick, you'll get buffered. Dion will get you a flat top, and I will get a bathrobe like this. And we'll, uh, we'll go to our conventions dressed I as ourselves. I was, I, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say we, we, we could just, we could, we could just do the, uh, the four guys from the thing, and that'll be fine. Oh God, wait, we need. Oh, Dion, I got a really great idea, but I don't know oh, if you shit. want to hang out with her all weekend. We bring Diane along, and we get you guys dressed up as one character, like identical. You both play the same character, and so like you'll show up to places, and in passing, people like won't be able to tell because we only have your eyes there. And then you can pull one of those thing uh, moments. Like remember when the dudes put me um, or the wire into the blood, and it shoots up and it freaks everybody right. out. We could do something yeah. like that. We're like, oh, one of us is the thing, and people look over, and there's like somebody that looks enough like you. We could freak people out like that. <laughs> and it's a horror convention. <laughs> Like I said, I don't think you want to spend the whole weekend hanging out with Diane and drinking and all that stuff. We're we're on we're on the job when we're on convention time, bro. Absolutely, yeah. You gotta wait. Right. <laughs> now let me pull up a, a great image uh, to start uh, some of our stuff for tonight. Uh, blah 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 blah. Where are we at? Oh yeah. So we love a good meme. And we are actually always soliciting memes. So if you guys want to send us new ones, uh, please do. We laugh all the time and we save the great ones because they'll pop up all the time. Like one tonight. And uh, here we go. I used it for tonight's title card. You guys can look at it all throughout the lovely, the wonderful uh, discussion about this actor. But uh, where is it? Crap. I wanted to show up the simple Zach image. Dion, while I'm pulling this up, what do you yeah. think of Zack Snyder overall? 
Um, I think the, the, dude, the dude is a dingleberry. Mm-hmm. It is particularly when you when you know you should take a shower and you haven't really showered in, say, two or three days. You haven't clipped your, your downstairs mix-ups and you got a couple extra dingleberries because you ate a little bit too many four-by-fours from fucking In-N-Out Burger. So things are getting a little bit of splashy and your diet of fucking beer has been fucking you up a little bit. You got a little bit of splashy coming out and you get some dingleberries. That's what fucking Zack Snyder is. And don't get me wrong. You know, whatever going on in his personal life, all that shit. That's not that's not part of the conversation. I'm talking about the Zack Snyder that hustled millions of people. The Zack Snyder that created somehow this gigantic fever pitch of excitement for a movie that we fucking saw already three goddamn years ago. I'm talking about the Zack Snyder who was so hell bent on proving that he was wronged with Justice League, and once again rolled out a fucking cart, a wagon full, a goddamn wheelbarrow of bullshit. Which hey. Fucking spoiler alert, Uncle Dion fucking told you so. And don't get me wrong. I haven't watched the movie. I'm not going to pretend I watched the goddamn movie. But I haven't heard a single goddamn good thing about that piece of shit for our jack-off project that was the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut of the movie that he had control of but somehow couldn't put out under his own power. Why? Because he's full of shit. Once again, he's proven that he's full of it. He doesn't give a shit about telling a story. He doesn't give a shit about interesting characters. And he damn sure doesn't give a shit about the fucking original goddamn content. Why? Because it was a check. It was a check. The man had a blank fucking check from Warner Brothers and fucking HBO to make two and a half extra fucking hours with bullshit that should have been in the first goddamn movie, but no, but no, we're going to give him another shot because he's somehow, he deserved it. He already fucked up Superman. There's no possible way he can fuck this up. Well, Fucking spoiler alert, he fucking did. I told you so. And make no goddamn mistake about it. Beforehand, the dudes, there is no more list. It's just Zack Snyder. It's just Zack Snyder. There's no number two. There's no number three. There's no top ten. It's just Zack Snyder. Once again, once again, couldn't fucking help himself. Because I told you, I fucking told you. Listen, you cover a turd in gold. It's still a golden piece of shit. Because Zack well, Snyder could not step away from the lens just five minutes to take a look, take a step back and say, did I fuck this up? Nope. Nope, we couldn't do that. Because his fucking ego, listen, I, I made the movie I wanted to make, but it wasn't the movie I wanted to make. But here we go again. The only difference being it's more boring and there's dark side in it. Knowing full goddamn well, that should have been what happened the first well, time. And we get a well, couple dude, more extra scenes of fucking Green Lantern floating around and with a goddamn skirt on or whatever the we fuck it is. We don't get that. No, they this movie is not as great as people are making it out to be, but this is a different movie, like in a way that I really want to talk about. And this isn't like me glowing or singing its praises. There's some stupid shit overall. It's the same movie. And I'm going to give it the same score I gave it last time. Keep watching to find out. So if you're wondering, oh, is this that great? Did Jeff look at folks? The Justice League was fine when it came out, and it's the same fine that it is now. Fuck it. Five out of ten. This is the same movie stretched out. It's got the same problems, but it also cut out some of the best parts of the Justice League movie. We'll get into that in a moment. But I wanted to address first, before we get into the Snyder Cut, before we talk about the fun stuff, I wanted to talk about what Zack Snyder did to Geeks and Gamers publicly. Now, I'm not going to spend 35 minutes going on singing the praises of Jeremy, but I'll say it like this, very simply put. He may not have the time for the High Council, but he's always got time for me. 
people don't know this story because it's never been told publicly. But the other week when we were signed, getting everything set up for the comic campaign launch, getting everybody involved, getting everybody ready to stream. Uh, Jeremy calls and he goes, hey, man, I got some news. I'm going to be late, blah, blah, blah. I got this call with Zack Snyder and he's so excited and all of this stuff. I couldn't be happier for the dude. You know, he's really working hard to get this, you know, get it out there, get the brand out there even more. And you know what, though, no matter what opportunity he had with Zack Snyder, he didn't big league us. He didn't shortchange us. He was there at the beginning of the stream, stayed through the end and has been a good guy, a good friend uh, the whole time. So that's what I'm basing this shit on. Now, as somebody who runs a YouTube channel and has guests on all the time, if I had a stream start with a big A-list <coughs> uh, director, and all of a sudden the show starts with him saying, we're not associated with them anymore, and blah, 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 and talking about hate. I wouldn't have been quiet. I would have went, what the fuck just happened? Like, what? That's the big question I have. Now, guys, you heard about this story. Dion, we're going to give you a second to cool down from Zack Snyder after that diatribe. <laughs> Nick, when you heard about this, what were your initial thoughts? <clears throat> I was confused as to what happened. Um, I had like I didn't watch a video. I wasn't aware of anything. I think you you just texted me, and I was like, "That's that, that, that's crazy." And then I watched the video on Anna's channel because she had it in the beginning of it, and I was like, "Oh, that's really that's super super shitty." And she went into the details like what what happened, everything. And I was like, "This is this is insane." Like even before the guy apparently before the, even before the guy came on the stream, they made sixty grand in that for for the for the charity, and then he was yeah. there for twenty thirty minutes, and they made you know about fifteen grand more. And I'm just like. You like <laughs> this is a charity that he believes in, and stuff like that, and you're immediately shitting on the guy who's giving your charity money or a charity you believe in is money. Like, I, 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 I don't see how, how that's hate, I don't see how that's like being mean or whatever. Like, I don't see how you like take those two together. I mean, I, I think, I think a PR publicist, publicist person told him to say that. That was yeah. like, the first thing out of his mouth was supposed to be that is like to say this so you know you can say face later or whatever. It's like why he's doing this thing he contacted you he's he's you know jumped through the you hoops to yes. get to you yeah you said yes you're taking like the money's going to this thing regardless it's going to happen no matter what but you're shitting on the guy because because of what some false some some hit piece written like a week and a half ago like get, get fucked man yeah and we're gonna be addressing the hit pieces that are coming out and all this other dumb shit but uh, before we jump to that, because uh, I'm just trying to address some of the stuff in the chat, uh, Kendo, what are your thoughts on this when you heard it? Uh, pretty much a lot of the same that Nick's was, because I had no idea about it, because I just was not anywhere near being able to comprehend anything going on last night. And so, like, this morning, I'm getting to see all this stuff, and it's just like, what the fuck just happened? And it's like, why, why is it that my whole thing is this? Somebody is doing something to help you out raising money for something that you're interested in some uh, something you you're passionate about a charity that you care about and the first thing you do is you come out and pretty much just pecker slap them verbally and it's like well that's kind of a dick move yeah so like that's it's just it, it'd be like if i just called you guys up one day that i think you guys all suck and i hate you all goodbye you'd be, what the fuck that's not a no that's whoa why and that's kind of what my thought was it's like so somebody's going to bat for you and trying to help you out, and you shit on them. That's cool. That's that's a real nice maneuver there. Yeah. Now, Dion, uh, removing yourself from. Uh, by the way, we have a new backer. Thank you very much. Never <laughs> uh, just back the comic, but Dion, removing yourself from the mm -hmm. the Zack Snyder hatred of everything before yesterday, just mm -hmm. strictly on this situation that happened to Jeremy. What are your thoughts? 
Um, listen, I, I let me first start with being very objective here. Jeremy says a lot of fucking crazy shit. So, you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, it'd be, I'd be very remiss if we didn't get that out in the open. The dude, the dude is very opinionated. He's very animated. You know, you know, we, we all laugh and joke and I am definitely an animated, passionate guy. And Jeremy is an animated, passionate guy. You know, a lot of the way that he phrases things, a lot of the way that he says things, I don't agree with, you know, and especially when he gets going. So, you know, we, we, we all know Jeremy says some crazy shit. That being said, I haven't heard him or remember him saying any crazy shit about Zack Snyder. Because when someone does something like this, it immediately seems like uh, a personal move, right? And especially mm -hmm. when if you are so sure that this person is is hateful or, or you know, like I said, says crazy shit, just don't go on his stream. Don't yeah. you don't have to do if you if you want to say hey I I'm not associated with this guy because he's a hateful guy this that and the other thing you just don't go but the fact that he showed up anyway it it lends a lot of a lot of credible um credible action to the fact that he wanted to get on there and try and take a shot at Jeremy take a shot at geeks and gamers and obviously you know dig the knife in a little bit which is a really petty fucking move if you don't like the dude say no why go through all the trouble to get money out of them and then go on a stream but like, yeah i'm not associated with hate but yeah thanks and i appreciate you guys writing that check that's just you know that doesn't you sure as hell don't look like the type of dude um who, who's above and standing with the moral high ground you do shit like that you could go on uh what's the the former the uh former um jacksonville jaguar offensive lineman uke uke numero he's doing a stream about the thing you could went on that guy's stream but you chose to go on Geeks and Gamers to drop that line to to take a shot at him. You know, you you didn't have to do that. So now you look like an asshole. You may think that you did the right thing, but you know, as crazy as fucking Jeremy is, you don't look better, dude. And it was just a weird, weird fucking move for him to make. I, I don't even know why that would be in his playbook. But you know, hey, that's I'm I'm not that dude. So now, folks, we're well aware of where the stream was. So just calm down in the chat. I know it was on Uche's channel, but. It said Geeks and Gamers, and Jeremy set it up. Let's not forget who who is Geeks and Gamers. It's a team. No, it's really him. He's been doing. He's it's him. Like that's what that is. I don't know why people. We get it. We get it. There's no real discrepancy. But um, so let's see. Oh, he was on Uche's channel. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that's fine. But that was that was already known though. Like, but he said directly though. <laughs> I even came out like at the beginning. I had to clarify, like I know the Geeks and Gamers logo is on stuff here. Like they they were mentioned in the description. Yeah. And all these things. And he's like, oh, I know it's on there, but we talked about this, and we're not affiliated. I'm not going to make excuses for a director that did something shitty because he made a he made Batman look cool for a couple minutes. So I'm just going to take it from there. But I just I don't know what this just makes everybody look shitty. Like, it makes Jeremy and everybody look stupid for, like, trying to do something nice. It makes Hollywood look like they're punching down on people so they oh, look yeah. like the bigger dicks. Like, if anything, all this situation did is prove everything right about what people say about people that make it big, certain parts of the world, certain industries, all this stuff. People say, oh, this person's this kind of person. This is just another example of how uh, – you only, I wouldn't even take it to the fan route. Just, you know, you're, you, you don't, you're so removed from reality – that somebody that's like, oh, we're going to raise charity. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Nah. Fuck it. Like, I, I, we, I already didn't like Zack Snyder's work. I don't know what else to say besides fuck most of his movies. Like, yeah, man. Well, I, I mean, I mean it, it, like, you, it's, it's just weird. You know, if you didn't want to work with him, why 
call him? Why work this out with him or have your people work with him? Just to fucking take a shot at him like that. You know, it's like, just don't, if, if it's that bad, why, why even do this? You know, but you want to, you want to be in public. You want people to see you do it. You want to be the guy that can say, Hey, I did this thing on the stream and that makes me a good person. Well, it's like, well now, you know, who natural reaction is, is going to be to fucking talk about it. So if you were trying to show that you're not this guy, you wouldn't even give geeks and gamers the fucking time of day, but you, but you want to. Put it out there. You want people to know. So you look all cool and high and mighty and morally superior, but it's like you now you just look like a petty asshole too. Yeah, I don't see like what um, point is he trying to make? That that's what I'm that's what I don't get. Oh I, well, I'm not looking at bitch. No one would have assumed that anyway. No, you're you're, Zach you're on somebody else's stream, yeah. <clears throat> You're, yeah, uh, and, you're and, and didn't uh, didn't didn't Jeremy help us get uh, hotel rooms for um oh, uh, he set up, celebration? He set up a lot of that shit outside of the fan yeah. meet and greet. Jeremy set up a lot of that stuff. Yeah, he helped because like we didn't we didn't know what the hell we were doing. He, you know, I remember him being in constant contact with you and you know getting us get, getting his rooms and hotels and shit like that. I was like, I was like, this dude's all right. I like. <laughs> Dude, you know, like he does, he does, he does, he does a lot of the shit behind the scenes that everybody keeps talking about, and it's kind of shitty that this, that this, that this, you know, simple, simple Zach asshole, um, punched down on him. It's like the fuck is wrong with you? Yes, he, yes, he, yes. As Dion has said, he's opinionated, he's loud, he's an animated, whatever. But that doesn't mean he's a bad guy. <laughs> Come on. And hmm. also, actions speak louder than words. And clearly, from yeah. every from everybody who's talked about him, you, even us, we've all had good things to say about him. What does that tell you? Yeah, my mom told me treat people the way they treat you, and so I will. So you know, he set us up in Chicago and helped us out with a lot of shit, and you know, helped out with a comic, uh, sent reference photos, all kinds of cool shit. Uh, so yeah, uh, like I said, I'm going to talk about somebody the way they treat me and the way they've acted towards me and us as a channel. So uh, yeah, that's I just I don't really know what else to say about the Zack Snyder specifically outside of um, wanting to move into how people are trying to just label hate. Like what? Because we hate The Last Jedi or hate Captain Marvel the movie or a fictional character that makes you a terrible person that you gotta, you know, have egg put on your face or your brand run through the dirt on a big public scale. Like, the Snyder Cut, for as sad as the world we live in today is, it's the biggest thing right now. It'll be better than uh, WandaVision, not WandaVision, excuse me, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon today. More people are gonna watch that. I know you're thinking, Jeff, a 40-minute episode versus a four-hour movie. There is a There's a contingency of people that want to love this, that will love it. Uh, there's some interesting ideas. Like I say every time, go back and listen to my Captain Marvel review or Captain Marvel review on the channel. I say our opinions of this film are removed every in every way from Brie Larson's comments and general shittiness towards people. And, you know, moving forward, when I start talking about the Snyder Cut, all my opinions and critiques of this film are going to be removed from anything that was said or done or even thought about Jeremy or Geeks and Gamers or anything. This is going to be the most objective uh, comments or commentary on the film. I guess you can call it a review. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about changes. We can compare what they told us versus what wasn't on screen. It's an interesting idea cobbled together with tape. Imagine it like this. The Justice League could have been this amazing movie poster, but somebody dropped it and broke the frame, and instead of getting a new piece of glass, they just taped it together. And yeah, there are parts that look like you never know it broke, but right in the middle, it's missing chunks and it's still a broken poster frame and you need a new poster frame to get that whole image. And that's what the Zack Snyder cut of justice league is. It's 
it's a poster. It's this. It's there. It's mostly intact, and it's okay at times. It's pretty cool, but it's still a broken movie that was never meant to be a film narrative in this structure. So uh, we're going to start talking about that in a minute. But uh, before we do, I want to address the audience because we have uh, some super chats that rolled in, and uh, thankfully YouTube likes to reload it. So give me a minute. So. Uh, Dion Nick Kendo, for a brief moment, talk about uh, the, the original Justice League and how what you thought. I mean, it's not a terrible movie. I mean, obviously, no. compared to Man of Steel and and Suicide Squad and and um, you know and the rest of the WB DC universe, you know, Justice League was you know Jeff gave it a five. I think I gave it like a six and a half or whatever, seven maybe. You know, it, it wasn't a terrible movie. It just was very clearly trying to be Avengers. You know, mm-hmm. and they had clearly rushed oh, yeah. the whole thing, and and it was very apparent. Obviously, you know, it's classic Zack Snyder, where so many scenes look like it's in a fucking video game. You know, but it wasn't <laughs> bad. You know, it wasn't a terrible movie. There were a lot of cool parts in it. Obviously, parts that I can't stand. You know, um, you know, obviously, it's you know, it sucked that you know Stephen Wolf looked weird, and you know, they're going with the mother box to bring back fucking Superman and all this bullshit, and. Um, you know, it, it wasted a lot of opportunity, but it wasn't terrible. No, uh, I, no, I, I still, I, I still remember that some kid with a five hundred dollar computer did better uh, deep fakes to, uh, to to Superman's face than than the studio could, which uh, I thought was beyond hilarious. Right? Yeah, yeah. that was good. And I just remember sitting there because you guys all got into the movie an hour before me because uh, time zone and. Just watching the movie, I'm just like, okay, this is really not that bad. When's it going to shit the bed? Nope, hasn't happened yet. Nope, hasn't happened yet. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. This is actually not a bad watch. When's it going to shit the bed? And it never did. And I just remember sending you guys a say, sending you guys a message saying something to the effect of, this really isn't that bad. Yeah, right. I remember that. And Jeff's <laughs> response was, Jeff's response was, we'll talk about it when you get home. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going to be on Lonely Island over here. And the only one saying, hey, this is actually kind of fun. I kind of enjoy this. You guys are all going to be calling me a dickhead for it. But no, we were all we were all on the same Lonely Islands. We just didn't realize we were all on the same island together. Yeah, it was it was an event. I vividly remember that day because for some reason, my mom's boyfriend had to come over to fix something in the basement. But I had told her, Mom, I'm going to take you to this Justice League movie. I got to see it at this time, but we'll go. So it was just this very memorable experience. And also the movie was memorable, not because I liked it. It just stuck out. It was weird where I would read all these reviews of how it was this garbage three out of 10 movie. It was the worst thing ever. And then I'm watching stuff and blah, blah, blah. And you can go just watch our review. It's we actually made a sarcastic apology video four years ago or three years ago, whenever the hell it was out. Uh, it's a joke because people are like, how did you not hate that movie? It was garbage. We're just like, yeah. <laughs> and it's I, remember, those- I remember listening to that part in the car. I was like, because I, I, I don't think I was there at the time. And you, and you three did it. And it was just hilarious to be like, what, what the hell's going on right now? Right. <laughs> that was an interesting time, especially to get to, you know, because, you know, you, you say what a lot of people agree with, and then up until the point where you deviate a little bit, obviously, you know, you, you get a little uh, a little backlash. And, it's, you know, obviously we're grown men and we can take it, but it was just funny. Like, you know, of all the fuck-ups this dude has made, and especially coming from me, you know, Justice League was just wasn't that bad. We're not saying it's a great movie and that we're going to fucking introduce it to our fil- future fucking children and grandchildren. But I it just it. It, Right. I don't own it either, you know, but it just, it wasn't Man of Steel. Like, you know, what do you want? It wasn't Batman versus Superman. 
That's for damn sure. That, that's the one where people go, oh, that's pretty good. That's the one I'll rip on. Like people want to rip on the Justice League as being that bad. Man, is, sorry, Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad are the two worst superhero movies that I've seen DC put out in a theater in my lifetime. That's a very oh, yeah. interesting statement because I haven't seen Jonah Hex in a theater and I didn't see every single DC film in my life in theaters like Steel. But um, yeah, there that was a really low bar for us. So let me get with the audience real quick because I got everything pulled up and then we're going to talk about this properly because a lot of people uh, want us to talk about this shit. So TLJ Screwjob, thank you very much. He says 60,000 raised before Zach when he left barely 70,000. F him. Why bring in a tragic event and make it seem like the fandom menace endorsed, endorsed it? Dion's right about simple Zach. <laughs> hey, I mean, I tried to tell you. Now, Van Slatery, thank you very much uh, for both your super chats. He says, shocked by the silence from geeks and gamers when a man comes into your house that spits in your face and insults your friends while you're raising money for a good cause on a live stream. Didn't even ask why. Epic thumbnail, by the way. Uh, thank you very much, Van Slattery. And he also says, to clarify, I meant meet during the live stream. So I put that in there, uh, there, but I also read both super chats for you. But thank you very much, Van Slattery. Or Slattery. Uh, John O'Brien, thank you very much. He says, Tying us to that is disingenuous, damaging and disrespectful to what we truly are about, which is good stories without identity politics. Easy. That's what I'm about. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. That, that's why we don't like Captain Marvel, because it's preachy. That's why we didn't like um, Charles Angels, because they preached about it beforehand, yeah. even though the movie wasn't. Yeah. Just, you know, they just... <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was really fucking horrible, too. <laughs> well, this, the Snyder Cut of Justice League has those girl power moments in it. Like, even though there's just mm. Wonder Woman, they, there's a scene with a kid. Was it Jesse? She picks the girl in the crowd that looks just like her. Oh, yeah. And she goes, I want to be like you when I grew up. She's like, you will be or something. Like, something really... You can be. And, like, it was almost like, you know, the Coca-Cola commercial where he's like, thanks, me, Joe. And he, like, smiles yeah. and shit. And it's like one of those weird saccharine moments. That's what happened in the beginning of this movie. She's like, I want to be like you. You can be. Okay. <laughs> um... Thank you, SH Rebels 08, for the uh, cup of coffee. Greatly appreciate that super chat sticker. Uh, Hammond at Texas with some fun. Oh, by the way, folks, if you are uh, a fan of what the super chat's about, stick around towards the end of the show because we're going to be celebrating uh, an anniversary. The anniversary of WrestleMania 20 is tonight. So we're going to close it out the very end of the show, just for those who uh, aren't wrestling fans. I'll make the fans wait. Sorry. But uh, we'll talk about that. Now, Hammond of Texas says, Jeff, I watched that Stone Cold Booker T supermarket brawl per your recommendation. And all I have to say is, you want some ketchup with that ass whooping? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Whenever, when, 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 whenever we got together, we'd get super drunk and turn that on. That and Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yep. Damn right. I love Gilbert Godfrey. Oh. <laughs> I can't. I can't say that on air. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm thinking about. Just, uh -huh. Anyway, that's not what I'm Um Space Monkey 0899 says, "Dion, you were right about Zach." Yep, I know. <laughs> it makes me yeah, feel I, good to say yeah. we're not associated with Zack Snyder, I mean, and we don't stand with stupidity. Nope. 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 <laughs> oh man. Um. I'm really looking forward to tonight's show. Drinking a little bit, having some fun. Uh, this is going to be a good stream tonight, folks. So get yourself comfortable. Uh, get your questions ready. Uh, this is going to be a fun stream. So I'll read a few more, and then we will jump right into the Justice League. 
So Space Monkey, we read yours. Thank you very much. Uh, we also had our friend. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry, they all pull, rolled up at once. TLJ Screwjob says, more swagger. Business Kendo or Prime Vinnie Mac? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. I'm going to give the I nod see. to Kendo for one reason. While Vince McMahon did lead a billion-dollar company into great prosperity and looked pretty cool doing it, he also ran into the ground. And, you know, it's I know it's prime Vinnie Mac, but it's hard to look at prime Vinnie Mac and see what happened to him. Kendo has no downside yet. Yeah, and I didn't screw Bret Hart. True. That's because Bret screwed Bret. <laughs> or Shawn Michaels, if you know what I mean. Nah, you having some sunny days? Oh. 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 Dude, I love that were those kinds of wrestling fans, like the marks that know all the shit, but like yep. play into the sarcastic uh, responses to all that shit. I love being wrestling fans. Like I we've know. been, we've been fans for twenty years. Now we're the old, the old guys, and it's fun to yep. be the old guys as wrestling it fans. Is, man. Yeah, I'm, the, uh-huh. the good old days where Shawn Michaels is pantomiming sucking a dick on a fan that he doesn't like. God, good times. Yep. And mm. yeah, he was not even just pantomiming the dick; he was cupping the balls. <laughs> <laughs> the longest time that I had that as a uh, a fucking a thumbnail. I was on my Facebook was on something, and I got the gift to work. So every time I had it up, I'd be responding to somebody I'd be like, "What is that gift?" I'm like, "Oh, that's HBK. He's, <laughs> he's, he's sharing a moment with a fan." You know, Dion. When <laughs> yep. I started, when I moved in with Probably Jesse, I had, up. I had to explain to Jesse Shawn Michaels, and it's hard to explain what Shawn, or who Shawn Michaels is to an outsider. No pun right. intended, because he's, he's one. Thank you, Kendo. Help for you. <laughs> so he's one part male stripper. He's yep. one part like high school idiot class clown, and he's one part the greatest of all time. And right. you put those together, yeah. and it doesn't sound cool because it looks kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But he's the all time. He's like the best. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's like yeah, it's like, he it's like trying to imagine. He is an enigma. It's like imagining. You know, imagine Michael Jordan just. Telling people to suck his dick all the time, like in public. Yeah, you know, that, <laughs> right. Here you go, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Jordan dunked on somebody, he fucking crotch chopped, and then flipped off a fan. That's that's Shawn Michaels, right? Yeah. <laughs> I respect him. Now, this we're gonna read these next two super chats, but I'm gonna read the first one or the second one first, and then we're gonna get into the first one because it's kind of important. Actually, they're all important, but this one's something that I wanted to talk about very pointedly. So, Kevathar one one three eight says. Uh, evening WCBSers reached out to Arch Warhammer and he said he would be glad to do a 40k lore stream with you guys said you had his discord all right guys we got to just fucking make this happen now the audience this is what happens when you say hey folks if you want something let's work together to make it happen the audience really did make this happen so again Kevathar1138 taking pictures Jesse hold me to this remember when I say hold my feet to the fire about shit yeah Warhammer stream thank you Dion guys uh, we got to make this happen Let's shoot like for it. April. Let's right. see if he's available next month. Because it'll be, you know, it'll be during the campaign. It'll be fun. We can get people excited and all this fun shit. But I need till the end of the month to, like, work everything out with the channel. Because there's been a lot of cool stuff going on. And I've just been really busy. Uh, now, this is the super chat. It's not a fun super chat. But I wanted to talk about this directly. So, TLJ Screwjob says, Also, thoughts on being associated with Steve Bannon slash alt-right in that hit piece last week. And who is Steve Bannon? I don't know. I know who Race Bannon is. Good question. I know who Steve <laughs> Canyon was, but I don't know who Steve Bannon is. Uh, I find is it like really Bruce funny. Banner? Maybe. 
Uh, um. Oh, I. I. I think. I. I think I know who they're talking about. Let me look him up real quick. Yeah. yeah. He, um. Uh, he was. He, I mean, he's a. He's a. He's a right winger. He's a, I know he used to say crazy shit on like Twitter and stuff. Um. But he wasn't he like a I former. I think. I think. Um, I think. He, I think. I think he owns or is part of Breitbart. Uh. Um, yeah. Let's see. He is according to Wikipedia. He is a. A media executive, political strategist, and former investment banker who served as the White House's chief of stra- uh, chief strategist. Yeah, okay. yep, that's that. That's what I thought he was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know him. So here we go uh, to the people that wrote the article about us. Oh, you guys are associated with this guy. Who is he? So we looked him up live for you guys. Who the fuck writes this stupid shit? Let me turn the camera <laughs> on for just a minute. Let me stop sharing. Oh, oh, oh damn! Oh damn! Oh damn! Alt right. Look at who we are. Here's my face. The other guys, there's pictures of them too. You want to associate us with all this bullshit, but you don't know who we are because we don't share the same opinions about pop culture. Sorry, but you're, I don't know, your political hostage taking, whatever you're trying to do with this and these these hit pieces, it's not working. The fans aren't stupid. Our fans are smarter than your readers or anybody that's going to come up with this shit. We don't post politics. We don't go into the politics stuff. We only make fun of it when it crosses over with entertainment. So, to you, writer of the article, stop because it just makes you look dumb. No one's mad. Like, I'm not bothered. We got brought up in that. And the only thing that I thought of was, how dumb? Like, you don't know who we are. It's like a couple <laughs> years ago when Esquire wrote about me and called me all these things again. Did I freak out? I laughed. That Matt guy, whatever his fucking name is, he's an idiot. They're all like Scott Mendelson, misinformed, looking for the clicks trying to go down a path that is of least resistance because they look at the fandom menace, this community and go, Oh, these guys did nothing. And now they have this following. We can just shit on them and get the same following because people hate them. It's not. Here's the thing to the people that try to rip us off or the people that try to shit on us. You don't know the formula. There's only a handful of people that figured it out. Don't try and don't try to tear it down because it's not working on either side. Stop trying to put the community or whatever you want to call us anymore into this box. It doesn't fit. We don't fit. I don't fit in any of this shit. Every time they call us an anti-whatever podcast or alt-right or white, this or that, I go, look at our makeup. Our show is very, very upfront with who we are. I drew the pictures of our faces. I put us in comic books. We're out there. We are not these like hidden people behind the scenes. Oh, there are these crazy uh, conspiracy theories, alt-white, alt-right shit. No, we're not. We've never been there. Yeah, we're not all white either. I'm sorry about that part. But my point is, like, there's none of the shit that they say bothers me personally because people have to tell me about it. I don't seek it out. And secondly, it's all false. It's wrong. I can't get upset because some idiot wants to throw our name on this. But you're wrong, writer. You're so wrong that I don't even have the time to learn your name. So thank you for the free press. You know, it's nice. We had a bunch of people um, try to throw shade at Anna's painting with the comic book and run our mouths on Twitter. All of a sudden, I didn't know what was going on, but I noticed on Monday, I said to Jesse, hey, there's a nice spike in um, backers. And she tells me all these people were talking shit on Twitter because Anna told us about it. So all the people do is talk shit and help us out. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for showing your hand. How fucking dumb you guys are. You're a journalist, right? Research. We are. We all went to college on this podcast. I'm sorry if you writer of said article are too fucking dumb to understand how journalism works, but there's a little part called research. Make sure that when you're going to write about something or somebody, know your subject matter. 
Don't just pull it out of your ass based on an opinion from some Star Wars comments. You guys got a lot of work to do. All you people do is show how the old media, the old ways, they're cutting corners. You're afraid of what's coming, the change. So you're trying to throw all this garbage our way before we can, you know, flip the, you know, flip the switch and get into the new way. Because the old way of trying to run people through the mud or this or that or all your politics and swirling it into the entertainment doesn't work. It's not working. It's dying. Every time you people put your fucking heart and soul into one of these bullshit properties like and ruin them like a Batwoman or something like that, all you do is you tear it down. You can't let a character live and die by its own merit. You got to throw in this and that and this, and it all comes down. The way of thinking that you people prescribe to this cult-like mentality is not working. It doesn't work. It never will work because most people realize you're full of shit. So take your heads out of your asses, do your work, and try better next time. I'm done. Yeah, suck it. Yeah, you tits. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, because I, yeah, I remember that happening, and like the, uh, our, our internet, like our Twitter, like lit up. I was like, "What's going on?" And I read it, and I was like, "This is retarded." Whoever yeah. wrote this is like, is dude. It was. It, it's it's even even the, even the video they made was like half assed I think they used uh, Microsoft uh, Movie Maker to make it. Um, it was it was like just cobbled together, but um, uh, I'll. I'll all I, all I can say is that uh, thank you for doing that because um, you look like assholes and we don't. Yes, thank you for the free <laughs> and clearly, publicity. Yeah, and clearly we're getting to you because, you know, <laughs> you had to make a hit piece about us. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's make sure we let them know who we are. I'm going to drop this link. You know, I should find out. I should just send <sighs> copies of the comic to these people. There you go. That They can find out I mean, about us. They should do it. Yeah. All right, cool. Do it. I would. I should send Buffalo and Jeff after him. <laughs> That's for you, Dion. All right, so folks, we are going to read. We have a bunch of super chats uh, left. We're going to re- be reading those throughout the night and all the other ones. So thank you to everybody who continues to support mm-hmm. the channel. Thank you. But it's time to talk about the yeah, Snyder Cut. To the group. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people out there are afraid that we're going to spend 25 minutes shitting on this movie. We're going to talk about it honestly, because there's a lot of uh, kiss-assing, or ass-kissing that's going on right now about this movie, because, oh, it represents this for the fans and this and that. No, this movie represents a, a child getting his way. That's what the Snyder Cut is. And it's not a bad product. I have seen worse DC films. I've seen worse films this week. We watched Meet the Blacks or tried to watch Meet the Blacks because we were fucked up. I'm like, let's watch this. This looks stupid. It wasn't funny or scary. It was bad. I've seen shit movies this week. So the bars, whatever. Now, Dion, when we would hear the rumors of the Snyder Cut coming out, uh, (laughs) what were some of the thoughts you had outside of saying, I don't believe it's coming? Like when you found out it was real, excuse me, let's go back to that. When you found out the Snyder Cut was coming, what Mm -hmm. were your initial thoughts? Just for the audience that might have joined our channel recently. Well, my initial thoughts were, especially when they, you know, kept throwing out phrases like the movie that Zack Snyder wanted to make. It just made me laugh my ass off because it's like, then what the fuck did he make originally? I mean, it's laughable. It was a very good excuse for how Justice League was received, you know, and obviously it kicked him into into you know, pander mode, right? So you know that I thought that was fucking hilarious. The movie that he wants to make somehow that 
even after being given the keys to the DC Kingdom, Zack Snyder was still the chosen one. He was still the outsider. He was still he was still the fucking Red Sox. Like, no, bitch, you were the Yankees. You had the keys to the kingdom, and you <laughs> fucked it up. And I and I loved that there was this this internet belief that Zack Snyder was somehow going to write the ship that was taken from him, and he was wronged. Well, then everyone forgot that his name's been associated with this shit from the jump. You know, but you know, and then obviously with the with the you know everything that was cut out, we we're, we're adding on to deleted scenes, and we're gonna actually put some deleted scenes. There's gonna be more development for some of the characters in the film, and it's just like, what were we doing before, guys? We were we just playing grab ass at WB? And, were and you, you guys filming a fucking porno? What what were you doing the first time? And one thing I want to add to that too, when there are there are issues with the timetable that line up because uh-huh. there's so much of like the stuff. Like maybe there's, you can tell what's reshot in this movie. Like there are, remember in um, what is it? Fan four stick. When you could see Kate Mara's wig. Well, Ben Affleck, yeah. here's how Ben Affleck looks. He lost a lot of weight between the original shooting and the reshoots. So he looks completely different. Gal Gadot looks different. Like the actors, it's, it's not that bad, <laughs> but if you look at Batman at any scene, you can tell when there's a reshoot. Oh my God. And, the thing is, like when I want, like let's start with the good. Let's talk about the positives of this. This there movie, are there are there are a lot of positives. All the positives that came up from the first one are here. That's that's a lot, right? Okay. I mean, you know, they were already there, but no, I okay. see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> by the way, I want you guys to ask me as many questions as possible so we can keep the conversation going. That means everybody out there. But the way this starts is ten minutes of credits. Literally, just the first ten minutes. We time ten minutes of credits. It's 10 minutes of credits and establishing shots, and they look Holy nice. Shit. Oh, my God. You established these shots in the first fucking time but, you did this that's shit. That's so funny. But you know what's funny <laughs> what? is Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder never gives you another establishing shot. <laughs> so, like, you get all of it at once. Like you so, just, so basically, basically, he just, he just nuts establishing shots in your face. Like, ah, and there you go. I'm done. I'm done for now. Now, I want to say this to anyone out there that's a comic book reader. If you want to know what the Snyder Cut is like, Pick if you know who Rob Liefeld was or is currently. I like Rob, good guy. Uh, if you know Rob Liefeld's style of comic books, you know what the Snyder Cut is like. It's flashy, but doesn't make a lot of sense upon further inspection. <laughs> now, this film with the, here positives. This film cuts out some of the dumber moments, some of the Probably. questions. So, like, yeah, family. So now, Jesse, help me out on some of these if I draw a blank. But like, for example, right now, the first one, uh, when Superman, they want to revive Superman. Now, folks, by the way, if you think there are spoilers for this movie and you've seen the original Justice League, you cannot be spoiled for this movie. Okay? You cannot <laughs> have it spoiled if you've seen the original. I understand. It's the same movie we're saying the, to you, everybody. Yeah, I want people to understand. I'm going to talk about differences, and I know I've watched it just a few hours ago. There are differences, but there are a God, lot of God, God bless you, thing. sir. God bless you. I got a question. Yeah. So <clears throat> is my favorite part still in there where they go to revive Superman and they're staring down with him and he's holding them off and Flash thinks he's going to be cool and tries to pull the old end around just for Superman's like eye to catch him and be like, look, motherfucker, you think you're fast when I'm better than you? And they proceed to try there. to whoop his ass. Oh, good. Also, I have a comment. Um, apparently Skittles is putting out gummy bears. I just saw an ad for that and I'm very excited. <laughs> I need some. <laughs> the important things we have to announce in the show. Exactly, right. <laughs> now, this movie, another thing it has too, there are scenes where I'm pretty sure Ben Affleck wasn't playing Batman 
and hear oh, me I'm, out. I'm, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure that happened. There are scenes where he has a different voice. <laughs> and then the next shot, he has his regular modulated voice. There are a couple shots of him from the back walking out of... Okay, we'll get to that. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping around. So structurally, positive. Structurally, this movie works better because it lays out the context for why they're in Russia. If you're one of those people like me who could not get over the fucking, why did they go here? Why does this look ugly? Why is all this shit happening that was never explained? All that weird shit will get explained. It doesn't make it good. It just explains it. So, for example, Dion, <laughs> Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf has been redesigned. I, yeah, I saw the clips of what he looks like now, and he looks even fucking dumber, but please continue. Now, for some reason, he was added. they added an iridescent sheen to his armor, which looks fine. But he's got like a Transformers thing where every minute a piece of or every second, one of his pieces of armor is just fidgeting around like that's what this movie is. It's in a microcosm. What I mean is this movie looks nice. It's got all these little bells and whistles at times, but it doesn't need to be there. Like his ar suit of armor having all this superfluous bullshit is like a lot of this movie. It's there for reasons. It makes kind of sense, but it doesn't at the same time because you can't really watch this as a film. You can't watch this as a series or a next evolution of the, it's weird. It shouldn't be treated as the next step for DC, but this film has reshoots and retcons to fix problems. For example, Willem Dafoe replaces Amber Heard in specific scenes. Now, first Jesse and I thought was Amber Heard written out of this movie because of all the controversy and shit. No, 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 no. She comes back. There's all kinds of new shit, but there's a scene where, um, remember when Aquaman talks to Mira right after the mother box is stolen? Yeah. Yes. Or, sorry, but that scene's still there. Remember the first scene where they, they first meet each other and she's like, uh, there's this and that and the people need you. What's the specific line she says? Your half-brother. She says, we're your half-brother and your people. Your people, yeah, the people need you or whatever. Yeah. Like, that scene was reshot with Willem Dafoe replacing her. But then they have to, like, write in, oh, they basically fix the problems between Aquaman and Justice League in Justice League, the Snyder Cut, if that makes sense. Like, all those weird discrepancies <laughs> about, like, when he came to Earth or Man's Land and all this stuff. Like, all that is addressed. And that's fine, but it's not going anywhere because this movie ends on a cliffhanger and there's no sequel. <laughs> this well, movie introduced... Oh. <laughs> this movie talk, about, introduced talk about a four-hour-plus honey dick. Jesus. Yeah. Well, well, I know, and I saw it too that they that they changed the introductory scene where they obviously are explaining who Stephen Wolf is, and it's just Dark Side mm -hmm. now. So well, obviously, it's, it's right, isn't that? So instead of Stephen Wolf whipping everybody's ass, it's just Dark Side. Well, yeah, let me explain. So what happens? This whole opening is different. Remember Dion? How I was like, oh, they're going to bring back the Batman theme and the old Superman theme, and it was fun and this and that. Right. Those are gone. So anyway, the opening of the movie. Used to, remember how it was open with Batman? Remember when Batman <laughs> found the parademon on the yes. rooftop and he pins the note to him and all that shit? Mm -hmm. Yes. That's not in the movie. That's gone. The movie, the movie starts so out... So J.K. Simmons isn't... They don't have Gordon in it? Gordon's in it. Gordon has one scene. Uh, oh, no, sorry, oh my two. God. He has the original rooftop scene and he has mm -hmm. a scene... Maybe it's in the original cut still where he's handed a dossier with all, the, all this information and he goes, oh, I could have went to dental school. And that's like it. He's in the movie for two minutes, has the same amount of lines, nothing crazy, nothing cooler. Uh, that's where I have issues with the movie is it it like it, it takes like imagine the, it's a Lego set. And, you know, when you get those Lego sets, you can build it five different ways. 
this is one of those things where they, they restructure the film. So instead of giving you the history lesson of Steppenwolf in the beginning of the movie, this movie shows Steppenwolf come and do all this stuff and take it himself and all these fights happen. But it that shows him back, coming? Ugh. Yeah, I know. It's, the, it's a good... Oh, speaking of gratuitous shit, I have to say, Zack Snyder, when I called him a teenager earlier... He has shots of overt gore. Like there is a there's a scene where the parademon gets stabbed through the chest and then like it slumps over and it pauses to have blood splurted out. And that's not a problem, but it's weird because it doesn't tonally fit. They also make uh cyborg say fuck the world and Batman drops the F bomb too. It's it's a little like try hardy at times. Because oh God, you don't say. Yeah, it, it is a Zack Snyder. This whole thing, this whole thing is a try hard. By the way, like I, we, 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 we've had directors cuts of movies before when they would cut up the, the the normal film. This is not the Snyder cut. This is just him getting seventy million dollars to do his do his own thing, which Dion has said before he should have done in the first place. That's all this is. This is not really a Snyder well, cut. The Snyder cut never existed until this happened. Yeah. And now I wanted to thank Austin Woods for giving me the clarification. Yeah, it does start with the end of BVS. Like it's the the first ten minutes of the credits, which are all the establishing shots. It shows him scream, like he gets stabbed in like slow motion. Yeah, it shows it in slow motion. It's like watching the movie Three Hundred, but with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And then it transitions into all the establishing shots. But the impetus for this movie is Superman's death scream awakens, uh, I think, mother boxes or something. And long story short, Superman's death is the reason or Superman being on earth is the reason why when they opened a mother box earlier, it didn't bring dark side because the mother boxes were afraid of Superman. They're like these living things and they were afraid of him. So, right. I know they, they mentioned that in, in the, in the original cut of, you know, because see if seven says, well, the Kryptonian's dead now earth is ours or whatever the fuck. So, I mean, I guess, you know, he didn't fuck up that part, I guess. You know. Well, which, which, you know, <laughs> because what they do in this movie all the time is they take an old scene and they'll take out a character and they'll CGI in somebody else. So for example, <laughs> Dion, if you ever George Lucas did. <laughs> they, dude, George Lucas did it better in 2005 with revenge of the Sith. There's a couple shots in this movie <laughs> where I went, you had $70 million. Zack Snyder. You know what they did for one shot? Dion, they what? cut out Henry Cavill from man of steel. Remember the part where he cries and freaks out after he breaks Zod's neck. Yeah. They took that. They literally cut it out. They CGI'd mm-hmm. his suit to be black and color corrected to match his later costume. And then he has that same emotional breakdown with Darkseid's hand on his, on his arm as a flashback. Or sorry, a vision of the future. Like, there are oh, those corner cutting moments. Seventy million dollars. And I said, major fucking studio. You can't. Oh, God damn it. I don't think it's fair to the audience to think they're going to go in and get this new groundbreaking experience. Folks, what you're going to get is the same movie broken up into different parts. Yes, there are a and, lot of and, and and apparently literally copy and pasted. There there's a couple shots of Cyborg flying off and they reuse the same shot. They just change the background. Yes. There's there's nice. a couple shots of Wonder Woman where I'm pretty sure they did that too. Oh, the ones where they just took a bunch of a reaction shot. Oh, yeah. Green screen and just put different backgrounds. Yeah, they, they took the same expression shot and then would change the background. Like, it, it comes up a couple times. Oh, it's my not- God. <laughs> oh, my God. This stuff this is there. Like some, this sounds like some shit I would do to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> At least so that would be justified yeah, because it would be independent film. But God damn it, WB. <laughs> yeah, this... Now, uh... One of the best positives, one of the best changes is the end of this movie. This movie actually makes sense and has a climax that's pretty good. 
It's not Avengers at one good, but it's solid. You the, the Justice League are going to Russia. So what happens is Steppenwolf comes. Oh, I'm not there yet though. I got a bilge. So <laughs> just if you go to Russia, oh god, you, you find out that the reason Steppenwolf chose Russia. Maybe this isn't the original cut, but it's not clear. They go to Chernobyl because the reactors, they need lead, they need this, they need all this shit. Basically, they suck up all the excess radiation from Chernobyl, and they live in one of those reactor things, and they're building an army and all this crap. But they explain in this scene why they're there, how they can track the par- how the parademons can track people, why they need to do shit. Like, somebody sat Zack Snyder down, or some good editor got in there and went, we need this exposition. <laughs> easy. Easy, easy. Easy with good editor. <laughs> I feel for the editor, I really do, because like some, well, no, some person said, so- had to, no, there is a good editor involved for this one scene because some person that made decent movies had to come to them and say, "You need this three minutes, or your movie makes no sense." Because the first cut of Justice League doesn't have some of these things to make as much sense. They're like, I know they explain in certain scenes about how they can smell them, but they say it very clearly in the beginning. They do all these things to let you know this is Steppenwolf's plan. They don't make him any more intimidating. They don't make him that much more threatening, but they make him not stupid. So remember in the original cut, how he wants to go back or at the end of the movie, he runs away and he's like, I'll be back again and all this shit. Yeah. Before the parademons kill him or whatever. Yeah. Th- that, that's gone. This movie, it's not that it's like everything happens in the same location, except like one or two differences happen. So, uh, for example, he isn't a sniveling whatever like that in the end of this one. What happens is you find out why he was exiled from Apocalypse and he was a traitor and he wants to get back in the good graces of Dark Side and all this other shit. It's cool. Like that stuff is cool. If you're a Jack Kirby fan, the fourth world stuff is very well represented on screen. You get uh, Granny Goodness. I can't think of his Dark Side's advisor name. They say it like not, not Vishant or something like that. But they keep like all that stuff is neat. The the new the CGI shit that they add, the that kind of stuff is cool. The new world, but other than that, you know, you're gonna get like, for example, that old history scene that you guys have uh, remember. They just took Sepulveda out and put Dark Side in there. So this is where the movie, as a narrative, dies a little bit. Because remember, you know, what? I'm not even gonna make that comparison. This movie starts off with the Defenders of Earth defeating Dark Side. His one defeat, his only defeat in history, he scampers off and runs away. But uh, he needs to come back to get the anti-life equation on Earth. But he didn't know all these years that it was Earth and this and that. So the one time in history that Earth happens to be well-protected, he happens to find the planet. It's very, like, come on. You couldn't, if Darkseid knew all along, he couldn't have come to Earth, I don't know, last year before this shit happened. Like, it just... (laughs) It's very convenient. You know, I, I made this point to Jesse, and I don't think a lot of people are going to like this point, but the, Jack, the Zack Snyder Justice League feels like what an Avengers movie would have been and almost should have been in a way. Now, hear me out. There are moments in this that boggle my mind that this is how the Justice League is treated versus how the Avengers are treated because the Justice League go on this clandestine mission and they're fighting and all this stuff real low key and secret. And the Avengers are doing it in front of a crowd. Now, historically it's kind of flipped. They would send the Avengers into war torn countries and dirty work and this, that, and then they would have these big epic battles that no one would see. And then this movie also ends with Batman going into Wayne Manor again, talking about setting up the table and getting, you know, the chairs for everybody. And that just feels like Tony Stark building, fixing the mansion and doing this and that. Like it was a really odd 
flip that made it was almost like a meta thing to me where it used to be that the justice league of america was the premier superhero team in all of comics before the x-men were really big before the justice league or before the avengers really mattered the way they do now the justice league for decades was the gold standard on tv as well they really have one of the best cartoons ever produced in the superhero genre you're right on screen they've been trivialized i wish the dc had a marvel problem the marvel problem of over um, like self, not self-aggrandizing, but building your characters up to be bigger than they are. Because Marvel fans sit and go, "Oh my God, there could be a, an appearance by Squirrel Girl. It's going to be groundbreaking." But over on DC <laughs> side, you get big characters, and they're just like, "Whatever," because it's <laughs> built and and um, fostered this relationship at the from the very beginning. DC made a mistake, and it's not the Zack Snyder mistake. It's yeah, the no idea. Shit. Well, that's a bad mistake. But at the very beginning, though, they made the mistake of not having a plan. And the Zack Snyder Justice League film is, it's almost like an apology to time, almost. Like, this is what we should have got years ago and this and that. It's it's really hard to talk about. So do you guys have questions for it before I ramble on? I want to discuss differences because there's a lot. Like, the end scene, it's different colors. It's a different thing. Like, Batman. Okay, so in the end of the movie, the, the plane lands. He leaves everybody. Then he comes back, he lands the plane again, he gets the Batmobile, he starts driving around. Whole different CGI scene. Batman gets the canopy ripped off, he's about to die, this shit happens. Like, it's all weird and different. So it's like one of those, it's like the Mandela effect of movies. If you watch <laughs> the Justice League and you watch this Snyder Cut, you're going to remember so much and then go, wait, huh, what? That's that's how you feel watching this film. Huh, okay. I do have a question. Yes, at any point, does the band Steppenwolf actually make an appearance? Still no on that. Still no on that one. Yeah. Still Fuck. Yeah, it's a missed I mean, opportunity. They, they, I, it is. It is. Point like when the boom tube goes, fucking hear the fucking opening riff from Magic Carpet Ride as he comes flying down the box and takes off. I mean, that'd be amazing. That would have that would have made it a nine out of ten film right there. <laughs> Agreed. Maybe for some Born to Be Wild with the final fight. I would have. I would have liked yes. Born to Be Wild too. Now it's like I said. It's kind of. It's hard to talk about this movie because it's. It doesn't. It's not a movie. It really is just for. It's an experiment because this movie is in full screen format. That's really stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I, remember I forgot yeah, about I remember that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Based on the fact like Aquaman's character is cut out almost entirely yeah. because his movie has happened since then. So a lot of those scenes were like sort of <laughs> oh, oh, things that didn't make sense. <clears throat> Aquaman, you know, in that, the way that the character was done a little differently. And it was, but then otherwise it was like, oh, well, you don't really need to know, have exposition about him because you already know. Like that doesn't. That's like that's cheating, though. It's kind oh, of so they, so they still have his fight scene with Steppenwolf, where he goes and gets his ass kicked in Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. So that's still uh, in the movie. But they, yeah. so they, what about the scene where Batman goes and gets him? Is that still in the movie? Yeah, it's different. Of course, uh, it's, <laughs> of course it is. It's way longer. Oh. It's it's better. It's just longer. Yeah. <laughs> I need to watch these side by side because if certain lines of dialogue are in both cuts, then I gotta go to the original. Oh god, I I just like this is this is this is such like especially when, especially when you told me it was like in full screen. I was like, you did four 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 plus hours and you put it in fucking full screen. You numb nut. God <laughs> well, damn it! People, 
used to it, by the way. People want to sit. Oh, yeah. No brunch jokes. I, Quentin Lewis, I've, I wanted to say this. Thanks for bringing this up. I don't like Ezra Miller's Flash, but Jesse brought up a point about cutting out characters. What that means is they cut out characterization of these characters. So do you remember the whole subplot about how the Flash wants a family and he's got to eat and he just wants a group of people to go to brunch with and all that fun stuff? Right. Yeah. Not in the movie at all. Doesn't happen once. Does he slap a pregnant woman? That, that's the real question. Does he what? Slap a pregnant woman. He's, not, he's, he's Ezra Miller, not John Jones. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. does sort of creepily hit on one while she's not able to be aware of it. Oh, yeah, when he meets Iris West. So it, remember in the movie, oh, we just kind of see him going <clears throat> to get a job. Like, or he, he talks to his dad how he's going to get a criminal justice degree and all this stuff. In this movie, in this uh -huh. cut, he goes to get a job at a pet store. And while he's in there with his application, uh, there's a car wreck. Uh, Iris, who we don't, I don't think she's actually named. It's just supposed to be Iris West. Uh, she is driving and this man who's eating a cheeseburger in his truck and not paying attention, uh, wrecks into a hot dog cart and then wrecks into her uh -huh. car. And the flesh saves her from a car wreck. And now, in theory, this is going to be a cool scene because it's copying directly from Quicksilver from the event or the X Men movies, and it's it's fine. It's got the classic song or some kind of shit that tries to sound like that. He's running, it's fine. But then, in the middle of it, he grabs a hot dog, and it's like right by her mouth, and he pulls it. And for a minute, you're like, "Is this a dick joke?" Because this scene doesn't lend itself you to know any it humor. Is. Yeah, you, I know it is. But my point is, and then he like puts this hot dog away. And then he like creepily grabs Iris and he holds her and moves her into position and like stares lovingly into her eyes and falls in love with her in this moment. And then like puts her lifeless body down. And it's so uncomfortable because like her expression doesn't change. So she just looks like she's been held against her own will by the flesh. It's like Wonder Woman <laughs> with Steve Trevor. Whoa. Like the DC characters oh, have these weird, creepy um, ideas about uh, personal space, if you will. Uh, it is exactly cool it. Now I enjoyed uh, the shoes ripping. That was pretty funny. Like the flash, that wasn't funny. It was just cool. It was a cool visual. He runs so fast. He rips out of his shoes. It looked mm -hmm. neat. Like, but looking cool and neat isn't really enough for me to go. This is truly a good film with a lot of substance. Great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Clearly the flash <laughs> needs better shoes. And they still right, you know. Maybe he should get some fucking Under Armour kicks, bro. You know, so does he? Well, there's yeah, a you know. Oh my god, dude, you shouldn't laugh about this because there's Under Armour product placement in this movie. Is I heard yeah. that oh, there was. Of course there I is. Uh -huh. Is the black suit under have the Under Armour symbol on the neck? No, it's it's Victor's <laughs> jacket. But I gotta say, this movie <laughs> is trying to be a cyborg film. What this is a yeah, this cyborg is like the main character. He's the super. But he's not the main character, but he's written as the main character the at times. Yeah, he's the most important in the, on the team. He's the one that's built out of the mother box. He's got, he watches his father sacrifice himself. Like the biggest complaint somebody could make about this. Miles Bennett Dyson? No. Miles Bennett Dyson, he's in this one. Uh, Joe Morton did a great job. I don't think like, I can hold it much longer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So I just reenacted Terminator Two. Uh, I hope I don't get a copyright strike. That was better than the, 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 than four hours. That was uh, that was yeah, awesome. It was, it, it, it was better. That was the bullshitter cut. So yeah, yeah, it ended ten. The bullshitter cut of Justice League would say Justice League, and then the end credits would roll. That's it. <laughs> man, that, that banner was sweet. Did you see that part? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, so this one other thing too. 
this movie shoehorns in a surprise appearance. So let me set the scene for you real quick. Oh, God. Martha and Lois Lane are trying to bond over the death of Clark and how they can both get out back into the world. You know, Martha has lost her farm and she's lost in the world. Uh, Lois Lane has not been to work since Superman died. Like they're both broken people and they have this really nice moment. Martha goes to Lois. They talk, they hug this and that. You're like, cool. The characters have grown. They're going to move out and they're going to move on and be better than they were. Then it's ruined after Martha grows a cape and turns into the Martian Manhunter. And flies away. <laughs> Wait, what? And then, what? At the right. end what? of the no. fucking movie, after the oh second credit scene, the Martian oh man flies to Superman and goes, or sorry, he flies to Batman and he says, you know, I realize I have a stake in this planet too, and it's time that I step up and protect it. You got a friend in me, essentially is what he says. And he flies off and Batman smiles. What the fuck? Wait, That's so they, what happened to what happened to Martha? Nothing, you don't know. Well, okay, Why do fine. you keep saying that name? <laughs> <laughs> You're triggering Kendo, stop it. What legitimately happened? Yeah, I'm thinking about when I watched BBS and was upset. Oh. <laughs> Martha. Easy. So to answer your question, Dion, Martha gets her house back just like in the original cut. Now, I don't know if they spent more time or reshot Henry Cavill because I don't remember the scenes being different, but the mustache CGI was either perfected or just they did reshoot it because I can't can't tell the difference. It's $70 million. They had to reshoot it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I was thinking of Desaad from uh, Dark Side's Legion. Right. Yeah. But they cut out one of my favorite scenes, which, yeah, I'm not going to bitch about it that long, but the, the lasso of truth scene with... Um, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. Well, really? that was that, that was that was the best part. They cut yeah. out the Batman part. They cut out the part where after Batman got punched, he's like, "Oh, I think it's broken or whatever." I'm That's leading gone. somewhere. Yeah. There's this weird subplot that they wrote in, but it's okay. It's actually it's not okay. They write a subplot <laughs> into the Snyder cut where Alfred builds gauntlets for Batman that can deflect a Kryptonian blast. And it's cool because then there's a scene where they go into the water basin under the river where he deflects a blast and it makes sense. I, I really like that. But then later you find out that that whole scene is just so he can deflect one shot from Superman. So he can justify why yeah. he Yeah, he deflects a shot from Superman and that's what this whole gauntlet thing is. Now, that being said, I really enjoyed Alfred in the Snyder Cut because Alfred becomes more like Q from James Bond, but he's in the field in a way where he comments about like, did this work or this or that? Like there's a couple moments of Alfred jokes that are, mm -hmm. that are too good for this movie. Like Jeremy Irons. <laughs> They're too good for this movie. There's a scene where he and Gal Gadot are uh, making tea and Ga uh, Wonder Woman's like, do you want a cup of tea? And he's like, no, I'm fine. But she starts to make it. And then he corrects her on every step on how to make a proper cup of tea. It's just really, really funny. It's funny you bring like, that because my friend and I actually legitimately had like a 30-minute conversation yesterday or the day before about who's the better Alfred, Michael Caine or Jeremy Irons. Great question. I don't know. Shit, man. I don't either. That's tough. That's tough. Michael Goff is the correct answer. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yes, I was going to say, yes, that is the correct answer. But if if, if we take him out of the equation, that's it, it's a tough one. I personally, I would go. I would go Michael Caine because Jeremy Irons is too good to be Alfred. 
Whoa, easy. Well, don't talk shit about Alfred, motherfucker. You better watch your tongue. <laughs> yeah, that, I know, dude. Yeah. Nick is talking. You about just Alfred, made him right? sound like Alfred is like our list character here. Yeah, easy, buddy. Don't disrespect Alfred. Fucking perspective. <laughs> That's just my personal Damn. opinion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I caused. I'm sorry. I caused a stir. Yeah, sorry, right. your feathers. You're, you're just just comments easy, in your pocket, bro. okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, Jesse. The picture uh, of uh, Steppenwolf. He is. I didn't realize he was this much different. Holy shit! Oh, yeah, I forgot. They, and they took the they took the armor off his horns and shit, and it looks. I remember, in, you know, from what I saw online the other day, it was he's way different. Well, I gotta ask: in the original cut of Justice League, does Super does he get one of his horns cut off? Though. I don't think so. No, are you talking about when they when he when Superman shows up? Yeah. I I I. I don't know. I can't. I gotta watch the original again. I can't remember Superman if, breaking one of his horns off. If he doesn't, he does in this cut. He like rips his ear off and he starts to bleed. I'm like, like Steppenwolf. They try to make him more compelling. And like they're like I said, they try. They talk about how he was a coward. That was interesting. I like the inside of the Snyder cut and these four hours and two minutes of weird, questionable decisions. There is another edit where you could probably pull out a fun movie. Not a great movie, but you could again edit this down to be less than four hours because there's a lot of masturbatory scenes. Now, oh for example, I know we love to make the joke from Clerks 2 about Lord of the Rings and all its 57 different endings from the Return of the King. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie is that. I don't have an exact number, but it's more than six different endings. Oh, boy. Really? Oh, yeah. And, and, and they're not like shitty, but like, you remember how the other one ends where Superman and the Flash are going to race? Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. in the movie. I don't think they even speak. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, and it sucks too because there are a few moments with the Flash that make him pretty likable. Thankfully, with the exception of one scene, they cut out that stupid arm flailing that he does when he runs. They like they either zoom in or they just use different angles. But that stupid like flail shit that he does, mm-hmm. that is gone for the most part, except in one scene, which we'll talk about because there is. There's a heinous scene in this film, and I also think it shows the cards because based on the final scene of this film, I don't believe that the Snyder Cut was always meant to have this ending because it's really similar to the Avengers endgame. Oh, God. I'm sure Infinity War, excuse me. It's too similar to Infinity War times, and I don't buy that there was not influence. Now, if you can show me proof or a picture or some shit, I'll shut up and leave it alone. But until I see that, I just want to talk about it because this is too similar to to buy. And I apologize for uh, jumping all over the place. We're drinking now. It's a St. Patty's Day uh, makeup stream. So uh, I'll get to that point in a minute. But yeah, Steppenwolf uh, is more compelling. He looks better. It feels he feels not in, not as inconsequential. Like he also <laughs> he what happens to him in the original cut, Dion? Oh, the. Um... The parademons smell his fear or whatever, and they're like, yeah, hey, they're smelling fear, and then they all attack him and fucking start ripping yeah. him apart. Wonder Woman cuts his head off in this cut. That's better. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Wonder- <laughs> Here, here's something I want to give praise for this movie. Zack Snyder handles Wonder Woman better than Patty Jenkins in Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman is cool in the Snyder cut all okay. the time. She's her. They they keep her theme song. They they ramp up that guitar. That fight scene in the tunnel. They keep it planned for her. They do shit for her throughout the movie. I can't believe that Wonder Woman eighty four was what it was because it's almost an embarrassment how what Diana became what she became because 
this movie sits and talks about, oh, I once loved somebody and this and that. And they completely gloss over the fact that she made that guy look like Trevor or Steve Trevor and assaulted him and all that stuff. Like they just because of what they have done with the characters after this movie feels kind of wrong. It's trying to fix things, but it's also broken things in the process from its release to this version. And DC's not a, it's the same DC is not the same film production company or whatever you want to call it. DC doesn't make those same films. Warner Brothers has changed, uh, Snyder's changed, and them going back and trying to change things or make things the way they used to be feel a little off. And now the biggest complaint slash I guess it's a cool thing too, is like the dark side stuff is amazing, but the ending of this movie, the climax, if you will, because it's not the ending, the climax of this film is very interesting, shall we say. Because the whole point is to get the three mother boxes to conv- uh, to break them or get the mother boxes, break them apart, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, or th- it's the point to get them together by the bad guys to bring dark side, but the heroes have to break it apart. In this version of the film, spoiler, literally the only difference from anything, they open the portal and everybody dies. Like Superman dies. The world gets wiped away from existence. Everyone dies. We see Superman turn to fucking mush. But. Okay. okay. There's one line of dialogue in the middle of the movie that explains that the Flash can time travel. <laughs> oh, of course there is. Of course. He runs after everyone dies. He runs back through time, undoes the snap thing, and then they beat <laughs> Steppenwolf. So what had happened is they put the boxes together and Darkseid appears, and then it's an instantaneous destruction. He comes back. He stops it. Um, and he's able to help. Then uh, they go to fix it. Uh, they close the open the portal. Darkseid's getting ready to come in. Uh, they throw uh, Steppenwolf towards it. Wonder Woman cuts his head off. His head and his dead body land on the foot at the feet of uh, Darkseid, and Darkseid's like, "We're going to Earth." The coolest part of the movie is the shit that will never be will never come to fruition because. Darkseid is now going to do it tr- the traditional way. We're talking warships, parademon armies, all this cool stuff. So how does he destroy? I, I saw the scene where he you know, he comes out and hits the ground or whatever, and then he does the fucking you know the uh, the the essentially what what's his name did in Guardians of the Galaxy with the hammer. How, th- he just has the power to destroy planets by punching them. Uh, no, what he does in the trailer, all you're seeing is like the anti life equation. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you know, you're talking about Steppenwolf. Or Darkseid. Darkseid. So Darkseid doesn't fight them. You see, there's a flashback that the old Steppenwolf flashback of him fighting the Green Lantern and all the people of Earth mm-hmm. in the past has yeah. become Darkseid. They replaced that. So Steppenwolf has never done this. This is Darkseid that got defeated on Earth. So you watch him fight for a couple of minutes and then he mm-hmm. loses. He gets shot with an arrow or something. He's bleeding out the arm and the parademons put him on the ship. He runs away. He's very... Right. It was funny. Jesse and I were talking about how I was going on about how cool Darkseid is. And she was talking about Thanos. And I thought, well, Darkseid came first and this, that, blah, blah, blah. And then Darkseid lost and ran away. And I went, fuck, Thanos is always going to be better. Because Thanos, <laughs> folks, I'm trying not to do everything a one-to-one comparison. But it's kind of hard not to compare one big purple guy to one big gray guy. And they have, uh, you know, very similar themes about them. Right. One could argue that Marvel borrowed heavily from Darkseid. So 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 just getting back to my question. So yeah. the, the 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 future that Flash undoes, that's him using the anti-life equation? Well, hold on. The future that Flash undoes might have never been. So this movie 
after they cut his head off and he said he's coming to Earth, there are like six or seven <laughs> different endings. And I'm about to answer your question. Don't worry. Right. They show this. They'll show like um, everything with Cyborg coming to terms with himself. They'll show Wonder Woman going back. They'll show this or that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they get to all of a sudden Batman. And mm-hmm. he's in the fucking desert world and we see the parademons and all this shit. And there's like a 10 minute scene of Batman on a highway outside of Gotham or is it Century City? I couldn't see or Central City, excuse me. And Batman is talking to Deathstroke. He's talking to Mira. Yeah, by the way, Amber Heard is not fired. There's new shit with her. You know how you can tell she gained weight between reshoots? They didn't get her new armor. Her tits barely fit in that shit. So if you hate, if you hate Amber Heard awesome if you like her you're crazy but at least that but anyway my point is she's still Mira. she's not been fired as of yet as of the Zack snyder reshoots because she looks different very different she's next to gal gadot and henry Cara and ben affleck nobody looks as jarringly different between shots wait 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 so, wait. so you're saying is her boobs are she's like bursting out yes i'm willing to get my finger cut off for that <laughs> Jeez. make sure she just uses the bathroom beforehand yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, we got to shoot our shot. It might get shot back at you, but hey, at least you took. <laughs> and uh, so, all I was gonna say is though, you learn that in this dystopian future, Batman has this ragtag team of villains and heroes, and then, ha ha ha, the fucking Joker is sitting on a car, and the Joker and Batman. Oh have God, dude! It's, uh, yeah, it's dumb. Also, the Joker's hair. The way it's shot from the back, he looks like he has like greenish hair. And then from the front, it looks like they just upped the saturation to where it almost doesn't match. But that's a complaint that I'll leave alone. Long story short, Batman and the Joker have this, or yeah, this long ish discussion about Batman's guilt over fucking Tim Drake dying. And he throws all these barbs about it. Because what it is, is they need each other. Batman went to Deathstroke. And then. They went to the Joker. They don't see this. They just mention it. And they're trying to take down whatever the, the world is. The parademons they are trying to fight back for Earth. So the Joker is now on Batman's team. And he's got a truce card and all this shit. And he's like, if you want to break the truce, I'll tell you all about Tim Drake. Or no, sorry, Jason Todd. Excuse me. I keep saying Tim Drake. I'll tell you all about that stuff. And then Batman fires back with, oh, yeah, like when Harley Quinn bled out and I fucking held her. And she, oh, he says fuck in that scene. And he's like, I'll make sure I kill you nice and fucking slow or something like that. Like, it's one of those. It. You remember the fan film that came out, folks, last week from Bat in the Sun? That was better yeah. than the final Joker scene with Batman. Like, really? <laughs> dear universe, stop mm. trying to make Jared Leto the Joker. He is not a good Joker. No. Jesus mm. Christ. Don't do it. Don't you do it. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, was the movie worth redoing asks uh, cultural epoxy? It's hard for me to say don't watch this. It has entertainment value i can't you know like it's the same score it's got all the same problems and all the same positives it's just longer is it boring yeah i've watched long movies that are hard to get through i'll give this a nice compliment it is easier to sit through this than the two and a half hour extended cut of batman versus superman there because what yeah i i will say that for me i would rather watch this again over bvs the director's cut because you oh, do not God, have, I, you don't have I, Jesse Eisenberg in this movie. You have that's him a good for point. one scene. Yeah. He, you do not true. have the annoyance. Yes, you have long, useless scenes. You have pointless changes. You have all sorts of weird CGI edits. But you also have some moments of 
worthwhile or that are worth your while. So BVS, man, is just frustration after frustration. Martha, this, the Jolly Rancher scene to the mouth. Like whatever, whatever Zack Snyder figured out between the two films, he figured out that Lex Luthor is a man, not a boy. Bad casting choice, but now Lex Luthor is riding on a boat, talking to Deathstroke. He outs Batman's secret identity. Like all this shit's going down in this movie, but whatever. It's not going anywhere. It was all a dream. The you know future stuff. It shows Batman wake up, and then the Martian Manhunter lands in front of him, and then they end the movie finally. So Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. It's, it's a movie. It's huh. five out of ten. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> So okay, so so Darkseid doesn't use the Any Life equation. He's fi- he's trying to find it that and it's on okay. Earth. So he's coming to Earth to get to take it, which is cool. Like uh, if 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 everything with Darkseid, and I don't mean Steppenwolf, I just mean the Darkseid stuff and the designs and the Parademons. If all that was carried forward. And we just kind of forgot Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman, and just were like, "Hey, let's let's come up with a weird hob or uh, amalgamation of all this." Then I'd be really to give it another shot. But as this stands, it's cool moments that go nowhere and bad moments that are coming up. So that's my take on the Snyder Cut. <sighs> that's a lot to unpack. Um, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And and so and somehow they set up they set up more movies that are never going to happen because of the like with the Snyder Cut. I fucking love that. Like none of it's going to happen, but they're like, yeah, we're going to you know we're gonna make a cliffhanger. It's going to be well, awesome. It, yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious that this is a not just a um, uh, an experiment, as, as Jesse said really well, but it's also it's a. Uh, Please give me more money. This is a fucking pitch meeting. This is Zack Snyder pitching more Justice League. That again, let me remind you, he fucked up. And he's now pitching it back to fucking Warner Brothers with this shit. Which it doesn't very sound like it's very good. It's not. And I I agree with you about all that stuff about pitching that stuff. But I also got to ask Warner Brothers, what were you trying to do? Because they are... I'm not making any excuses for Snyder. One, fuck him. You heard what I said at the beginning of the show. I'll stand by it. But there is other people. There are other people as responsible, and they're the ones too that let this happen. Remember how we talk about um, stuff that happens at Star Wars, like that crazy lady that was putting the shit on Twitter, and I was like, "Well, it's Kathleen Kennedy's fault because she's the president of the company." Whoever's the head of Warner Brothers, whoever's the head of the division that makes the Warner Brothers or the DC shit, it is the problem. You have. A guy like Zack Snyder, who's like a Ritalin, he's a teenager that needs Ritalin or some shit. He's just bouncing off the walls with these crazy, stupid ideas. But he knows his shit from the comics. You got somebody who is in charge that doesn't give a shit, so they just let the guy have free reign. Like, DC needs a Kevin Feige. They always have, because they have wonderful characters that are just as good, if not better, than most of the Marvel characters. But they don't have a plan. The Avengers was a beautiful accident of all these plot threads coming together. When you walked out of the Avengers, you felt like it worked. Leaving this one, or the, you know, leaving it the first time, I felt like I can't wait for the next Avengers movie. I don't know where we are. <laughs> I mean, this. Time. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess this is the, I guess this is the cash grab for HBO Max or something. I guess this is like, oh, everybody's gonna want to watch this. We'll get more subs, and you know, it'll be awesome. It's like, really? Is that what you're hoping for? It's, well, I mean, I mean, that's, that's obviously what it sounds like is 
is part of the end game. But again, I, you know, this is them. It, I just can't help but feel like this is them repitching Justice League, you know, because again, you know, they didn't want to listen to channels like ours. They didn't want to listen that you cannot rush this. You cannot jump ahead of the game here when you have no fucking game plan. You're not going to get to the Super Bowl because you want to get there. You have you have to fucking have a season here. And they didn't want to do that. And they cut the fucking corners. You know, they turned Superman, you know, they really turned Superman into Batman with him killing Zod. And then, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to have Batman in it, but didn't want to have Batman in it. And they fast-tracked his story in fucking Batman versus Superman, where they make him you know, wanting to kill Superman, even though we all know he shouldn't. And then they fuck up Doomsday and they fucked up that whole storyline and fucked up his death, which is supposed to be one of the most pivotal moments in fucking comic book history. They fucked that up and then they put it in Justice League, knowing they weren't going to use the black suit, knowing they were going to fuck up uh, how he comes back after he's quote unquote fucking dies, knowing they were going to fuck up the relationship between Batman and Superman as a backdrop to the fucking Justice League. So then they come out with this goddamn movie, somehow trying to fix it, but at the same time, reintroducing Cyborg, it fucking sounds like, reintroducing fucking uh, The Flash, but somehow not trying to fuck up Aquaman's supposed sequel that's going to happen with 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 Turd and McGurdy. You know, it's just like... Turd McGurdy. They don't know. They know what they want, and they want a great Justice League movie. They refuse to put in the work. So now they can say, "Yeah, we put the work in. We made a four-hour remake of a movie we made fucking four and a half years ago." When it's like, "No, you didn't undo anything. You just made it longer." And it's just this weird attempt to like to resell Justice League, knowing full well you still haven't done the groundwork. To make people want Justice League, we've already had the Avengers, and it yeah. sounds like that scene with fucking Darkseid is literally the end of um, Guardians Two, where he grabs the gauntlet and says, "Well, I'm gonna do it. You know, if you want something done, you gotta do it yourself." That sounds like they fucking just stole that. Yeah, they did, <laughs> and it's just this weird thing. Like I obviously don't make movies for a fucking living, okay? But at least I know you can't convince me that I want something when one, you already gave me a shitty version of it and two, went back to the dude who fucked it up and going to expect me to forget that that's the dude that fucked it up. Now, folks, we need to lighten up the mood a bit. So I'm going to share a word game with you guys as we're well, going to finish well, up. Also, also we have 1,200, 1200 people uh, watching. Can we get oh, a thousand thumbs up? Because we're real close. We're oh, real shit. Close. Yeah. And uh, folks, uh, we're going to drop the link, too, for the comic. Uh, everybody can pack, pick that up, back a copy, uh, get it uh, with all your favorite fandom ministers on the cover. So they will drop that, too. Uh, but, yes, thank you to everybody who is uh, here tonight. A lot of you uh, that want us to talk about Snyder Cut. If you guys got questions, uh, feel free to ask. Like I said, you can't really spoil this movie because everyone's seen it. Um, but, oh, what I wanted to say, though, about uh, copying Avengers Endgame, or sorry, Infinity War, there's a scene where uh, Superman comes down with an axe. <laughs> Who gets hit with the axe? And they, oh shit, Jesse fell asleep. Um, they pull the scene from Avengers where you should have aimed for the head with Thor. They pull that, I think, with Steppenwolf where like the axe comes in or something like that and it lands on the shoulder and it's the same thing. But then Superman blows on it and it like turns to, you know, he uses his free breath and turns to dust. It's actually not lame, but what is that? 
What's going, no, no, yeah, <laughs> What's going yeah. on? What is happening, oh, Dion? Justice, Justice League is running in to try to do some shit. Yeah. Now, Jonathan Hurst had a message on screen that says, without knowing the comic lore behind Darkseid, it's very confusing. That is true, and that is fair. I do know the lore. I'm a Jack Kirby fan. That's why I know it. So if you don't, it might be confusing, and it might not be that good. I, you may not like this movie if you don't know the comic books. Because not until the very last scene do they tell you who Martian Manhunter is. They just show you him in his full <laughs> glory, and then he just walks away. He transforms into this black dude and just walks away. They never once say his name. They don't address it until the very end of the movie. It like this movie is very much that. You know, there's like those. Oh, that's a cool scene. It makes no sense, and we'll pay it off. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, yeah, that's someone just starting is starting out. Disheartening as fuck. Oh man! So uh, let me read a couple of the super chats. Uh, let's see, where did I? I have something else I wanted to show. No, we'll read a couple of these, and then oh, the word game—that's what I wanted to pull up. Hold on, I got it. So this is going to be fun, guys. We're trying to ruin a movie. So here's how you can ruin this movie. So you take Lord of the Rings, but everyone has a Philly accent. <laughs> so I want you folks in the chat to come up with a great movie. And make it shitty like that. So Lord of the Rings, except everyone has a Philly accent. That could be good. That could be terrible, depending on your point of view. But uh, do some of that stuff and do your worst. Hmm. Let's see. You know what, Mikey Gussler? I did watch the movie. So how about you watch the movie? Ha! I would say, like, I don't get it. Yeah, um, this movie's so disjointed, but it's not this tour de force that people want to make. Yeah, he, he, he's been describing the movie for the past 30, 35 minutes. I, I'm I fucking tired of talking about the movie. For, yeah, for but it's like, like I, uh, maybe you should have jumped in earlier. Just saying. Yeah, I don't I don't tell people I do shit and then don't do it. Like, I, if I say I'm going to watch a movie, always do. Captain Marvel, we did. We didn't look for clicks just because. We said, hey, we'll review it, and people talked about it. So we always watch the shit we claim to watch. I watched it. The other guys didn't. So no. that's how we do it. You don't have time for that shit. I want you to say you don't have yeah, time. You don't have time. Yeah, four fucking hours. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's nice that people feel like they got a bone thrown to them, but this doesn't justify anything. Like, what is the point of this movie? To pimp out the streaming service? Awesome. If that's what it is, cool. But other than that, it's a hard sell. Like, oh, this is to put it out back in theaters and give people a chance. No. No, 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 no. This is not... The goodwill measure. This is just a movie. This is a way to make money. It's a way to sweeten the deal, sweeten the pot. You know, all WandaVision wasn't to throw the fans a bone. It was to say, hey guys, you like Marvel stuff? Here's this character. And that's what it was. It was a business venture. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. All films, the big box office films are all business ventures. But just because they're a big box office movie doesn't mean it's a soulless cash grab. Sometimes big budget movies are great. And sometimes, they miss the mark. This wants to be great. This wants to be everything. It's trying to be so much more. But at the end of the day, it still falls short because it had every opportunity to be those things. It could have been this, like you said, Dion, in 2017. I understand the stuff Zack Snyder went through, and that has never been brought up once on this show tonight. Right. A lot of this stuff, the, the problems with these movies, this movie could have been addressed during its shooting if they had a plan. Right. Because remember, Zack Snyder went on record, said, I have a cut. It exists. Cool, man. Like Warner Brothers, the people behind you should have been behind you. They should have backed you with your vision because you have a vision. They had a vision. This dude had a vision. This chick had a vision. And Marvel had a vision. 
Marvel had the vision, <laughs> but it worked. Well, well, again, you can't, and this is the thing that, like, what's his name is, is you know, well, you know, you forgot a lot of parts, and I did watch it, da, 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 you know, and people that, like I said before, this weird um, belief that he was wrong. You can't have it both ways. So they gave him everything and then took it all away for Justice League. So why would they do that? Either they realized he was doing something wrong, or they didn't take anything away. He just fucked it up. But well, he didn't fuck it up. Well, okay. Then why is he redoing the movie? Well, you know, it was studio interference. They interfered. They didn't interfere with Man of Steel. They didn't interfere with Batman versus Superman. They should so have. You, you right. You know, so you can't. I, I, that's my whole thing. You can't have it both ways. Either he fucked up or the studio interfered. You know, yeah. and the reason people are arguing about it is because neither makes sense. They gave him the keys of the kingdom, but didn't believe in him. Yeah, and if a movie should, if a movie is for the fans, should it be good? Like, shouldn't they try? Right. Oh, 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 of course, of course. Like, for the fans is not an excuse. I'm tired of people going, "Oh, it's for the fans." No, the fans in 2017, we went to go see this movie because I like comic book movies. I don't care if it's Marvel or DC. I'm going to be there mostly on opening night because it's who I am. Maybe I missed Joker by a couple weeks because I had to go out of town for a wedding. Other than that, I still caught it during its first run. I love these movies. I'm that audience. I'm that right. guy. I got the Marvel figures. I got the DC figures. I got all this shit on my shelves. But God damn it. <laughs> for sure. And, 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 and again, it's too. for me. It wasn't exactly. that good. We're, we're not shitting on the shit. On, we're, you know, especially Jeff and I, you know, and I know Kendo and Nick were in the shit when, you know, when they were kids. And again, you know, getting this out of the way, too. Stop blaming Joss Whedon. He didn't change the whole fucking movie like obviously know. he went in some shit happened and he changed i'm not saying he didn't change but you can't blame go ahead his well I was, I was gonna say even then you you can blame the studio for him because they had a timeline and they wanted somebody else like what happened you know Zack Snyder had something happen and he had to leave but they wanted the, the movie had a deadline and they had to get it out at a certain time because they're trying to compete with marvel they got joss whedon <clears throat> to come in and finish it up they can be blamed for that because they could. They didn't want to wait for Snyder and his cut and his vision and his his whole right. thing. He finished so. the movie. He didn't take. He didn't restart it. So a lot of shit that's in there is Zack Snyder. That's that's my whole point. The shit that's still some of the shit that doesn't work is Zack Snyder. You know, you blame Joss Whedon for being Joss Whedon one hundred percent. You know, but you, you 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 he's not the victim here. What do you mean? It's not all on, about this before. <laughs> Oh my god, we say this shit all the time. Yeah, listen to the show. If you don't listen to the show, don't ask stupid fucking questions. You know, the the, the whole my whole gimmick is not like Zack Snyder. So don't tell me that I didn't say this shit before. I, you know, plus again, it's a podcast, bitch. We talk about stuff. You know, but again, what I've always said from the beginning, you know, they they want to play both sides of the fucking court with this. You know, Zack Snyder has a cut. He didn't get a chance to show his movie when they fucking put his name on everything leading up to this fucking point. So which is it? Which is it? You know, was he wronged and now he's he's cobbled another movie together or did he just fuck up and he just cobbled a movie together? That that's what I'm saying. Well, 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 and and this, I mean, like once again, this is all evidence of like he didn't really have a Snyder cut. He had parts of he had parts of a movie put together because he needed another seventy million dollars in what six months to shoot the rest of the shit. So he didn't really have a cut put together. He had he had parts put together. He had something's put together. But then he had to convince the studio to give him seventy million dollars, and the actors come back, and he made a four hour and two minute thing. Like, 
<laughs> what studio allows you to make a four like a movie that's four hours long? Two forty like they 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 get pissed off when you when you start getting it two two and a half hours. Like well, that's <laughs> right. He didn't run out. And he didn't steal the rights from Justice League from WB somehow, and he's doing this 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 altruistic hero bullshit with HBO. Like it's it, no. you know they they have to okay this shit. So so it's not like. They fucked it up, and he was sitting there like, "I tried to fucking tell you guys." And they're like, "Zach, you were right. Let's redo the fucking movie." Like, you know, th- he's not Robin Hood. Stop trying to make Zack Snyder out to be Robin Hood. This motherfucker Dude. is the same snake oil salesman he was when he was given the reins to this fucking franchise. Dude, when you talk about Robin Hood, this is another reason that pissed me off. Cyborg. They show how Cyborg's powers work. They look cool visually; it's nice. But there's this scene where Cyborg. They, they try to explain how he can tap into every camera on Earth instantly and know everything about everybody. It's a cool scene. But then they have this moment where they show him steal money from somewhere and put it in this lady's account. She randomly won $100,000. Like, he watches and he hears about how great he is and they're trying to build him up as he's going to steal, he's going to save this poor woman. But, like, they show digital money appear. Is that how is that the message they're trying to sell with this character too? Like, there's so many different things they're trying to do with him, and it doesn't work. It's like they want to make him uh, an allegory for this. They want him to represent this for this part of the community. They want him to be that. They want to have how you work through issues with your father on this scale and all. Like, they wanted Cyborg to be brilliant <laughs> on things, and what he turned out to be was the focal point but not interesting. You know, you need him for this. You need him for that. It works out cool that he has his moment where he, his, his uh, suit freaks out. And he's got to shoot, shoot at Superman and all that stuff. I get it. He's got those moments that are cool, but like, I don't remember if this is in the original cut. There's a point where he tries to hide or he goes to hide his mother box by burying it in his old grave. And Jesse and I laugh because the, the, the parademons, they were able to go to the bottom of Atlantis and find it. They went to Themyscira and beat the shit out of the Amazons and found it. And Cyborg buries it in a gravestone or at a gravesite in an unprotected um, graveyard. Just, just, just the open. And like they can smell it. They can smell the security guard that was by it. But like they can't figure out when he just leaves it unattended in a graveyard. Like there are these dumb moments that just keep popping up. And that's where the score comes from at the end of the day. They don't do anything weird with the graveyard, right? Like it's not going to be somehow a way to bring back Jason Todd. No, the Jason Todd stuff. Oh, the only reason they're in the graveyard is because Cyborg goes to visit his, like he could be interesting if he had his own movie or they had planned to do more with him. Because what happens is they give you the flashback. Great. Just like in the comic, all this stuff, he's playing football fun. And they show how he loses his humanity and that stuff works. But it's like, put it like this, Dion. I am mm-hmm. more emotionally connected to RoboCop thinking about his family. Remember in the flashbacks? He's learning about what, it's, right. what it means to be human and all that. That is more of an emotional moment than any of the cyborg stuff. Because it's the same premise. A machine and a man. Where does consciousness begin? Where, does you, where do you end? All this stuff. Where does the machine begin? Where does the man end? A cool trope. But RoboCop, which is a tongue-in-cheek satire at times, really does tackle that question much better. What I think it is, is filmmakers today don't have the life experience that other filmmakers would in the past. They don't understand. Humans don't live as rich of lives as they used to. Thanks to technology, we have everything at our fingertips. You want to experience it, you just watch a video. Oh, I uh, I didn't go to Woodstock, but I saw the documentary. That's not the same fucking thing. 
So what it is, is you get these people that are trying to write something deeper for it, and it just doesn't come off as deep. It comes off as kind of like a cheap replication. It just doesn't uh, feel as right. Great. And it's just like, why put that much? Like, it's, and again, I, 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 I keep going back to this again. Hey, yo, this is they're in this bed because this is what they made, right? So they're shoving Cyborg into this more so than what they did in the original cut when they didn't want to make him a movie. Like, like let's let's make sure that that's out in the open. Cyborg is more so in this movie now because they didn't want to make him a movie. Mm-hmm. So if 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 you if you are if Zack Snyder is somehow trying to be the hero here, he would have fucking went back and made a cyborg movie. But again, it's Zack Snyder. He's taking a shortcut and using Justice League, the Snyder cut, the Robin Hood extravaganza, <laughs> the people's movie, because he's too fucking lazy to make a cyborg movie. Well, Dion, this mess the movie also sends the wrong message because Cyborg just steals money to give to this lady. He felt that he as a superhero was entitled to take money that wasn't his or theirs and gave it to this lady. Now, we've all seen Superman 3. We know how that works. You know, Gus Gorman was just stealing a fraction of every penny. But that's somebody else's shit. Like what as a superhero? And they don't even like think about this. Say what you will about Marvel and the jokes. I say it all the time. But at least there are moments of serious introspection. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. There's a reason the Winter Soldier, sorry, Civil War, the film. There's a reason it beat Batman versus Superman. It had tapped into what was popular, what was right about superheroes, the way superheroes fit in 2016, the way they fit on all these things. But like they take these moments in the Marvel stuff and they treat it with respect and they treat it with uh, the the right gravitas. So Say what you will about every dumb scene, but the part where Captain America and Iron Man are looking at each other, and he's like, "Did you know?" Yes, that was a real moment. Exactly. That yes. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever Cut the that shit, movie. Rogers. Yeah, dude, the missile silo fight. I don't. I want to keep calling it Alkali Lake because that's from X Men, but it's not. That final scene <laughs> of the three of them has so much more believable emotion and animosity and hate and anger between those three people. Questions, confused, like great themes between that fight. I don't get that sort of feeling from any of these characters in the Justice League that are supposed to have it. I'm supposed to look at a guy, his Silas Stone and whatever Victor Stone. We're supposed to see how they're a father son that Victor or sorry, Silas was always out working and he wanted to give his son a better life and he missed his son's moments and his son and his son hated him for it and all this stuff. Like that movie's there and it's Joe fucking Morton, fucking Miles Bennett Dyson himself. But they right. didn't. I, I think it's Ray Fisher, man. Like he's a theatrical actor or whatever, like a stage guy. He just doesn't fit. Like you're not getting the right emotions. Yeah, you never like then do Ben Affleck's doing better than ever in this one. Like, I don't know if there's like what's what, but there are just scenes with him and you're like, cool, man, you should be Batman. And then there are scenes where you think what is happening? For example, Dion, there is a fucking scene where either it's a CGI Batman or somebody else is playing Batman. And this isn't like a special effect shot, folks. This is a shot of Batman standing on something fairly, you know, a mid-level shot or a mid-range shot. So you could see the everything, everything on the actor, but it looks like a CGI puppet. And then it like turns around and it's really skinny. And I don't know if it's a guy or what, but like there are those moments again in this movie. 
Now you have this weird CGI buildup to anorexic Batman. And you're like, why is this in the movie? Because Zack Snyder had to put a shot of the tank from the Dark Knight Returns in this movie. That's it. Like all of these endings and shots and this stuff are these really cool. Like Zack Snyder is the world's greatest postcard director. If you take a postcard from some of the shots from the Snyder cut, you get the coolest shit you've ever seen from the DC characters. But when you watch the stuff in between those cool postcards, then you go, oh, I get all the criticisms. So this isn't new from us. I like how people are like, oh, you guys are late to the party. God damn it. We're not late to the party. We you <laughs> our party. That's all it is. This isn't changing the opinion to look for some clicks. This is the same shit we've been saying since 2017 about the Justice League. We don't hate it as much as most people do, but I ain't going to uh, kiss some dude's ass. One, he's a dick, so that's a different subject. But two, I'm not going to kiss a director's ass because it's, oh, it's for the fans. I'm the fan. I'm you're, I'm the guy you're telling me this is for, and I ain't, I ain't having it. <laughs> uh, three more likes and we're at 1,000, ladies and gentlemen. Two more. Two more. Yeah, Sorry. Shit. Two more. It's going faster on your end than, ah, we have over 1,200 watching. So, folks, hit that thumbs up button and make sure you guys subscribe to everything. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. This has been... Uh, a hot show. We're only nine. Well, we're two hours in, and it feels. Hey, here we uh, go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Ah, oh shit! That was a big jump. All right. So tomorrow was going to be a good morning pop culture because we had to push one back, and then you guys are going to get another one. So there's four, including tomorrow's, left. And all you guys got to do each and every week is hit a thumbs up oh, on our Doug, live stream. That's a dirty joke aimed at Jeff and I. You crazy son of a bitch. What? <laughs> God damn it! No, I saw that. I saw that. That's a dirty joke, you son. I of saw a bitch. that. That's, that's, that's mean. So mean spirit. Oh, Doug Keller. <laughs> yeah. Oh. God damn it, Doug. That hurts, Doug. Yeah, I read this stuff about oh what? So it's Lord of the Rings, except the movie's twelve hours long. It's just a bunch of fucking walking and talking, and the payoff is a midget throwing a piece of jewelry into a volcano. There I said it. <laughs> I mean, it's not inaccurate. <laughs> Oh uh, god, I can't. Tell oh, I got is. another one. I got another one. Sleep hmm. Hollow, but Dion is the headless horseman. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only he can get around to being around the horse. Listen, so I mean, it throw- was probably because of the horse that he fucking Superman me. <laughs> oh my god. So 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 this is Dion coming back from the dead with no head, trying to bang old white women. Gotcha. I mean, I'd watch that movie. I'd buy it for a dollar. Axel Braun, where are you at, buddy? Yeah, I would buy that movie for a dollar. Uh, I like to say spinning my wheels. As you said, you're an hour and eight minutes into the Snyder Cut. Should I continue? Of course you should continue. You've already made the financial commitment to acquire this film. If you choose to watch the film moving forward, that is your own power. I don't call I mean, for boycotts. Watch what you want to watch. I watched it. Suffer I mean, too. I, you know, like, I, I mean, it's, 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 the, way, the Snyder Cut isn't is extra or anything. Is it on, on HBO Max? Like, you just get it. It just, it's just there, right? Yes. Okay, good, because I was worried they were pulling a fucking Disney. <laughs> so, uh, let's see what the audience is saying right now. So, um, Kevathar1138, we did read yours. So, Doug Keller says, I bought the James Bond Blu-ray collection. Good oh, choice. Nice. Excellent nice. choice, Doug. Um, I got the 50th anniversary back in 2012. So, once they do the whole set in 4K, I think that's when I'm going to finally uh, jump up and get a new James Bond set. If they ever released this last one. Oh, well, they'll eventually push it back so far that we'll forget about it. And then it'll be like a welcome surprise. Eh. <laughs> I got an idea. They should pull a space ball. Oh, they my should God. Just 
They should make James Bond 26 and never talk about James Bond 25. Ooh. Or this would probably probably really hurt MGM, so you couldn't financially do it. But it'd be funny if they're like, look, this one, all the shit with Corona, we're just going to throw this one out on home video and streaming, and then the next Bond movie will be the big theatrical return, and we're going to have a new James Bond actor and all this stuff. I guess from the business standpoint, it would make more sense to have Daniel Craig go out on the big screen. So maybe that's what this movie is about. Like, that's why they keep waiting, because if they're going to kill off James Bond, they go, this is the end of the franchise anyway, so why not go out with a bat? I wouldn't mind. Actually, I wouldn't mind. No matter what I say about Bond and Daniel Craig, I still would be as bummed out watching Bond die as I was when I thought Batman was going to die back in 2012, Dion. Yes, I was just about to say... (laughs) I remember that too. We were just like, I don't know if we can do this, Doug. <laughs> we definitely, we, we definitely need Bond to, to return to like, you know, like uh, the Cold War era or something like that, because um, this modern shit ain't cutting it. Now, Cesario Japan, thank you very much. He says, so the million dollar tier is a boudoir photo shoot of Jeff in the bathroom and blaster and nothing else. Sure, Cesario <laughs> Japan, that can be that tier, and people go, oh, Jeff, what are you gonna do? You know what? When it happens, fuck, I'll just take the picture and smile. <laughs> That'll happen. (laughs) So yeah, I'll accept that. If it reaches that level, sure, we'll uh, we'll get the finest photographers in all of Southern California, and I'll put on Twitter myself. (laughs) (laughs) How else to celebrate a huge success, guys? Well, the audience suggested we do this, so we did. Boudoir photos, God. I I feel honored. Thank you. Thank you for everything, Cesar fan, though. I appreciate you, man. Uh, also says, I'm still confused as to how the Snyder mentioning to a spree shooting, or a spree shooting has nothing to do with, has to do with suicide prevention. The mention sounded tone deaf and out of place. When I had heard, so Cesar Japan, when I heard exactly what happened with Jeremy, it was when Anna and Jesse were on the matriarchy. So if you want to hear my initial response, like you could watch me on camera because Anna says it and I go, what? And I pull out my headphone and then we start watching clips and stuff and it happens. And like I said here on the stream, uh, treat people the way they treat you. Jeremy's always been a solid dude to me. I don't care about his, you know, what he says in his content is irrelevant to what, what I'm saying right now. Actually, to be honest, I don't watch anybody's videos anymore. I'm so far behind. So if anyone's like, what do you think about what Geeks and Gamers said? <laughs> I can't tell you about what Geeks and Gamers said since 2018. That's the last time I watched the video. Not because I'm mad. I just, I'm a subscriber. I support Jeremy, like him, you know, all the stuff he does. I just don't know. So, um, but I want to say like the intention of doing a charity stream is always a positive outcome. You know, you, what negative comes from, I'd like to raise money to help with something bad. You know, I had a family member that suffered from that stuff. We don't even know exactly how stuff went down at the end, but you know what? Shit like this can help people avoid those problems. So I respect what they were doing and I don't see the correlation either. Uh, TLJ Screwjob, thank you very much. He says, not watching the new Mortal Kombat movie since they cut Johnny, since it has an Asian feel to it, plus felt uncomfortable having a white man lead charge uh, from Screen Ramp. I, what? Okay, well, so, there's a lot to unpack there. Let me yeah. go back. TLJ Screwjob, first off, he says he's not watching Mortal Kombat because they cut out Johnny Cage. That's a valid complaint. That's right. my yes, yes, favorite yes. cinematic Mortal Kombat character. Um. And then we also have, um, when you talk about the Asian feel, if they wrote out Johnny Cage because they're trying to focus on Asian Mortal Kombat characters, I have issues already because based on the first Mortal Kombat game, we have Kano, who's not Asian. We have 
Sonya, who's not Asian, and we have Johnny Cage, who's not Asian, but we only have a few other characters in the game completely. So if this whole representation, they're trying to make Mortal Kombat, whatever, it's created by Ed Boon and John Tobias. I'm pretty well, sure they're I mean, generic I, I, white guys. I mean, like, what Asian feel? It's it's meant to be, dude, Enter the Dragon. And was it? Right. Was it Jim, not it's, Jim Kelly? Who's in that one? Jim Brown? Sure. <laughs> Wait, what? Not Jim Brown. Jim Brabia. That'd be an interesting ass movie of Jim Brown, yeah. that dude, yeah. in Game of Death. Um, uh, it was Jim, Jim Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, like I said, it's it's it's. I'm waiting for the movie to come out. Obviously, Kano's still the white dude, but like you know, you can you can tell that's kind of what they're going for. You know what I'm saying? So I I understand your concern about Mortal Kombat falling into a lot of identity. Uh, shit getting shoved into it i i understand that for sure i, I i'll say that i definitely understand you know because there, there there's especially with this new character that you know the rumors are supposed to be behan's younger brother the new sub-zero but you know obviously we'll we'll see more like i said a couple weeks ago it's either gonna be good or it's gonna be fucking terrible so and that may be a reason so we gonna, <laughs> we're gonna find out together now, folks, remember, we're still going to do our Drunk Mortal Kombat stream to kick off our drunk commentaries this year. So uh, we will keep keep watching. We will give you guys a concrete date, and we would love to probably get through both of them. <clears throat> It'll Just be interesting if we It'll can. Be. Oh, also. Uh, the second one tends to make you want to drink. It makes me want to fall asleep <laughs> and not wake up. Take a long nap for that Too one. bad you will sleep. Yeah, actually, thank God I'll sleep. Also, I want to give a shout out to our friend Yakase who just joined our Patreon while we were live on air. So Yakase, hey, thank you thanks, buddy. I, you're here in the chat all the time. So thank you very much. Uh, 007 Cloud says, I was hoping Dion was in a stream with Simple Zach. Well, <laughs> you can't make me happy, Zach. Well, Dion, this is what Simple Zach says, or I say about him. He, 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 m -m make some crappy. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> you are the worst. Thanks, Dad. That, that was a great dad joke. Yeah, it was. Hey. I joined this Facebook group because of Loudy. I all I do is see dad jokes all the time. I'm like, dude, you are in your 20s and you are 65 years old already. Good job. Yeah. Yep. Loudy is, is he wants to wear the dad bod so bad, man. My man well, he does. He does. Late in parking lots. <laughs> dude did you hear about late meeting up with some of the listeners from this show oh no, god not. oh god uh, are they are, are, are they safe uh they're okay they're all solid dudes uh adam shawhan was one of them uh, i think another oh, guy Seth, was there so it was just, yeah it was just uh late hanging out with some of the guys that are uh you know fans of the channel we've met and stuff so uh i'm glad you guys had fun i'm your facebook friend so i saw the photos uh next time give us a call we'll be there fucking swing cod that dude you say drinking stream and he shows up that guy is like a fucking bloodhound i love it <laughs> wait hey hey we, we might do a drinking stream just for dion too as well because um i know zach snyder put out a zombie movie uh, movie coming out on like hbo max or netflix or some some shit like that we're gonna always make him watch it and you, Listen, guys make him I, you know i'm at the point in my life where like you know i try to be as as as, as real as realist as possible you know, and I had a brief moment where I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I don't hate Zack Snyder. No, you do. Much. And then he keeps doing shit. So I would gladly get drunk watching a new movie of his just to shit on it because you know, especially now, oh, he he his ego is through the roof, and I just keep thinking about that 
the clip that someone posted of him at a comedy club and the dudes talking about directors and Zack Snyder's there. What I would have fucking given <laughs> to be sitting in that fucking crowd. The fucking <laughs> the sacrifices I would have made. I'm not saying I would sacrifice my firstborn, but it, it'd be a tough goddamn proposition to say no. Oh god! Now I pulled this up just for fun. Zack Snyder's movies ranked from worst to best. So you guys ready to see what um, IndieWire says about Zack Snyder? Yeah, sure. IndieWire, I don't know how I want to feel about this shit. Well, you know what? We can make fun of both. So here we go. So number eight, three hundred. That's the worst, according to them. Eh, it was. It was. It was okay. It was A lot right. of dudes with no shirts on. We don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't love this movie, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's a, better. It's than a it. fun waste of time, man. I, I thoroughly. No, yeah, 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 yeah. It's know, okay. Win an Oscar. It, it's fun. I'll say fun. It's not. Oh, you know, okay. Gives it a little credit, you know, which is, you know, I don't know, <laughs> but it's a fun movie to drink and and fucking enjoy. You know, obviously we went to MSU, so you know it was like a cultural thing there. I enjoyed it, especially when I was shit faced watching it. You that that saves you about five minutes of an ass whipping. <laughs> oh man! All right, so what's what what's number seven? Oh, sorry. I saw Swinging Cod said this is a drinking stream starting now, so I went and got a, a beer. So <laughs> here's my Guinness from yesterday, Swinging Cod. Oh my god! You, the dude here's drinking stream, and that motherfucker—he's like Batman, fucking world's greatest drinking detective. Either he's our biggest fan, or he hates us to the point where he'll pay to kill us. So I think it's love. Way. Hate. I think it's love. Hate. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, us, a little bit of color. He's like, you know, I want I'm gonna make your ass puke, you know, and then, you know, which I get, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's I'm gonna a, say it's, it's a nice romance. So number seven <laughs> was the Legends of Guardians. Legends of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. They, they said that's better than 300. Are you see, damn? Oh, he did the Legends of Guardians movie. Man, that movie same. sucks, <laughs> dude. The only thing I could say about this film because I've never seen it is the trailer had that stupid song, "The Queens and Kings of Promise," and I saw that trailer a hundred times. So fuck that song. Cause of Toph, and fuck that trailer. Cause of Toph. Mm-hmm. I'm an owl. I'm wearing a helmet, but somehow the rest of this shit ain't gonna kill me. So we got Man of Steel at number six. Oh bullshit! Yeah, not that should be number eight. <laughs> well, okay, hold on. We have page one of three. So there we go. Let's continue. This shit. Oh, God. Wait, are. I get those articles. Yep. Yeah, well, they, 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 they need those. They need those clicks, man. They need those clicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is. Weird that they put Justice League as number five on his list of films because isn't Justice League still credited to Joss Whedon as the director? Or no, is Ju- Justice League one still credited to Zack Snyder? I forgot. Let me look that up. That, yeah, I think I it's know, still man. credited to Zack Snyder. I know that they said that Joss did a significant amount of the movie, but it's not. An, I don't think it's not enough for him to get the, yep. the overall that uh, is, director's credit. That's okay. That's what it was. I knew it was something about that, but here we go. So Zack Snyder both. So uh, let's finish up this list real quick. So we also have uh, Batman versus Superman. I disagree. I think BVS should that's, be eight. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's seven or that eight easily. That's fucking insane. That is at number four. Dion, that's the, crazy. The best Batman Superman story ever told on the small screen or big screen at this point now Tell was me. Superman, the animated series, World's yes. Finest, episodes yes. one, two, and three. Uh, that my man. Is, see, this is why I personally get so mad about DC film properties because. Call me spoiled, but I've been conditioned to expect a little more from DC when almost every one of their 
cartoon properties has been better than the shit I've gotten on screen over the last couple of years. And the only reason I said almost is I've never seen the Zeta project. I don't know what that one's about, but I know well, it's and again, just fucking copy the scene from the show where they're in the dining hall. Like just, just ha- you want to have Superman and Batman meet for the first time people out there in the future, just don't copy it word for word. But where he confronts him and he has the kryptonite in his belt and mm-hmm. he and he makes the point that he can kick his ass and he throws it in the glass of champagne so he can leave. Like something in that same vein where you make them cool. Well, holy shit. It's not that hard. Why the no. fuck do I care if Luke's I almost said Luke Skywalker? Whoa, Why the fuck whoa. do I care? I, I know I fucked up. Like, easy, forgive me, forgive me. Why the fuck would I care that Lex Luthor knows who fucking Clark Kent is? Yeah. Why why is that a scene in here? Why the fuck would he know who Clark Kent is? Gee, that goddamn that pisses me off still to this day. As, yeah, D, as it, Beyonce Wilder would say, to this day. And the stuff that pisses me off is that the general consensus is that BVS is better than Justice League. God Get damn it. Oh out my out God. Get the fuck out of here. I will not make excuses for Zack Snyder's films, but damn it. That's not fair. Nope. Uh, Sucker Punch is number three. <laughs> Jeez, man! <laughs> there are this, people okay, that's a all right, movie. all right. The guy, the guy at the beginning, beginning of the article, you see his little picture. He's a very lonely dude. Very lonely. <laughs> of course, Sucker Punch is number three. Of course. Yeah, Maybe we, he's thirsty. We should why. we offer him a beer? We know why. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, he, he, he might. He, he might need something else. Um, mm. But no, I mean, like, okay, like, to be, like th- this. This is a good like put on the background kind of movie and just like do you like do housework because like the music's pretty good. Uh, there's really cool action scenes that don't make any fucking sense. But other than that, it's just empty. It's a really empty movie. You know what? And that's a perfect example of. What happened with goddamn Justice League? He's obsessed, apparent, especially after Watchmen, with scenes that happened but didn't happen. You've got the fucking flashpoint uh, portion of Batman vs Superman. Now you you got you got the entirety of fucking Sucker Punch. Now we have you know Dark Side destroying the Earth but not destroying the Earth. You know, it's just the shit that uh, like just make a scene, dude. Stop doing scenes that, hey, this shit happened, but it didn't fucking happen. It's well, like, the one thing about Zack The one thing I give Zack Snyder is, like, when he doesn't touch superheroes and he sticks with horror, I think Zack Snyder is okay. Like, if he made... Okay, if all right, well... Was what Dawn of the Dead was in terms of just... Yeah, like that. Well, like, well okay, okay. okay. Well, also, uh, also un- understand that Donna Dead was copied from the '70s version, and even the fast zombies were copied from from 28 Days Later, which came out six months earlier. So, right, not great. I know that. Yeah. Um, it's it's a weird. Here's the thing, though, dude. As a movie, I find it hard to complain about its structure. I have like I like the acting. I think it's funny. I don't. I really can't shit on that one at all. I love the original. Yeah, movie. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll I'll give you. I'll I'll give you that. I mean, it is a horror remake, which I'm fucking highly against. But I understand where you're coming <laughs> from. Um, it it just starts with like the dude getting fucking eaten, and then he turns, and the woman has to drive off, and like it's a whole like it it, it like it just starts, and like they do the whole fill in the blank stuff like as she's driving on with uh with you know to, to Johnny Cash or something. Um. It is cool, yeah. I mean, you know, the uh, the the mall scene is up, is amped up quite a bit. The zombies are amped up quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, in the end, you're just remaking your a George A. Romero movie from the '70s, which is a lot better. Yeah. Uh, what's 
interesting though about it is how they're able to take the characters and not try to redo the original ones like Flyboy and um, Ken Forey's character and the other white guy. Those characters are awesome. Yeah, Flyboy's kind of a pussy. I take that one back. Uh, <laughs> the they're cool. They're badass. You don't, I wouldn't say pussy. He's just trying to survive. Dude, he's a pussy. All right, Ken Forey. Listen, you can't say you you listen. If a random white girl was like being weird, you see opportunity to snag her and get out of there. I'm all about it. Like, listen, this is this fucking. You see all these fucking zombies? Let's get you and me. This is yeah. This is is a goddamn. He has that whole bit about let's go make some babies and forget. I'm like, yo, I'm on board with that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) See, see, Dion gets it. You, You know, you know what I'm talking about. Fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, like let's go to, and especially, and especially a mall in the seventies. You had a goddamn like sports <laughs> store with with guns Damn and ammo. Yeah. Come the fuck on, like. Now I gotta say, the only thing I take away from the original Dawn of the Dead is the blue hue that is used on the zombie skin. Yeah. I know it, you know, the blood is overly saturated and it looks very giallo style and all that stuff. And I'm pretty sure there's some. Uh, when you get to the Euro- isn't the European edit of the film, isn't it scored differently by Goblin and didn't Dario Argento help with rewrites or some shit or re edit yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, he helped re edit it and stuff like that, yeah. It's like a very international movie, and I like it for that, but I just that colors. There there are colors a little like when you watch it upscaled, because I've seen it in 4K, or at least what YouTube called it, uh, it looks cool. It's a very good looking movie still. And I always want to give George Romero the nod because he's one of those filmmakers that was ahead of his time. He never mm. really got, and people say, well, he was a big hit. How did he not get the respect he deserved? Look, Night of the Living Dead was a copyright free movie. He got <laughs> screwed on that. Yeah, he, he hasn't had as many like A-list hits as you think, but he should because all of his movies were smart and all of his well, movies had a lot to say. If you ever, if like I remember before he died, like you know, people would ask him about like you know, oh, why did you do only one studio movie? Why did you do like Land of the Dead? And then you you did your own stuff. He's like, because he hated dealing with the studio because there was all these stipulations. You had to meet certain deadlines. You had to do things their way. If you you, you know you, you could film stuff, but it wouldn't show up. It would show up on the DVD later as an unrated cut. Like he he didn't like any of that. He wanted to make his movie his way and release it the way he wanted to. And that's 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 why he never went back and did like Land of the Dead two or did another studio movie after that. He just kept doing his own stuff. You know, he did like Island of the Dead or like, you know, Diary of the Dead and shit like that because he was trying to just make his own stuff and make it fun. Now, I got a question uh, for you guys since this is the next movie on his list. Uh, Somebody, Cultural Epoxy said he got Watchmen right, dot, dot, dot. Uh, What do you guys, what are your take on Watchmen? Dion, I'm going to go to you last since you you and I have had a lot of conversations about this, but Kendo. Sure. uh, Yeah. What do you think of the Watchmen film? You like it? It's okay. I mean, I've had to force myself to sit down and watch it because I've tried to watch it a few times when it after it came out. I couldn't really get into it. I forced myself through it one day, was like, all right, this is okay. I, I just wasn't really into it, but I was never really into the Watchmen. That's fair. I picked up the book before the movie came out, but I don't have the same emotional attachment that some people might. Uh Nick, what are your thoughts on it? I liked it. You know, I, th- I thought it was interesting. Um I picked up the the book after I watched it, and I really like the book more than I do the movie. Um, but I mean, it was it, it, it was a good it was a good he did good with it. But once again, you know, he likes instruction manuals for his movies. Hence, Three Hundred Watchmen, um, Dawn of the Dead, um, you know, all that shit. He likes he likes instruction manuals. That's the only way he can make anything. That's that's how he is. But um, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought I thought it was pretty good. It was fun. Dion. Yes. 
I actually love Watchmen. You know, and this is where I got bamboozled before I saw the light of my of 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 what this motherfucker really is, Zack Snyder. That motherfucker being Zack Snyder. You know, but I I actually love it. I really really like it. Obviously, I do like the book better. Um, but I love the characters in it. You know, as far as changing the ending, this is one of the few a few instances where I understand why they changed the ending. Yeah, you know, I like I like the ending in the book more, but you do the ending in the book, and it's a way longer fucking movie than it already is. But I actually I really love Watchmen. I, I love the comedian. I love Rorschach. I love you know Doctor Manhattan and that whole thing. So I I you know I'm surprised that it's two and not number one. I'm happy that it's two, not number one, because I do like Watchmen. And something in the chat said it's a hard book to adapt. They did a good job. I'll give it that. I saw it opening night. 369 was the release date. I'll never forget that fucking trailer earlier where you had the Smashing Pumpkins song. Like It was a cool movie, and everyone was getting ready for that. And we saw it. With du- Dion wasn't there. This is when Dustin and I were hanging out still. But Dion yep. and I would see it many, many times afterwards, folks. Don't worry. But I saw that movie. It was a game changer for me at the time. And I really liked it. I can't go on record and say I enjoy it more than the book because the book's a different beast, man. The book has so much like appendices reading and bonus stuff. And how do you put that on screen? You can, any director is going to have trouble with it. Even if it's simple Zach himself, like that movie is good. I don't love it like a lot of people, but I don't dislike it. I own it on Blu-ray. I could watch it every couple years. My big complaint is I and this is a Zack Snyderism. the amped up gore in Watchmen is a little much for me. And it's not that I'm opposed to violence and gore in films. I actually enjoy it when it's engaging, like in Midsummer. for f- fuck that movie. That, Nick, have you seen it, right? No, I haven't. I'll, you know I, I know what? I'm, this weekend, I'm watching a lot of shit I need to watch, like the Snyder Cut. You should watch Midsummer, Midsummer and uh, fucking whatever else I've missed as well. <laughs> well, the reason I bring it up, though, is that has some moments of like gore that but they look, holy shit, I didn't see that coming, and it's really good. But Watchmen was that from Zack Snyder. There's a couple changes that are just over the top. For example, I think it's what big is it big picture is his name or big whatever. The little guy that's the criminal boss, where they tie up the guy's arms when Rorschach's in jail and they use the yeah. saw to cut his arms off. In the book, they like slit his throat and shit, and he just kind of falls over. That was just over the top. It wasn't funny. Um other scenes, like I didn't love Zack Snyder's music videos. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. I think the hallelujah scene up on, um, is it Archie or whatever his night? Wow. Shit's name. Like I find that laughable. It's supposed to be this moment of a man who is flaccid without his super suit reconnecting with this woman, this, that, and the other, he's got his masculinity back. It's meant to be this big blow off after, holy shit. We just saved a bunch of people. And now my dick's finally like that. That's what that scene is meant to be for Dan Dryberg. But Leonard Cohen's hallelujah is, is so tonally weird because the way that guy sings always makes me laugh. He's he's the real <laughs> sex guy from HBO. His voice, he's a crooner. This certain times he talks over his music. This has nothing to do with him. This has everything to do with the fact that you could have picked a much cooler scene to make a superhero who's getting all the another superhero who just saved a bunch of people seem cool. Moments like that take me out of Zack Snyder movies. And Watchmen is one of the ones I'll be the nicest about next to the number one movie on this list. And outside of that, uh, you know, those criticisms. Oh, here's a reason, or here's something, Dion, I don't think I've ever told you. Mm. Watchmen is the reason everybody wants to rule the world is my favorite song. Really? True story. I'm sitting there, I'm watching that movie in theaters, and Ozymandias' elevator music is everybody wants to rule the world. And that is one of the coolest things ever. And I'm sitting there going... Yeah, that song. I always liked that song. And I'm watching that scene and I'm really into it because Fuck really yeah. I like Adrian Veidt. 
And then I spring break was the very next day and it came on the yes. iPod and like iPod cool spring break every road through the world. And we were drunk listening to that song. I thought a watchman. It just was a good feeling. <laughs> that, I, yeah. I didn't know that, man. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Uh, now, this is an interesting qu- uh, point from uh, Tana Donna, who says uh, people who worship Snyder's Watchmen need to read the comic. It's Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons craftsmanship that made the movie easy to be made. Anyone in Hollywood could have made that movie good. Now, see, Tana Donna, I disagree because they attempted to make Watchmen films very early. We're talking late 80s, I believe. It was in 1989. There's a draft attached to a fairly uh, reputable filmmaker. And it, and, and it ended with the Watchmen, I think, were fighting in the Statue of Liberty or some kind of bullshit. So they were trying to make a Watchmen film for a long time. And I won't, I won't agree with that one because it's like the Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man in 2002, you can say anything you want about it, but it couldn't have been made too much earlier than that because we weren't there with the technology. You couldn't make a Spider-Man movie, a Spider-Man movie until around late 99, early 2000s and whatever. Same thing with Watchmen, though. You really couldn't make that movie until enough time had passed and enough of the superhero language on cinema had been written because there's a lot of things that we overlook as an audience member. I actually wanted to bring this up earlier. We have now reached critical mass with superhero origin stories. Hollywood, any superhero movie you make that is a notable superhero, you do not have the latitude to do origin stories anymore. Everyone, including my grandma, when she was still alive, knew Batman and Superman's origin. All these things. We have all this flash exposition in the Snyder cut, but we don't see his origin, which is fine. But like everyone else's is like, what are they trying to do with it? It's what I'm trying to say. Like, it doesn't even keep that kind of stuff lined up. But long story short, you needed 2009 to make Watchmen. You could have made it uh, later, but I don't think you could have done it too much earlier because if we are looking in a pre MCU world, which is not as scary and ugly as people like to make it think to be out to be. There were some great superhero movies. Say what you want about Dark Knight, but that was out before. Let's take it back. That was the first post uh, MCU big DC flick. But before that, you had Begins, you had the Spider Man films. Those were all big hits. Yes, even Spider Man Three was a huge financial success. But yeah, I mean, you had you you had Punisher, you had Blade, you had all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, and all those movies built to Watchmen being accepted because all those ideas and tropes that are strong in Watchmen are very strong in the books. And I think people need to be more acclimated to the books for Watchmen to make sense. So no, I don't think anyone could have made that movie. And I don't think that movie could have been made before the right time. That makes sense. Uh, Let's see. Charlie Spurs says, Jeff, did you die off screen last night? LOL. Uh, Maybe I did. And I'm back from the grave. It feels good. Oh, sorry. We had one more on this list. We knew what it was, though. Yeah. Yeah. Gone of the Dead. It was kind of a given. I will go on record. This is my favorite Zack Snyder movie. I bought it on DVD. I like it. I, I lo- don't have I anything to say. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I love it. I, I, again, I prefer the I like the original more, you know, but yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Ving Rams is fantastic in it. You got what's his name? The dad from Peak Ving, Ving, Ving Rams in this. Yes, peak yeah. Ving Rhames. Like before he started getting old, Ving Rhames. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Can you I really mean, criticize him though? I mean, he's Mr. Arby's. He is Mr. Arby's. Have you seen Ving Rhames now? He is old looking as fu- like. Don't get me wrong, he's dude. I saw, dude, dude, I saw, black, I saw the last Mission Impossible. I was like, how you moving around, yeah. Ving? Come on, come on, yeah, man. Come like, on, buddy. I know your knees hurt, motherfucker. Yeah, dude. <laughs> how many naps you take in, in, in between? 
Exactly. How many naps you take while you screaming, Ethan? <laughs> Ethan? I'm taking a nap, goddamn. You you get the Russians. Listen, exactly. And plus, the part in, in Dawn of the Dead where he just shows a shotgun in her face and like, say something. <laughs> like like that, like that's a good nice little like, holy shit. He's about to blow her fucking brains out with a shotgun at point, but say something, you know. <laughs> Please don't shoot her, whatever the fuck she says. Like, I it's a good one. It's obviously it, it fits right in line with what Nick just said. Like, he needs a fucking manual, Zack Snyder, to, to make a movie. And obviously he had it with Dawn of the Dead, the original. Uh, with George A. Romero, but yeah, it, it it it's still it's still really good. Obviously, we see what happens when he is given too much freedom. You get fucking yeah. sucker punch. So uh, let me read uh, some more of our super chats. We have some more <laughs> things to cover tonight. Bat, um, bat, bat manual, <laughs> Marcel so Wallace joined ARP. Goddamn. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> How about this right here? Uh, Friday the Thirteenth with Joe Pesci as Jason. <laughs> I mean, that's still a scary movie. Just scary for different reasons. Ooh. Eraserhead, but it's directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I don't know about that. I don't know about no, that. No, don't fuck with Eraserhead. Don't do that. M. Night Shyamalan. You know, you know, you know. He's you know he's going to be an awkward part of the movie, and he's it's not going to make any sense. And his acting sucks, and he's going to be a yeah. twist ending, and nobody's going to like it. Never forget that M. Night Shyamalan is the guy that wrote himself in a movie as the type of writer who changes the fucking world. That tells you all you need to know about M. Night Shyamalan. This breaks my heart. Oh, God. Back to the Future with Wolf Wolf Ferrell. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Mm. No. No. Mm. No. That's that's too spicy a meatball, sir. I don't like that one. (laughs) Too spicy. Damn you. Yeah. So, uh, Charlie Spur, I did die off screen, and I'm back as a ghost. Thank you, sir. Oh, Swayze. Uh, yeah, well, bro, that means I'll, I'll never leave, because I'm always here. Well, well always. don't worry. Don't oh. worry, Dion. He's, he's, he's going to come over and make pots with you. Yeah, I am. Yeah. No, Dion, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come over, and I'm going to read you this copy of Goodnight Moon. <laughs> me. Damn it. Damn it. Fucking headphones again. Yeah, well, no one gets to see my face when I do the voice. Now, Cadis, thank you very much for your super chat. He says, well, at least the charity got a lot of money. We all learned a lesson not to try and help anyone that isn't in our community ever again. What a turd. I don't know if that's really the message to take away from this. I think that was a classless move on Zack Snyder's part, and I think it was awesome that Jeremy and the crew, actually Uche and everybody as well, uh, raised all that money. Got a lot of respect for that, but I don't think the lesson is to not help people out of your community. It's don't and this isn't even directed to anybody, so don't take this as like what I'm saying about Jeremy. It's just I don't think you should interact with people that are gonna want to tear you down. Like there are people yeah. out there, big names. Look at Gina Carano. She, you know, her drunk three PO and stuff like that. Like she's a big name. That's something that happens. If you think a lot like that, you might cut yourself off from the next Gina Carano or any other thing like that. Uh, the people that are going to think that we're one way are always going to be crazy and wrong. And the people that, uh, you know, want to cut themselves off. There's, there's awesome stuff out there. So Katis, I'm with you. It was a shit move. You know, maybe just don't worry about uh, trying to do stuff with uh, Hollywood. Don't just make, you know, we make our own stuff and we go our own way and then, then they'll come knocking. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that's the idea. That's, that actually makes more sense. Make something that they want. So this way they come knocking on your door and, and want, want to call you and give you a call and like want to, want to, you know, have you write something or, you know, pay for your content or something that do that shit. Yeah. 
Uh, Mariner1712 says, Zach did it because he knows he can. The fans did not pay for his film. Warner Brothers did. That's why he feels entitled to act as an asshole. Let's credits mentions be damned. Gotcha money, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what it came off as to me. Uh, So that's all I can really say. Uh, Zack Snyder does not to shit where he eats, I guess. (laughs) Oh, uh, Joseph Clark. This was pretty awesome uh, for his idea of a movie. The Rock starring The Rock. I like it. I'd watch it. Now, wait, wait, wait. Which which part is Rock going to play? That's that's the question. He's Stanley Goodspeed. Oh! He's, <laughs> He's all of Alcatraz. Dude, Stanley Goodspeed and Sean Connery. I don't know if I can know that. I really, I, and I don't know, man. I don't know. That'd be a lot. That's, that's really the place Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's the best. He, you know what? Why I don't agree with trying to reach out to people outside our community? I want to hang out with Nicolas Cage. I want us to produce sure. content with him. Yeah. You <laughs> one line. One line of content. We will produce it with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Amen. I dig it. Uh, by the way, to our friend uh, Hillis Mallory, who asked, is there more screen time for the Green Lanterns? No. The same Green Lantern shot is shown uh, that flashback scene. There's no new Green Lanterns. Uh, wait, there's a sorry. There's a vision of the future that shows Kilowog. I'm sorry. That's it. That That's there, but he's dead. It's very much like the, the scene in Avengers Age of Ultron where Tony Stark has that vision and freaks out, except it's not as well acted. So there you go sorry I, i'm gonna read these all in order but somebody that had a basic question like that i thought i could answer it really quickly so thank you uh to hills mallory the all street bicycle says lesson learned never let these hollywood elites get close to you and or your brand without a non-disparagement clause i can agree with that one though because there's there's all kinds of shit people have to um sign in general so you want to treat people like this protect yourself yeah those contracts man they they, they love them contracts now, uh, Klaus Storick says, uh, he says, hey, WCBS crew, thoughts about Young Rock? Well, Klaus Storick, thank you very much for joining us again, buddy. Uh, hopefully I see you on Good Morning Pop Culture tomorrow. Still haven't watched it, but my mom still likes it, so I'm glad somebody's enjoying Young Rock. Jesus. <laughs> what do you say, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... My mom's gone through some rough stuff lately. It's like, hey, mom, the only time you're happy is when you talk to me about Young Rock. Of course I'm going to tell you it's terrible. <laughs> no. <laughs> God. Yeah, my, my mom loves her, her her cop procedural, so I always have to talk about that shit. That's fun. Yeah, I get it. My mom. Every, every and, and like it's one of those things. It's like, are, are you safe in Atlanta? Are you good? I'm like, yes, I'm safe. Uh, calm down. Mm-hmm. Dion. My mom loved some fucking blue bloods, man. Tom Selleck, she was all about the mustache. Dude, your mom loved great movies. Like, I remember yes. when you tell me all this shit about it, and I was like, all right, cool. Your mom likes stuff like my aunt. But then when I hung out with your mom at her house, it was like, that shit was on. We were watching a Steven Seagal flick when I came over that one day. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, Damn goddamn. Right. Damn right. You were not joking. <laughs> uh, Charlie Spurs says, okay. Uh, but what if my super star, well, he says, okay, but what if my superstar destroyer was in it? That makes every movie better. That's how you get stakes, people. Has JJ taught you nothing? I mean, he really, he. I mean, he, he hasn't learned anything either, so. You know what right. I've learned through today? Well, that I- you're, Zack Snyder is the current maker of Superman on screen. You know, he directs, I'm sure he produces some behind the scenes. The mantle of that is going to JJ Abrams. Let's have a debate. Is J.J. Abrams a step down, a step up, or a lateral step for the character of Superman? 
Jeez. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say lateral because the way, uh, the way that Luke Skywalker was treated under his watch, or at least, uh, at least, um, while he was a part of the franchise, was not good. Um, and, and, and if he can find a way to fuck up a television gig, fuck up Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, and obviously eventually, um, you know, lens flare his ass out of prominence. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna come up with anything good with Superman. He I, he's really not. So I, I uh, I'm gonna say lateral. God, yeah, he might. Yeah, he's probably just gonna Step remake it and do the goddamn. Goddamn, I don't know. It's it. The way I feel about it is that like he'll, he's gonna do, he's gonna remake the character and just like do the or do do the Superman one movie all over again. That's all he's gonna do. We'll just flash your effects, flash your effects, more lens flares. Like that's. I think he does awesome. a Superman Returns movie. I, you know, I, it's gonna be boring, and he'll, you know, he might he might have some he'll have some cool visuals, but he's not gonna, you know, he's gonna he's gonna somehow fuck up. You know, Superman again. You know, prove well, that it's difficult to make a Superman movie. It's a step what? down. Spielberg, Spielberg never did a Superman movie, so he has nothing to draw from. That's true. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. No, unless un- unless he wants to make uh, E.T. You know, Superman and copy that movie or whatever. I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm not saying anything of the actors that have played Superman, but we've never had a great Superman film, in my opinion. We've had very good. We've had almost great. We've had pretty okay, and we've had bad, and those are the Christopher Reeve ones. One's amazing, two is damn good, three doesn't suck, and four, it's the quest for peace. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> John Cryer is one of the villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The villain is Nuclear Man. What the fuck? That's a love for him, but goddamn, Cannon. What the fuck, Cannon? Was well, that the one where they sent that little package up to the sun and like it yep. made a human or whatever? Yep, yep. And then he puts oh all the God. nuclear, he puts all the warheads in a gigantic net that he somehow made, and he throws yeah. it into the sun. Yeah. Oh my God! Then that's he fights the- Nuclear Man on the moon. Oh, oh my God! God. That so- that's the movie that makes me really sad to watch Christopher Reeve because. Every time I watch the original film and he flies off and he looks into the camera and smiles, I'm like, cool, man. Superman's out there. When I watch those Superman movies, like Superman 4 and even part of 3, I'm embarrassed because the tagline from the originals, you'll believe a man can fly, and I do. I watch that movie, and yeah, the effects are dated, but I still believe it. I believe the story. Richard Donner and crew did a great job. And then you get to this. And there's, say what you will about Spider-Man 3, there is no greater discrepancy in terms of how a character or a hero is treated than Superman. From on screen, like the Salkinds didn't know what the shit they were doing after a certain point. Money got too uh, important over making a decent film. Uh, the shit with Richard Donner between the first and second one really spoiled a lot of that. And the Superman movies are uh, a varying degree of quality. Say what you will about Batman, not until you get to the later ones does it start to fall off in terms of quality of production quality and this and that. Like Batman and Robin, that movie just looks like shit. <laughs> So a uh, jury nitpicker says, I was so lost when Zach said all that. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? No hate and Asian kids, etc. It just seemed left field, especially with multiracial hosts. I'm surprised no one said anything. Well, jury nitpicker, what do you do when this on an A-list celebrity comes on a stream and starts talking shit and people are gobsmacked? You know, I don't think that has anything to 
say about anybody on the stream. I think it has to say with the situation just left everyone with their mouth agape. You, you don't expect yeah. that. That's why people are talking about it. Um, that's all I really can say. Is there anything else you guys want to say? No, I mean, no. Now, Primer is going to be a uh, our perfect transition super chat to talk about our next segment because it's something fun. So Primer says, Hail WCBS, let's play a game. You can only keep one. Pizza Hut, Domino's, Little Caesars, Papa John's. Which do you choose? Pizza Hut for sure, easily. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, they have, they have gotten better lately. Personally, I'm going to say Domino's. Yeah, Domino's? Domino's. Yeah, I'm gonna go Domino's. Talk about getting better. Domino's is the one that used to get. They got. They used to be shit back in the well, day. Domino's. Dion, I got suck. good news for you. What's that? We're gonna even it out. Two Pizza Hut, two Domino's. I love Ooh. Pizza. <laughs> We're not Mexican standoff boys. It's good. It's so Wait, good. Best stuff. <laughs> I will give That's you. True. I will give you Pizza Hut. Are the ones who invented the stuff crust? Hundred percent. They they invented it. Not gonna not not, not gonna knock that. It's so good. It's good, man. I love it. It's a delicioso, son. When we're very drunk and one of those just appears at our you know, hotel room, we're always very happy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember that giant pizza in Chicago. Illuminati's <laughs> <laughs> are so good. That thing was fucking huge. Yeah, man. The Chicago awesome. pizzas, they don't fuck around. <clears throat> no, man. Now, guys, uh, since we've been spending the entire evening discussing some superhero properties and stuff like that, there's one more that's dropping tonight, and not many people are talking about it. Now, maybe it's in our sphere. This is the one I'm more interested in. Uh, more than WandaVision, more than the Snyder Cut, it's the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I like Bucky. I like Sam. I like uh, how they have been portrayed on screen by the actors. That dynamic has been great since Civil War. I'll say that. Yes, because from the moment his arm is tied up in that fucking vice thing and they kind of break through to him and they talk and they're in Germany and the Beatle and he's like, you know, can you move your seat up? No, I hate you. This, that, and the other. Like, they have a really good chemistry. And Dion, you can verify this because it's on the show. Since Mm -hmm. that movie dropped, I have been so interested to see where these two characters go as a team who want to really, they both are guys taking up a mantle of a man who's no longer there. In different ways, they both represent what Steve does. Right. And they also have uh, big differences from what Steve is. So they're interesting in that dynamic. And I've dug what I've seen so far. Now, are you guys interested in this one? Or is this one that you're just not going to give a shit about? I'm very interested in this one. Like I said, mainly because of their, their back and forth. And especially in Civil War, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, and obviously, you know, being introduced to that in Winter Soldier. I'm 100% excited for, for Winter Soldier and Falcon. What about you guys? Eh, you know, I didn't really care for WandaVision. I don't really. I, I'm, I'm, as I said before, I'm done with Marvel. I really am. Like, <clears throat> this stuff's fine, but I'm not really gonna give this any attention or anything. Like, if I want, if I might watch a couple episodes here and there, but other than that, I'm not going to like make it a priority on my, you know, my list of things to do. Like, I just, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, I get around to watching it. I get around to watching it now. If it turns out to be something amazing, then I'll make time for it. But uh, it, take it or leave it at this point. I will be watching this one because, like, we don't pay for Disney Plus, so that's that. I am going to watch it and I'll report back in the morning. That that'll be what Good Morning Pop Culture is partially about. I'm yeah, interested. Man, to see it go. I just wish WandaVision 
didn't leave me as disappointed as it did because the beginning, the whole wait and see mentality was fine, but I was burned by like people like Grace Randolph who kept telling me it was Mephisto and this and that. And it's not that I got duped and I'm mad. It's that every piece of information or the conversation was really about that narrative that Mephisto was coming, this, that, and the other, and he didn't show up. And what's happening is people are getting more and more disenfranchised with these shows, but people, the people that are making them responsible for those, for the people that make the fans disappointed aren't necessarily the shows because there's a lot of people that just put this shit out there. Like the Mephisto thing, go back and read, read about him. Avengers was it West coast Avengers 51 is when they have the whole thing about the spirit of Mephisto and the kids and Wanda figures it out. Like all that stuff is there, but people kind of put it in this weird package and resold it to us as this is what WandaVision the show is going to be. And so many people got into it that they started making fake pictures and fake box art and all this other crap. And it got out of hand. I hope this show does not suffer from that. I hope the rumors and the speculation cut down massively because this show is probably going to be way more cut and dry. And I hope that because this show is more cut and dry, it does not suffer because critics want that WandaVision bullshit. Fans you know, the difference isn't even that big of a difference in terms of percentages, but it was enough for them to start blaming us. So I hope this show isn't a victim of that. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, and, and it didn't help that what's her name that did the show didn't know anything about Grace before she started filming, <laughs> you know, and which she stupidly <laughs> admitted. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, and that's the other thing, too, is people are going to continue getting disenfranchised when you keep hiring people that don't know anything about the fucking characters. Like, and I'm not saying you have to get hardcore um, comic nerds to, to make the film, but at least get someone that gives a shit about the source material. You know, it, it, there's a lot more evidence of that shit going wrong than it going right. And you keep getting people that either don't haven't read it or didn't even look at it as a reference. You know, what's her name from Wonder Woman did the same thing. You know, I mean, she didn't read Wonder Woman until right before the movie. So it's like, it's like, what, what, it's, it's very hard for any other occupation to hire someone that doesn't know what they're doing specifically with that project, you know? And like I said, there's a lot more instances of people who don't know the source material fucking up the movie than there is people pulling it off. Uh, just reading the chat right now. Sorry about that. Uh, yes. One eight seven. I'm going to stay away from breakdown videos as well. I, I don't know why a show, a show shouldn't have a breakdown video. If the show can't convey what it was to you, then the show is broken. That's exactly. another thing. Yeah. Stop yeah, yeah, doing yeah. this bullshit where, well, uh, you got to look at the, the No, it's their job to tell the <clears> fucking <throat> story. If I don't know the story, that's not my fault. I I blame The Walking Dead, honestly. They, <laughs> no, 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 hear me out for a second. They okay, introduced okay, okay. Talking, The Talking Dead. Yep, yep. The show, this weird meta-narrative where fans talk about the show, but it's an officially produced show really set up this weird world where creators now feel okay to leave gaps and holes in their products or their shows. And then they'll use these shows to fill in the gaps. So if people don't watch the talking dead or they don't watch the ancillary material and they say this show is lacking this, this and that, and they go, Oh, you got to do is watch the talking dead. Like that's bullshit. Your show doesn't like with the Star Wars movies, the new ones. Oh, Jeff, if you listen to the Last Jedi book, it explains why Rose Tico and uh, oh, her God. sister are much better. Somebody sent me that book, and I listened, and I didn't give a shit. Like at the end of the day, but, but but and again too, just to, to kind of to 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 give a really fucking simplified 
response to that, that's not how fucking movies work. We literally just had a conversation about the Snyder Cut, where you know it's pro- it's very plausible to Jeff's point that someone came and said, "You have to have this in here, or your movie doesn't make sense." Especially you go back to the golden age of fucking film. They they specific they they don't make movies so that someone can write a book to fill in the fucking holes. You have to make a complete fucking movie. Yeah, you know, old time directors would say that at nauseum. If you if you don't have certain parts that make your movie make sense, their fans are wasting their fucking time. And this idea, particularly with fucking Star Wars uh, apologists, especially these days, well, you got to read the book. I don't have to do shit. If I'm paying money to watch a movie, I want to watch the fucking movie, the finished fucking version. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. my job to fill in the holes that you left on purpose. It is your job. Someone gave you money to make a film with a beginning, a middle, and an end. If you're specifically leaving out parts so I can buy a book, you're hustling me. You're honey dicking me. <laughs> that's not making a movie. That's you doing a fucking a con. That's two different fucking things. So if I got to read a fucking book to know about Rose Tico, I got to read a fucking book to understand, you know, some bullshit in 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 a project that people want to push some fucking bullshit narrative. You fucked up. That's not my job. That's not my fault. That's yours. That's the directors and the dummies who gave a movie money to do that shit. Plain and simple. Yeah, and and, and I mean that that just shows you like Disney, Disney themselves are just trying to make you know they, they don't care about the movie, they don't care about the property. <clears throat> they're trying to turn. They're trying to turn a dollar. Like they don't. They don't give a shit. And the fact that you know, like they. Oh yeah, they fixed it in the book. You had, you, you you should read the book. It's like no. Well, once again, like what Dion said, I shouldn't have to do shit. Like if it was on in the movie and you fucked up the movie, then why am I having to you know reread? I guess a dramatization of it, a novelization of the movie. Like it doesn't make sense to do that. Like because they because it could fix a, a, a few lines in the book. It's it's going to fix the movie. No, it's not. It's not at all. The movie's still shit. Uh, this is my favorite comment of the night so far. They want you to do what they didn't read the book. Exactly. <laughs> That's a fucking crazy mindset to be in. Well, you got to read the last Jedi novel to get what? Yeah. So they made the movie before writing the book and they didn't know the f- fucking end of the story. That says more about them than it does about me. I didn't fucking make the movie. <laughs> I, I'm paying money to see the fucking movie. Finish the movie. Again, yeah. and it go and it, again, it comes right back to fucking Zack Snyder and the thing. You were making the movie. I understand studio involvement and all that shit, but I don't. I shouldn't have to do more work. Why I have to come back and watch a four-hour-long movie to get the version that you had but didn't make when you had control, but now you do have it and you have control, so now it's four hours long. That's that. Stop fucking conning me and stop conning Warner Brothers, bitch. You messed up. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like Jeff said with The Walking Dead. Like, I should have to watch uh, an hour long show and then watch another hour long explanation of the show of the episode. Yeah, what's that Sorry, goofy motherfucker's name that was doing uh, Walking Dead. He had that game show on AMC too. Oh, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. I, I don't want to fucking watch an hour long, uh, uh, thirty minutes of Chris fucking Hardwick. I don't ever want to watch Chris weird ass jokes. And hey, I lost a lot of weight because I stopped drinking. I don't fucking care. Like, good for you, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> the TV show good for you, but shit. Yeah, like, good for you, man. You're not fucking running around your neighborhood with no pants on. But the fucking TV show should be complete. Yeah. You know, I get it. You got you had Chris Jericho on your fucking Talking Dead show. I, I'm not trying to <laughs> get into the mind of what they meant to do with this scene. The show should be complete. Plain and fucking simple, Chris. Shut up. Well, well, yeah, if, yeah. Yeah. Well, like Joseph Clark says, we'll start a WCBS after show to discuss and analyze this episode. Remember when we used to have one of those? <laughs> yeah, you guys, yeah, we had one of those. Yeah, we did. For years. Yeah, I started it. 
Tell that story real quick, Kendo. So back when WCD eh, WCBS was a much smaller channel than it is now, um, there was several of us that were very active in commenting it because the shows weren't even live. So we were just commenting on the videos and things like that. And it got to the point where we made the joke. I made the joke that, hey, we should create a show kind of like making fun of like the talking dead where we talk about the podcast from the night before critique the guys. And it's kind of like a satire type thing. And, you know, making fun of all those bullshit shows that come on to explain what you just fucking watched. And uh, that's how the fan cast was. born. Yeah. Um, here, I'm going to share the image real quick of it. I think I even made the title card for late, didn't I? Or I sent him the God. format. I, yeah, you did. Sent yeah, him the format. Their show. <laughs> yeah. Cause you were on one. Yeah. yeah that was the yeah, first one. That was me yes. late. <laughs> well, I still look at it this way. It's kind of an honor that somebody wants to make a show about your show. So I was like, I remember listening to it too, because at the gym and it was like LMP and they were talking about uh, Wonder Woman and what she meant to South America and stuff. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. And then I think that's how I started to hear more from you, Kendo, right? Probably. Yeah. Well, you know what? It was a fun uh, experience, but I'm glad you're on the main show now. So am I. It works better that way. I agree. So, uh, Daniel Edwards, thank you very much. He says, damn it, Dion was right. <laughs> it all comes back to that. Yeah. Yep. Congratulations, Dion. Right about Endgame. I was right about this. God damn, I'm trying to tell you. I sent 285 emails. <laughs> to Tim505 says, he's just a Hollywood puppet. He has no mind. Well, uh, it clearly looked like somebody told him to say that shit because he's like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like, um, hmm. Okay, yeah, it wasn't man. Batman like, but it was really awkward. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it, it it sounded like he had to say that, especially the, especially the beginning. As soon as he got in there, that's the first thing he said. I'm like, yeah, this is for legal reasons. You're saying this, this is exactly why you're doing this, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got distracted reading something. Uh, D Voss, thank you very much for the super chat sticker of a pair that says thank you. Well, we'd like to thank you uh, right back, D Voss. See, uh, D Voss, thank you very much. My mouth is dry. I need more beer. There we go. Uh, Darian217, thank you very much. He says, so are, are you buying tickets slash going to WrestleMania this year, Jeff, with limited seating? <laughs> Not this year. I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to have to deal with all this shit. WrestleMania is a group experience, and there's yep. nothing better than high-fiving a stranger because your favorite wrestler won. Or when everyone's chanting together or cheering or humming along to the theme song, you can dump on pro wrestling all you want. You're missing out on the fun. And if you're not there in the crowd the way it's always been, it's not going to be fun. This whole, I want to embrace the new world. No, fuck that shit. When it comes to wrestling, the only new world I want is the new world order. I want that That's shit to right. be the way it used to be. Next year. Dude, that theme song, I have a 30 minute cut on my phone for when we walk around places drunk. I got us covered. <laughs> yep. uh, in 217, uh, this year, I know Dion had mentioned something about trying to. Um, do like a live, like us going on like a Zoom call or something to watch it, Dion. Let's just mm -hmm. do something like that. I don't want to do it for the channel. Nothing like that. Just us. If you're still interested, uh, yeah. let's work something out. That'd be fun, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be great to, because WrestleMania has been, you've been a part of my WrestleMania tradition every year since 2014. So last year it was taken away from everybody. I feel like this year we should fix it a little bit. Absolutely. 
Uh, let's see. Scribe by Steak, welcome back again. He says, Sup, bullshitters, gotta love that Disney re-released Avatar just in China for the sole reason for taking the top grossing movie from Avengers. They're gonna ping pong against themselves from now on. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's 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 super, super dumb. I don't understand this shit. Yeah, let me pull this up Dion, for you, since you said you didn't know about it. Oh, let's see. Re-release. Because I don't want the original release. Nobody cares. God damn. For a budget of $237 million, it made $2.8 billion. Jesus. That's a hell of a return. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was or also one of the, like, the, first, the, the first few 3D movies, and it had James Cameron's name attached to it, and everybody wanted to go fucking see it, so... So, Avatar expected to gain a significant box office lead over Avengers Endgame following the Chinese re-release. Uh, let's see. Wait, is this the newest one? No, this is from two days ago. Let's see if we can find something even more. 14 hours ago. Here we go. From Hollywood. There you Report. go. There you go. Nice and fresh. James Cameron's 2009 blockbuster retakes the all-time record from Avengers Endgame thanks to a big China re-release debut, an optimistic sign for franchise sequels. I think it's going to take China to make Avatar be profitable because in America, I can't speak for all 350 million plus or however many people are in this country, but I don't go anywhere and hear people talk about avatar at Halloween time. I don't see people dressed up as the Navi or the Navi. I don't see anything referencing avatar. It's the biggest film that disappeared like that. And yes, it can make money in other parts of the world, but that has no cultural footprint. And I don't think it'll make as much money as the first one. It's really sad because, like, what, 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 like what you said, like, made a lot of money, but nobody gives two fucks about it culturally. Like, Titanic had more cultural, uh, more, more of a cultural impact than than, Av- than Avatar did. Like, it's really weird. It was a gimmick, man. You know, and it's clearly a gimmick that Cameron wants to repeat. It ain't like he's telling some story that we haven't seen before. And obviously, right. again, you know, we talk about this show all the time. It's very interesting that in order for it to make more money, they want to take it to China. You know, so yep. so so even if it makes money, it's not like you can say, "Oh, damn, man!" Like the new release, and it was it was another. They re-released it twelve years later or uh, thirteen years later, and it's another cultural phenomenon. Nope, we went to took it to China again, and China watched it. The shit didn't make a ping in Europe or the U.S. So, like, how big is it really? You know, so that's going to be a very interesting conversation. That's even if it is a it's a hit with its re-release. So. So who knows, man? That's 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 fucking hilarious. I just love how James Cameron is trying to play the visionary and the fucking and the fucking hustler at the same time. Like the dude, the dude wants to be fucking Jacques Cousteau and Paul Newman and the Sting at the same time. Hilarious. <laughs> so with zero promotion, the film opened to twenty one point one million dollars during the Friday to Sunday frame, adding an additional two point eight million on Monday, bringing Avatar's total worldwide to two point eight four billion dollars ahead of the avengers 2.797 billion the entire re-release was in 3d much of it imax 3d the film grossed an additional 2.6 million or 6.2 million in the large format theaters over the weekend congratulations here's your asterisk yeah thank you (laughs) now if i'm being fair didn't the dark knight need an asterisk to be the first superhero film to cross a billion dollars didn't it need that re-release in early 20 or 2009 Uh, right around the oscars I, think I so. don't. I, I want. It, it might have. I can't remember. That's a good question, dude. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember if it if it made a billion before the re-release. I think you're. I don't think it did. I think it did have to have that re-release. That's a good question. That's a good. Look question. it up because I'm pretty sure the Dark Knight. Here we go. Uh, 
from an article from 2008, Dark Knight Returns to theaters January 23rd, 2009. I'm trying to get what the second box office was because, you know, I don't think there's going to be, there's not going to be a Dark Knight 4. Well, who knows with this fucking franchise? Right. God, don't, yeah. no, don't say that shit, man. They might, they might, they might start, start pre-production tomorrow or something. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they, you know, Christian Bale said he was available a couple years ago. Yeah. The announcement will come out soon. It'll be like, Dark Knight 4, starring Christian Bale and Shia LaBeouf as the diddler. He's <laughs> <laughs> up his sister and his mom again. Oh, my God. Dion, I got to say, I'm glad Christian Bale didn't take back over the role of Batman because there's some Ben Affleck parts that are pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that he plays Batman. Yeah, Christian Christian Bale is the reminder that the small details aren't Chris Nolan's thing. Like that, like as much as I love the Dark Knight trilogy, you know, just you know, there's always little shit where you're like, God damn it, Christian, you know, the voice I can't stand, you know, it's 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 just always little details. Matt Modine randomly being a little cocksmith in the Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> like it's just you know, stop saying hothead, motherfucker. Like, why do you keep saying that? That's a, no one says that. Okay, so I I looked up some information about the numbers. So, okay, here we go. 2008, it grossed. By Christmas of 2008, uh, it was at 530 million. And then January, it got, it looks like it got a re release because it got a, okay, here we go. January 10th, it got a 76.7 bump or 76.7% bump. So it's like we were moving up around this time. Mm. Picks up, goes down. <laughs> that's it. So, yeah, it did get that re release and it got, that's how it crossed that mark. Okay. So I thought that's what the case was, but it's a, you know, it's a, it's great for what it is. Like it says, release date, July 18th, 2008, March 5th, 2009. So the, there you go. But that's it. Uh, Avatar, it's going to come back to try to take that or it's taken that spot. And I'll just say this. whoop de do. Here's your award. I'm never going to watch it again. Uh, so let's see. Dion, do you think Avatar 2 is still coming out? <laughs> Fuck no. Dude, you're gonna lose that money. It's made. Listen, is it? Yeah, is it? Is it? Is all it? I, the only the, the only pictures I, I keep seeing are like are like of, of these guys in like a water tank all the time, and you know, and um, James Cameron's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's made. These are the behind the scenes, right? You know, pictures from it. it's like that doesn't mean shit, dude. You just had some friends over well, the pool. Then now they said can it was made as an the sequel to the largest grossing movie of all time as well. Oh, God, oh Lord, you know, it's got advertisement fodder. You know, it's made, but also shooting has stopped because of COVID. But no, it's finished. But we had to finish some scenes up in a post-COVID world. It's like okay, maybe, well. maybe, maybe it's he's just doing a he's pulling a Zack Snyder and he's going to release Avatar the Cameron cut, and he's just filming a bunch <laughs> of extra shit to go back and add the original Avatar. Like, listen, God damn it, you know, really? This you, is the movie you I want to take the whole time. Right, I only lost because my my ex wife made Hurt Locker. God damn it, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> So, 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 what you're saying is we're, we're going to get like a four hour, four hour plus long Avatar uh, movie? Shit. Fuck that! Yeah. Listen, the original's what three? The new one's going to be seven hours. <laughs> oh my! And, and, it's, and it's Michelle Rodriguez playing poker and taking showers. I forgot. <laughs> <you didn't. laughs> yep. yep. Listen, if, listen, if it, if it goes straight, straight to VOD, she might be fully naked. Who knows? I hey, mean, dude, shit, that's home, a selling home. point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta you gotta be able to use Michelle Rodriguez when you can, you know, when she's not busy getting in fights with her, you know, whoever she's dating at the time. 
Oh, God, that's true. Uh, our friend Angry Trollbot, thank you very much, says fans brought Zack Snyder back from the abyss and he immediately starts kissing up to the corporate machine that ran him out of town. Sell out. Yeah. Yep. But he's Robin anyway. Hood and he's remaking the movie that he couldn't make before and he's giving the people what they want. The Snyder Cut, bitch, please. Our friend Destroyer Dawson says, these purple hair humies is soft. I agree. Yeah. They are. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong, man. Uh, Doug Keller says handsome Jeff thank you very much Doug Keller <laughs> uh, our friend Taylor 13 yeah that's sweet that's that many dashes cool did the Joker aka Jared Leto had the chance to nail sorry did the Joker aka Jared Leto had the chance to nail his role and redeem himself this time uh, can you give a recap on what's going on cheers guys I will say no he did not nail the role this time because it was in a dream flashback sequence where the Joker was sitting on the hood of a car talking to Batman. There were some cool moments, the whole card that he says about the truce and all these questions you have, but we watch Batman wake up from that. So this Elseworlds, Otherworld shit is a dream, right? Like it's never established. Also, the transitions in this movie, they don't really happen. Like they happen in the beginning. And then when you transition from like scene to scene or whatever, so sometimes it'll be title cards. And I know it's thematically the point but I don't think you could put anything else there. It's weird how they had $70 million, but they couldn't figure a way to tie the movie together. Better. So yeah, that's what's going on. Um, Taylor, he just talks to Batman. There's a truce that they have because they need to fight the greater evil dark side. And Batman's been holding the grudge that he killed Jason Todd and Joker uh, is deep down hurt that, you know, Harley Quinn hates him and is dead and all this other shit. So that's it. That's the one scene. Uh, it's at the very, very, very end. So if you're watching this movie waiting, just if you need to see that scene, it's at the end. Is it cool? No. Joaquin Phoenix did it better. Charlie Spur, thank you very much. He says, alt-right Yahtzee. So is that like off-white? <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty much. It's like an eggshell color, if you will. Right. <laughs> Not pearl, but more eggshell. Breadman Productions, thank you very much, sir. He says, sad, I thought Zach was different, but he's just like the rest. Also, is it weird that when I drive through house construction sites, I think of Lethal Weapon 3? Nope. <laughs> nope, because I think of the same shit. <laughs> Cop killers? Rigs? We should watch that. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, house construction, I mean, you, you well, yeah, I'm about to say, you, you could think of uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Stop working! <laughs> you know what's sad? <laughs> when people say house construction i think of tokyo drift oh what? god really i how many movies are brad taylor in where he drives a sh uh like a ferrari or something through a an a-frame house you answer, you, you answer your own question a there's, a, there's, a, there's a there's a reason he's not in more movies now okay yeah we recapped his entire filmography the other day yeah and we established that we are more relevant than three kids from tool time Yep. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, those that said I need to read the Injustice comic, I have. I remember the Injustice game very well. Uh, you know, Lois dies, Superman goes crazy, all that stuff. That's fun. But again, we have to treat this like a movie. And a movie like this is setting up for the next event or the next film or the next thing. And this this just has moments that it goes like epilogue at the end. It's just epilogue. And all these things just happen. They don't really tie together. They're just... The epilogue to this film is like watching deleted scenes on a DVD where it just plays them in order and that's it. And it's over. Uh, Taylor says is asked, is this better or worse than the Aquaman movie? Well, I don't dislike the Aquaman movie. 
Yeah, was pretty pretty fun, man. I can't. I, I, yeah, no, it's not better than Aquaman. It's too long to be better than Aquaman because an epic like Lawrence of Arabia or the Lord of the Rings or stuff like that, those feel a little more grandiose. There are moments where this tries to feel grandiose, but what happens is a lot of the interior, not the the exterior shots of downtown cities, they look like sets. They look a little fake. Like there are certain moments of the movie that look big and grand and epic. And then there are other moments that feel very small. And this movie has a budget of $370 million when all is said and done. The Avengers didn't. And the first Avengers from 2012 looks better than this film almost in every shot. Like I tried to not compare them during the initial review, but just flat out for a, a, a superhero team film. One does it and it makes you cheer and the other one does it and makes you kind of scratch your head because what is missing? Like when we mentioned earlier that characters have been removed, character development for a lot of the characters is taken out. For example, a lot of the Aquaman stuff is removed and then at the very, excuse me, towards the end of the movie before the final fight, he has this line of dialogue about how he feels bad for Cyborg and it's not his fault. It just doesn't fit. So it's not better than Aquaman. Sorry, that's a long way to answer your question. Uh, Robot Shlomo did not like it. Um, Rob, let me know what you think, man. Uh, I'll be checking the chat. I watched 48 Hours again with Drakeda. Oh, there was a watch party for 48 Hours, guys, and we missed it. Damn, man. Grant says, how many times did Dion watch the Snyder Cut? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Once is too much for you, buddy. If that. Shum says, so you're saying DCAU Justice League slash Justice League Unlimited is better? Yes, that is what I'm saying. The Justice League Unlimited, as well as the Justice League cartoon, represent a much better Justice League, a cohesive unit, a family, if you will, one day. And the reluctance of Batman in the beginning is much more... Okay, here's the thing, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Fill me in. Did Batman have all the stuff about faith in the original cut of Justice League? Was that a big part of his character? Uh, not that I can recall. And outside of the speech, you know, when he picks a fight with Wonder Woman so she can be the leader, uh, when he says that he can't lead them, I but I don't think he says it a lot about faith in the first one. I'd have to rewatch it, but the what two, three times I've seen it, I don't remember that part. Because there's a part where he's talking about uh, Alfred. I'm not acting on logic. I'm acting on faith, and he like jumps into the plane as it flies off to Russia. And if that's in the original cut, that's fine. But this is a this is a weird movie of Batman finding his way back. And they establish in this movie, it may have been mentioned earlier in the other ones, but he's been Batman for 20 years and he's been around and all this stuff. And you know what I noticed about this film, uh, about uh, the DC universe built by Zack Snyder? No matter how much... Knowing what to do? Yes, but no matter how much time has passed, I will never get over the fact that Metropolis and Gotham are across the river from each other. That was the oh, dumbest. Fuck, I forgot all about that. I, I forgot didn't all about that, dude. Are you telling me that Batman couldn't have retired as soon as Superman showed up because Superman can't handle two fucking cities next to each other? That's that's pretty nuts, dude. Like, I forgot it, all about that. Yeah. That's fucking insane. That's so fucking Zam... Insane. Our friend Zam Valens says uh, it told us a lot more in less sparky fashion. Sorry, in a less sparkly fashion, but it was just a really long four hours. I've 
I checked my watch a bunch. Like I said earlier, folks, when I got to the 90 minute marker, I thought it had been three hours because Jesse and I are sitting there. I'm like, oh, good. It's almost over. We'll go and we'll take a shower and be on with our day. No, no. Soul Fiend, thank you very much, says, I'm not sure if it was just me, but Ray Fisher's face looked faker than cyborg armor. I thought it looked different. Like when you talk about reshoots and pickup stuff, there are certain angles or certain shots where his face, however they do the effect, it like wasn't matched up right. And there's also a shot of Batman in the future when he's talking to the Joker in the dreamscape where it looks like his mask might have a little bit of augmentation to help it like, I don't know, stay on the face or something. There's a couple weird shots like that. Yaka say, thank you very much again. He says, popping in to show some love and let y'all know I'm going to be joining your Patreon. Jamram. Well, Yaka say, hopefully uh, you caught this part of the show uh, when you were here still. Jamram. But we'd like to thank you for joining our Patreon page. Really appreciate that. Solfiend, we read that one. Uh, we read Yaka says, uh, Mikey Gusser says, uh, we still win. We still, we will hashtag restore the Snyderverse. I would like them to restore the Snyderverse based on what we've received afterwards. Like Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman. But if Joker can't exist with the Snyderverse, I feel like Joker is too much of an achievement to not go explore what you can do with those types of DC films. The big flashy Justice League movie did not make as much as Joker. Joker is a financially more successful film across the board and a better film just across the board. I was more interested to see DC take the small approach. Cecil and I used to talk about it on streams where he wanted to see a uh, Mr. Scarface movie. You could do these smaller, uh, more intimate crime dramas about these villains and then have Batman kind of show up and build this world. I was all on board with that. And there's just too many things with DC moving forward that are going to sour it. It's like saying you should be as invested in Marvel now as you were when the first Avengers ended, but the story's over. So again, I can't get as invested because this story's done. I like a lot of the casting. I like uh, Henry Cavill and Jason Momoa and uh, Ben Affleck and all these guys. And yeah, two of them are still around. But I don't think we win because next year in cinemas, we go sit down and watch Robert Pattinson play Batman. If the fans really won, and oh, we got to wait and see. No, we don't have to wait and see. Every wait and see is give them your money and then you can't bitch because you gave them your money. It's this weird paradox. But you can critique it you can talk about not, you know, liking Robert Pattinson compared to Ben Affleck. I think that's a fair criticism. One presents themselves in a very similar way across the board. And the other one, you don't know what you're going to get with Robert Pattinson. Is he going to be serious? Is he going to be funny? Is he going to be this? Is he going to be that? At the end of the day, I don't know if he's going to be Batman. Because I think Batman should be a man, not a boy. Batman should look older than me. So. Uh, Jay Pat says, I can't wait to watch EFAP shred this movie. There's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot. Uh, I don't plan on ever making a video about the Snyder cut. Tonight is my piece to have said about this film and I'm done. I don't need to ever talk about it or watch it again. I'll probably mention it with Tom and that's it. We'll probably do that off air. Rocky, the intergalactic woke slate says, I only came here for the Dion's rant when Snyder said, or what Snyder said to G and G Snyder's a Hollywood elite and edge Lord. What the fuck did geeks and gamers expect? Agreed. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're not, not wrong. As I, as I say it all the time, Zach cannot help himself. So I'm going to skip these uh, couple super chats from a specific person because I ain't putting up with your shit. So Zan Valon said, maybe Justice League should uh, be a weekly release than the budget of Game of Thrones and Westworld by HBO. I thought 
an hour a week of this would have kept me hooked. But, you know, that's it. Uh, let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The Drew with Comic Fleet says, Hey guys, Sean and I watched it earlier today. I'll just say that Cyborg slash Vic Stone makes some questionable moral choices that we weren't fans of. You're probably talking about the uh, the money thing. That flat out was stupid. We watched him steal digitally. It doesn't matter. It's the same ethics as like, um, like, you know, uh, don't people go to jail for stealing cyber? Like cyber security is an issue these days. People steal shit yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. We want no. the superhero. Oh, there was uh yeah, there was there was a kid who went to jail for the whole uh Twitter thing. He hacked a bunch of um blue check my Twitters and, and and told everybody if you if you buy Twitter from let me say if you buy uh Bitcoin from me, uh I'll double it or whatever. And he made a lot of he mean like three, four million dollars and he's he's arrested right now and he's going to jail. So Yeah, he also downloaded a car. holy shit hold on fuck i found this on the internet and i died laughing well i came back from the grave to watch the snyder cut but where's it at it was a picture oh here it is right here fuck let me just send it to you guys i'll share it on air Uh, i should have stayed dead you're right jesse uh here you go guys i'm gonna share this that's why i'm making a big deal out of it uh dion this one's for you buddy so we always talk about you wouldn't download a car correct right right, now don't say this out loud yet but I want to know, because my answer is yes. Would anyone do this or like to? Would anyone like to download a house? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, they, they, they yeah. are, they, they, they are, they are 3D printing houses right now. So, you know, it's a thing. No, Modalicious. Modalicious, it's not you. Don't worry. No, but you are a douche. <laughs> oh, he's our douche. I know. We love you, Modalicious. Uh, OAW Entertainment says, first time Super Chat, found you guys through Midnight's Edge. Thank you for making sense of the Snyder Cut and letting me know I wasn't crazy all along. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes, you know what? You feel the way I felt about The Force Awakens when I finally met some people that were like, really? This is what everyone bought into? So I understand that feeling of, was I crazy all along? No, because everybody buys into the hype. There was hype for The Last Jedi. And now it's the most universally shit on film and geek culture. Oh, but it. people liked it when it first came out. It's, it's so funny how, you know, the tides shift. Things become acceptable to love and to hate and all this stuff. Yeah, because but I mean, like, funny. well, it's, it's one of the things like you, you, you can't, you, you can't love a piece of shit. You really can't. And that movie, that those movies are pieces of shit. It's like you know, yeah, you, you you can say the beginning and defend your, you know, and like you know, take the try to take the high ground and be like, oh yeah, you know, these are Star Wars movies and they're they're great, they're awesome. It's, they have Star Wars on them. They have these, they have lightsabers. They have this, they have that. It's like that doesn't make a Star Wars movie. It doesn't make a good movie either. And like after you watch them a couple times and you know, realize that they're actually shit, you realize they're actually shit. You move on with your life. Uh, Doug Keller says Goldeneye, but with Roger Moore. Doug, oh, just yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> cool it. Uh, Doug Keller says James Bond, but with Keanu Reeves as James Bond. So John Wick. Yeah, John yeah. Wick. Right. <laughs> I guess I'm back. <laughs> oh, hold on. Uh, I love Rob right now in the chat. He said something. Uh, here you go. Uh, Mecca asked me, who did he steal the money from? And I said, probably somebody who wouldn't miss it. And she says, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like what what's the deal like come on man you ripped off somebody right I mean, and this movie yeah. this movie did a good job to rec- like answer specific questions that were really dumb 
Uh, there was one Jesse and I had talked about, where, like, if this... Oh, here's a good one, though. Like, for example, the scene where uh, Bruce Wayne is talking to uh, Arthur Curry. He doesn't know he's Aquaman yet, even though he knows he's Aquaman. And the whole part about him getting shit talked to, and then he busts out the whatever language they're all speaking. Like, there are some moments of, like, like drop cool shit, but, like, there are other questions that make you go, huh. And... Hold on one second. Shit pancake. <laughs> Family? <laughs> He's dealing with a cat right now, I guess. Clearly. Oh, is, it, is the cast name Shit Pancake? You yes, didn't know cat, that? The cast name is Shit Pancake. You didn't know he oh. was the cat Shit Pancake. I. He's something. He's dude. He wakes me up at six in the fucking morning by throwing shit on my face. Yeah, that'll happen. Hey, he gets in our cabinets. He's everywhere, but I love him. Now, um, Effett could have sorry. Effett couldn't think of a name. Says, folks, watch the Cadmus arc of Justice League Unlimited two. In my humble opinion, it is the pinnacle of superhero entertainment. Entertainment still blows my freaking mind. Yeah, uh, let me look that awesome. up real quick. Yeah, um, Project Cadmus, where they have a. Another team, they're like clones or whatever, but they're set to die, I think. Oh, dude, yeah, that's the end of it. Holy shit, and Batman has to talk to that girl if she's going to die? Right. See, folks, when people go and rip on the Snyderverse, this is why. Because you have a fucking cartoon for children that has more depth and humanity than a $370 million picture. These cartoons are for the fans, right? four hours long. Yeah. Four hours of Justice League Unlimited or four hours of any DCAU cartoon is going to be better. Like, give me four hours of Batman the Animated Series, and I'm going to ask for four more hours. Same with Justice League, Superman, all those wonderful shows. I just don't get it, man. Whoever's in charge behind the scenes is making bad calls left and right. Uh, Let's see. We also have our friend, uh, let's see, Adam Walford, who says, so there was a squad of guards guardmen's was surrounded by orcs and they just kept coming and the guardsmen's ran out of ammo and the captain got a bright idea so he pointed his rifle and yell bang and one and the orcs fell dead uh. <laughs> <laughs> orcs are that dumb that they'll believe you scream bang so adam what you're telling me is an orc could not have been on the set of the original star wars because when they shot the scene with princess leia looking at her home planet of alderaan being destroyed you hear a man off screen going bang so he probably would have thought his shit got blown up and died right there. <laughs> I love the orcs and I hardly know them. <laughs> now, uh, Lion of the Morning, when I asked this question about uh, how to ruin a movie, he gave a great one. Black Panther, but it's set in Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Adam Wofford, thank you very much again. He says, so the rest of the guardsmen started yelling, bang, and about six orcs wouldn't fall down. They heard them chanting as they got closer, all six of them saying, I'm a tank, I'm a tank. <laughs> <laughs> what is that fucking movie? I'm a big, big brave dog, I'm a big brave dog. Like, there's some cartoon or movie where a kid keeps repeating that. Is it Rugrats? Oh. I don't remember. It's not important. Uh, Rudiman says, footloose, but everyone is physically disabled. Damn. Oh man. I like foot stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Jeff, I think I think that comes from uh Rugrats. Oh, okay. <laughs> foot loose, but it's on a leper colony. <laughs> so it's literally a loose foot? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> That's fucked up. Oh my god. 
I love our audience. Uh, folks, always do your worst. We love them. <laughs> Grimjoy says Labyrinth, but with Michael Jackson instead of David Bowie. Oh, you did too bad here. Magic <laughs> yeah, uh, Kamikaze, thank you very much, says there was too much filler. Like that scene with Iris that was completely useless. It's just things that they might use in another way. Sorry, it's just things they might use in another movie, but it's here. That's really it. Jesse made that point very early on. It feels like a lot of deleted scenes were added too. Like that's what these are. It's like if you have a scene that's 10 minutes, but in the theatrical cut, it's six. And then so you add on those additional minutes on each side to fill it out. And that's what a lot of the Snyder cut is. And again, like I said, it's not an actual film. It's an experience, an experiment, if you will. <laughs> uh, Doug Keller, thank you very much. He says Beverly Hills Cop, but directed by Rusty Cundeef. Oh, yeah. No, no. Hey, Doug, do you want to stop trying to break our hearts on air? Yeah. We love you, man. But I can't handle this or the next one. He says RoboCop, but directed and starring Jordan Peele. Oh, that's not cool. Easy. Doug, thank you for playing, but you're breaking my heart, bro. Yeah. Fuck (laughs) off, Doug. Um. So TLJ Screwjob says, okay, so Biff paid Jason to kill George McFly, but how do you guys think he did it? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, well, to phrase Kendo from last week, two McFlies with the same machete. Oh god. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You and you and Tom had that whole like that whole talk on the um, the High Council about like a time traveling Jason or whatever, killing oh, historical yeah. killing historical figures when they're teenagers. Like, why didn't you just time hop through each 80s movie and kill those people? I'd love like it. Gremlins or like, you know, fucking Breakfast Club, any of that shit. That'd be funny. I agree. Um, one of our super chats had asked for a special uh, song lyric to be said, and I'm trying to find up because it wanted me to sing the song Daisy. But I got a song called Daisy by Ash Nico, and it says, fuck a princess, I'm a king, bow down and kiss on my ring. <laughs> like, that's not what I think the person wanted me to look up. <laughs> Uh, there we go god that's kind of sad that you gotta all right now we know the full song there we go uh sorry dion just be prepared oh god (laughs) so i'm gonna say tlj screwjob to answer your question uh jason killed george mcfly with a copy of his illustrated science fiction magazine he shoved it down his throat while he was watching mystery science theater or Masterpiece Theater, whatever the fuck you watch. I can't think of the exact name. He watched a science theater show on Saturday nights. That show, he was dead in front of the TV. He didn't. This is the alternate reality. George does not listen to Marty. He does not go to the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. And we realize that on the cosmic scale of things, George McFly is only living to produce Marty. Therefore, him not going to the dance wipes Marty out of existence. So some grand scheme, some force comes from nowhere, aka Jason, and just wipes him out of the timeline. Because without Marty, George doesn't need to exist. Well, no. In 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 reality, he kills him with a corkscrew in the kitchen, and then like a cl- a cleaver to the face. That's the best kill in that film, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He keeps yelling for the corkscrew, and then he gets it in the hand. You know what? I love TLJ Screwjobs next super chat. Stealing solo, but co-directed by Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams and Zach. <laughs> Zach oh my Snyder. god! Oh my god! Uh, yes. Uh, if you guys want to make the film, please don't. <laughs> I think I might sit that one out. Like, uh. 
<laughs> spinning my wheel says luckily i didn't pay directly for justice league since it's on hbo max wcbs when the pandemic finally ends what do you want to see in theaters good question guys what do you guys want to see in theaters after everything's normal oh man um oosh. i mean probably black widow i mean i, I was mainly because i was excited to see it you know keep my tradition of springtime marvel movies up but uh yeah i'm, I'm cool with that is there anything rest you got? Like, my well, theaters thinking, are open. What well, are you going to go see? I want to go see King Kong Godzilla. Yep. That's probably the next one I'm going to go see. That's the next one I would go see if things were normal here. Uh, I'm going to watch all the HBO Max ones on HBO Max. Family. Family. <laughs> you know what we should do, guys? If What's that? if we can hold out a couple days, and this is mainly you, Kendo, if you can hold out a couple days to see Top Gun, we should all go see that together over Loudy's wedding. Like, take a day to do that. <laughs> Just like something together. Man, that's, yeah. a, that's a big <laughs> ask, Jeff. So yeah, maybe, we should, maybe we should go see Shang-Chi instead. <laughs> I mean, I can wait for Top Gun. I mean, oh, God. Jungle Cruise sounds pretty awesome. I don't or know I about just, that. You're pushing. You're pushing your luck. Now. I, yeah, that's, that's I can just go one. see Top Gun and just tell, not tell you guys I saw Top Gun. That's true. true. Too. That's true I did too. that to Joel with Thor. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, free free guy. The one with Ryan Reynolds look looks hilarious. Um, also, nobody from the producers of John Wick that looks really good too. So, both those. I want to see Mortal Kombat 2021. That sounds like it's gonna it's gonna be great. If that was not coming out the uh, HBO Max, I would risk it. It's Mortal Kombat. I'm that kid. Right. I don't know, man. Every, everything they're saying so far about it just seems very eh. And I don't know. Well, look, Mortal Kombat might be uh, it could be eh. But Dion, I have great news, and Nick and Kendo are going to be very happy for you. What's that? You ready? I think so. <sighs> Paw Patrol the movie is an upcoming American-Canadian computer-animated children's film starring, uh, directed by Carl Bunker based on the children's television property Paw Patrol. Are you excited for the Paw Patrol movie, Pops? Oh, my God. Oh, God. going to be my fantastic. Shit, shit in his bed. <laughs> Here's it in the ether. Shits himself. Does he still like that show? No, no, no. He's, he's all about Sonic and, and Mario now. Well, he's the fastest thing alive. That's true. It would be awesome to be able to go to... Nintendo World in Japan right now. Take a bunch of people. Seriously, seriously. I think awesome. I, I, I think Universal is getting a Nintendo section to their park right in Florida. I think. And out or here, Mario. I've seen them build the one in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, they're, they're doing it. It's happening. Next year for WrestleMania. Well, actually, it's two years for WrestleMania. But WrestleMania in LA, we should go out to uh, Universal and all that fun shit too. One hundred. Make a week out of it. Oh, definitely. Grimjoy, thank you very much. He says Spaceballs, written and directed by Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy. Cool. Oh, The Last Jedi. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's The Last Jedi. Uh, Nelson, the gentleman, says, I'll be on your stream, but I'm going to open with saying I have no affiliation with geeks and gamers who put it together and insinuate they're a hate group. Zack Snyder. <laughs> uh, it was just felt really shitty. That's all I can say, man. <laughs> and well, and, and I mean, he did on live video, so it, it, it not can be made into a GIF, a video, a short, whatever, and just you know be kept in you know in, on the internet forever. So, 
Our friend Doug Keller says, coming to America, but written by Rusty Cundeef. Doug, you got to stop breaking my heart, bro. Yeah, dude. Really, really. Just yeah. stop. Stop talking about the cunt beef. <laughs> See, what's going to happen, Doug, is you're going to cause me to die, and then Jesse's going to come after you. So I don't think you can handle that. Either that or Rusty Cundeef is going to actually make one of these movies, and you're, you're going to be, you know, it's going to be your fault. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't put that on the world, man. We don't need that shit. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Peele's already doing three remakes, so. Yeah. Three too many. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm sending you guys a message real quick. Uh, before we do, um, let's see. Don't laugh at this one out loud. Wow, that actually would work if I didn't type like an idiot. Anyway, moving on. Our friend Swing Cod says, do you remember that WCBS is doing a drinking stream? Swing and Cod remembers. <laughs> Nobody. We got, we know. All right. It's not a sober stream anymore. <laughs> Been weird. Uh, Swinging Cod says Justice League drinking stream starts now. Well, sir, the minute you sent that super chat in, we started drinking. I started drinking my Guinnesses. So oh, no, I was. I've, I've, been, I've been drinking this whole time. Like, yeah, just haven't stopped. Well, I told you guys to get prepared because this is going to be one of those <laughs> nights. Oh, Seamus McFlannery asked an excellent question. What was more disappointing, coming to America 2 or the Snyder Cut? Coming to America. <laughs> yeah, because that, that trailer looked really good. Yep. Oh, well, my heart was broken with the Justice League movie. Well, my Justice League expectations have been low since 2017. There you so. go. Uh, Doug Keller is not going to... I'm not going to make it through this stream if it's not for Doug Keller uh, because he says Aliens but starring Leslie Jones as Ripley. No. 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 <laughs> What is what is most McCarthy the alien? What what are you doing? What are you doing? Access denied. Yeah, we're not we're not uh, playing that game. Our buddy Scribby Steak is back. He says, if you want a better adaptation of Three Hundred Samurai Jack episode twenty five, Jack and the Spartans, or the Sabaton song Sparta. As a fan of Gahul, the movie is meh. I didn't realize the Guardians of Gahul were something not from the movie. Like it's a book or an adaptation. I thought it was just that movie, so I was not aware of that. But I do want to go back and watch Samurai Jack, but I'm afraid I'll be culturally insensitive because it's voiced by a black guy, not an actual samurai. <sighs> How dare you, Jeff? Yeah, I know. So Thanks, James weird. Andrews. See you next time, buddy. Doug Keller asks, Jeff, we need to do a Sunday hangover about 007. Doug, uh, what Sunday would you like to make it happen? This Sunday is not a possibility because we have some stuff we're taking care of. But uh, contact me, man. Anytime you want to have a stream about James Bond, would love to have it. I'll just I'll talk your ear off about 007 as long as you want. Just be prepared because it's my shit. <laughs> okay, hold on. We're uh, still got a lot of these left. Thank you, everybody. Uh, let's see. We have uh, Modalicious who says, All Alan Moore does is dump on moral absolutists. His writing is passe. After deconstructing superheroes for 20 plus years, nothing is edgy. Modalicious, I had this discussion. Uh, Anna and Jesse on the Matriarchy last night had an interesting discussion about Snyder Cut, Watchmen, all sorts of stuff that we were talking about today. But it got into some of the um, moral object, the absolutism, and I was talking about moral objectivism from Ayn Rand. Now, folks, if you're thinking I'm going to give you some boring history lesson on philosophy, no. Hear me out for a quick second, though. The man who created Spider-Man was Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, co-creator, uh, really was into this objectionist um, way of life. The writings of Ayn Rand really inspired him. So what I'm getting at, though, is he was inspired to create Mr. A. 
you know, this black and white card and all this stuff. And in many ways, Rorschach is modeled, you know, inspired, influenced, stuff like that. And so you get a lot of that no compromise in the face of Armageddon, which is really a holdover. So a lot of the moral absolutism from Modalicious or from Alan Moore is definitely from Alan Moore, but it also comes from Steve Ditko. You know, Alan Moore is a fan of comic books or was at least, I don't, I respect his work and him as a person, but I'm not a big fan outside of the big hits. I haven't read everything he's produced and I'm not going to, I don't need to read the one about the, there was a, like a fairy tale one or something. that's kind of weird and questionable. I don't want to read all that shit. I like, I like what he's done and I will continue to read his work. That is that I like Watchmen is an every five year read for me, maybe. Um, but the edginess of superheroes, I feel have died out. The edgy superhero trend died in 2012. Avengers killed it. You always follow the highest grossing thing. And sadly, well, to some, sadly, Marvel has been the highest grossing thing. That is why we've had an influx of comedy, an influx of just, you know, nothing jokes here and there. Uh, thankfully, the Snyder Cut does not do that. The jokes that are in the Snyder Cut work for the most part. There are some really good ones. There are some really bad ones. But it's refreshing that I'm not hearing a line of dialogue joke, line of dialogue exposition joke. You know, it balances it a little better. Uh, Max 15 says, we want the finest wines available to humanity. Goddamn right we do. Uh, Hills Mallory, we did read yours about the Green Lanterns. Thank you very much. Uh, SH Rebels had a request. God damn it. <laughs> are, you, are you really worried? Are you really worried? Yeah, I can't speak. Are you worried? <laughs> you ready, Dion? Are you ready? Mm, Daisy, Daisy, give me your answers, do. I'm half crazy and all for the love of you. I won't be stylish. I can't afford a carriage, but you'll look sweet upon the seat or my meat of a bicycle made for two. There you go. That's thank you. Fun. Thank you, Ed Gein. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not a serial killer. I just play one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting those vibes. You started talking, started talking about like a bicycle made for two, and I was like, "Oh, I remember the shit he did. It was it was yep. fucking horrible." Modalicious. Thank you very much. He says Star Wars, but Ryan Johnson direct. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Thunder Robots. Uh, let's. I got to be honest and read this one and say you're right. You could be right. Thunder Robot says JJ can be good for Superman because he did write a script that was very good for Superman during the development years. Uh, what was it? Superman Flyby, correct? That's the name of the movie. How much is going to come? It's not about JJ Abrams that I'm worried about. The more I think about it, it's Tanahisi Coates who's writing the film. Now, in the world we live in, are they going to be able to tell the Tanahisi Coates, well, oh, your perspective on Superman is wrong? No, you can't say that kind of stuff. Folks, if you want to know what the new Superman film is going to be like, Go read the Ta-Nehisi Ta Coates Captain America run. It's currently available. Captain America, Superman, symbolize a lot of the same values. If you like how he handles them, expect them to be amplified on the big screen. TLJ Screwjobs is also Screen Rant Mortal Kombat arc was quoting the producer interview, not just Screen Rant bullshit. Why can't there be a, it must be a Warner Brothers problem because it's like every time you get excited for something, it's like, let's do something stupid to piss you off right before. Now I'm not pissed off over the Mortal Kombat thing, but Johnny Cage is an integral part. He's in almost every game. He's yeah. in the first, how many in a row? 
Shit, Sony and Kano don't even make it into the second game. They're chained up next to Shao Kahn on the final level. Hey, uh, hey, hey, is, is Dion in the green room? Is going back? Every room is the green room for Dion. <laughs> I see your back, Dion. Fuck you. <laughs> Chrome fucks me just to come back to that. Oh. It's not Chrome you have to worry about fucking you, Dion. Oh, oh damn. Oh. Oh. I want to go home. Oh, we're almost there, boys. This is the final stretch. You're already home, by the way. You might be in bed. Who knows? Uh, the Blank Podcast with Ian Slater says, it's time the creators to step up. Screw these people. If this is the way, they are wasting their time. All of us can do way better. I agree. I agree. Uh, we can make our own content. I make my own stuff. Uh, Ethan makes his own stuff. Uh, people out there are going to make movies, songs. Uh, you can check out Jesse. She writes songs all the time on Live It. Like, it, there's a creative... Oh, Anna paints. What the hell am I forgetting? Anna too. She painted the cover to the comic. Like there are a lot of people <laughs> in this sphere that you watch every day that have a set of skills. That's the difference between uh, a lot of people that are in the fandom menace and aren't in the fandom menace. There's people that have another skill that that blends in with their perspective on entertainment and makes it fun. You know, six dudes sitting in a room bitching all whatever doesn't it doesn't help if you have no life experience or no whatever. Your perspective is boring. That's all it comes from. It's you just people are people are out there. The right people are out there making shit. People just got to find it and support it. Now, Taylor 13 says Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy was the shit still shits on DCU. I agree. And I'll say full trilogy. Spider-Man three is better than Man of Steel to me. I like Spider-Man three more than I like Batman or Superman and Suicide Squad and Justice League but not Aquaman. I think I like Aquaman more than I like Spider-Man 3. So there's that. <laughs> I know, tangent, sorry. By the way, folks, we have over 1,300 likes. Holy shit, you guys liked this show. So please, before we go, keep hitting the like button. It helps us and it helps uh, you know, let YouTube know what you guys want. And the more likes we see on a video, the more times we'll talk about that topic. So you guys can dictate a lot of stuff. Just let us know what you're interested in. Now, JSP says, a friend and I are looking to do a stop-motion wrestling show with comic figures. If it's still, if it happens, interested? Ooh, I, would, yes. I would watch it on YouTube for sure. That reminds me of, uh, what is it, Celebrity celebrity Wrestling? Celebrity Deathmatch. Celebrity Deathmatch, thank you, yeah. That reminds me of. Oh, that is on, um, whatchamacallit, Paramount Plus, but it's like three episodes. Oh, man, uh, you, you, you had me, then you lost me. Yeah, and they're like later episodes, too. Oh, boo. Hmm. Uh, but JSP, I love stop motion and I love anything uh, wrestling related. So don't worry. I will. All you have to do is send me a link and I'll check it out. Solfine says Avatar, when the one bad guy uh, is the one I wanted to win. Stephen Lang was the best bit in that movie. He's cool. I like him as an actor. I just don't remember. Hey, Nick, what was the horror movie he was in where he was blind? Don't scream or something. Yeah, don't scream or quiet. Hold on, let, let, let me look it up. Because that's the last thing I saw him in. Mm-hmm. But remember, he was such a hit from Avatar. I gave him that random TV show where they go back to start humanity when there are dinosaurs and shit. What was that show called? Um, Warehouse 13? Terra? Oh, Terra. No. Oh, that was, yeah. Terra Nova? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, Terra Nova. Isn't that a test? I took that test in grade school. Huh? <laughs> 
There's a thing called like a Terra Nova test. No, that's that's TCAPs. That's, that's different. Oh, hey, where I live, it was called the Terra Nova test. I just Googled it. Okay. Uh, the movie that he's talking about is Don't Breathe, and it's really it's really good. They, I guess they apparently, yeah, they, they apparently did a part two that comes uh, out this year. Shit. Yeah. You're, that, guy's, that, that guy's really talented. I like him. He is. Dude, Don't Breathe is a movie I forgot that I ever saw. Like, holy shit. I can't rem- I can't believe I forgot it. I really liked this movie. Yeah. Oh well. Um Bernard sorry, Bertrand Kurt Russell. Thank you very much for the Diamond Super Chat sticker. We greatly appreciate that, sir. Forge Father says the only way I'd watch the Avatar sequel is if its opening scene is an orbitable bombardment. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that, it. That would sell me. Yeah, Spoiler, we win. Yeah, <laughs> they just nuked the Navi's back to back to the Stone Age or further yeah. back. I don't know. If that's the opening to Avatar Two, I'm gonna buy out all the movie theaters except for 25 random tickets like Captain Marvel. We're gonna make this a big hit, boys. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Blast that planet! Uh, Doug Keller says Fletch, starring Jordan Peele and Rusty. Con- God damn it! Oh, God damn it! Why? Damn it. Why? Stop reading that. <laughs> um, just gonna make you upset. Doug. Doug, thank you very much. Uh, Bob Bobo Yogi says, Jeff, EFAP, happy tree friends, Valentine Smoochie. I have been very fucked up and watched a lot of happy tree friends. Yeah, Dude, I remember that. Yeah. Love those cartoons, man. They were, they were so much favorite. fun. Oh, man. I would never flippy, do flippy. flippy. No, Flippy. Flippy's the, the, the army the, squirrel. The, the, yeah, the, the army, army yeah, veteran yeah, the, squirrel the, the, that would just be the, having the, a great time and something would happen, like a woodpecker would start pounding <laughs> on a tree while they're having a picnic and he'd start fucking having like a flashback and just start yeah, knifing everybody. The, he's the Vietnam vet. Yeah. It's, a, it's not funny, but it's fun. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, so let's see. He's in 21 appearances. Or he's in 21 episodes. How many times does he die? Oh, he dies five times. <laughs> Man, I don't like what Happy Tree Friends has become in terms of designs. Have you guys seen what it looks like? No. no is it is, is it become like even more cutesy or something? I don't know if this is real. It's on their Wikipedia. It's on their fandom wiki page. Uh, let me share this with you real quick. Uh, tell me if you think this is legit. But if that's the design, that sucks. That's weird. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, no, no, because the first four seasons is the way it's supposed to look. Oh, because shit, that's like 15, 20 years ago type shit. Yeah, it is. I was watching those in college when I was up in Michigan. That was a while ago, and I traumatized my roommate with that DVD. (laughs) He thought it was some kind of cutesy cartoon until they started fucking killing each other. Dion, Hillary, and I watched that shit together for the first time. We were both blown away. We're like, what is this? Yeah, I think you were- I, I, that's how, yeah, that's how I heard about it. You guys were watching it and told me. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Shit is nutty. Um, Let's see. Motor looks like you're enabling your alcoholism $2 at a time. No. Uh, years of college parties enabled that, and I just won't stop. Yep. Notice, I said won't, not can. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> he got dolphin teeth. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, he was so funny. So um, good. Dr. Call- breast milk. <sighs> breast milk, you make Makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
So I've been showing Jesse movies every couple of months. I'll show her something new. Next on my list is The Warriors. I am so ready to watch that film. Oh again. my god, yes. The Warriors! Holy yes. shit, Great. so fucking good. Now, Doctor Coffinales, thank you very much. I didn't know this because I wasn't alive. He says, pre-crisis, Metropolis and Gotham were across the Delaware Bay from each other, linked by the Metro Narrows Bridge. Metropolis in Delaware and Gotham in Jersey. So now, folks, pre-crisis is pre-1985. So I'm born in 88, and the post-crisis world of all the retcons and stuff is what I grew up in. I didn't know that, so I stand corrected. Adam Wofford says, Dirty Dancing, but in the Labyrinth Hellraiser and Peter Pan, but... Sorry, hold on. Dirty Dancing, but in the Labyrinth Hellraiser and Peter Pan, but raking scene on the event of the Horizon ship. Alice in Wonderland, but it's a Crystal Lake. Okay, so those are three. Holy so shit! Dancing, but it's the Labyrinth Hellraiser. Jesus, man. Okay, no, you, you know what? You, you know what? I'd, I'd be okay with that. That that seems like like it could be interesting. It would be. be a crazy porn or a really bad one. It'll be a hot time in the old town tonight, Dion. I'll tell you. Hey man, Doug, 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 the Doug Bradley's still alive, so it could happen. I met him. Right. It wasn't a good once. Great guy. Never met him. Yeah. Um, kind of. Uh, kind, watch- he's, he's, uh, he's 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 very cold. He's very cold. He he's not acting when he plays Pinhead. <laughs> uh, Rocky the Intergalactic Woke Slate thank you very much for your recommendation he says I highly recommend looking up Gotham 1919 through 1939 by Giant Panda King it's a mock-up of history of Gotham City if it existed in the United States well, I'm going to look this up after the show I'm going to put this up right now uh, to make sure uh, I can watch it's a book okay cool it looks neat uh, yeah let me just show this for people uh, if it was real and I think people might want to check this book out. I think I want to check this book out now. That's out of print, but it looks neat. So see, we have the Joker, we have Robin, we have all these other iterations. That's what Batman would look like. Oh, so we have a few more of these. Uh, we have our friend Head Castle Board says, I finally hit over 100 subscribers. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Dude, you made your first step into a larger world. Now you're on to 1,000. So congratulations. You deserve it. Thank you for being here all the time with us. And uh, folks, check out Headcase Laboratory. Uh, big fan, big supporter. Uh, check out uh, his work. Steve3 asks, have you ever walked out of a movie? Fuck yes. Have you guys ever walked out of a movie? No, I don't think I have. No. Uh, yeah. Wanted to. Um, I, I, I walked out of Solaris with uh, George Clooney. I am going to pull up an image of the film I walked out of because I thought this movie was going to be incredible. I was like, oh, my God, this has got two great actors, Tom Hardy and Gary Oldman, all-time greats against each other. Oh, shit, this is just like Batman again. I'm ready. I'm pumped. Child 44 is the biggest piece of shit movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I am in theaters. Oh, my God. If I would have seen It's Pat in a theater, I'd have cried and begged to leave because I hate that fucking movie. I would have been four years old when it came out, so it doesn't matter. But my point is, my cousin Jason and I went to go see this movie. We had been out at House. We didn't have much to do. We're like, let's go catch a movie. We'll have a couple more drinks, and we'll go home. We went and saw this movie. I couldn't tolerate it. And the best part was, it was my cousin and myself and no one else in the theater. So we got so bored, we just talked loudly over the movie. We would That's yell at each hilarious. other over the movie. And then at the midway point, when no one still had come in, and still hadn't come in, we just left. Like, no one came in to see this fucking thing. It was garbage. Child 44, only movie I've ever walked out of in a theater. 
hopefully the only one I ever will walk out of the theater. So Steve three, we read yours. Thank you very much. says with all the mortal Kombat talk, we need a mortal Kombat. Uh, Yakase, since you just joined our Patreon page, uh, this is a special uh, for you and everyone. You get a There you go. You <laughs> <have> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> There's a on there too. <laughs> um, Joseph Vianowicz, I believe I've been saying your name wrong the entire time. You told someone else, so I want to correct myself. So Joseph Vianowicz, thank you very much. He says, good evening, Jeff, Nick, Kendo. Buffalo and Jeff. And the big sexy daddy, Dion, motorboat and green. <laughs> Dion, it's official. You're no longer the one, the only Dion Green. You are Dion Motorboat and Green on this podcast from now on. I like Dion it. The, the, and the Green. big bad motorboat and daddy. I like it. Yeah. The big sexy daddy. <laughs> motorboat and Dion. <laughs> if you were a wrestler, if you were a wrestler in 1995, you'd be called Motorboat and Gre- Dion Green, but you'd have like a fucking boat themed costume. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Vince you'd be like Seaman's hat. Yes, he did. He did like Captain Carl from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh my yep. God! Well, excuse me, the Pee Wee's live show, not the Playhouse. But uh, Joseph, thank you very much for your now concrete contribution to the show. He is now the big sexy daddy, Dion Motorboat and Green. <laughs> <laughs> now Doug Keller is trying to break our heart again, and I'm not going to let you do it, Doug. But Doug says, Jeff, imagine a Beverly Hills Cop slash Miami Vice crossover movie in 1988. That'd be straight fire. Doug, I'm going to give you an inside look at who we are. Nick, Kendo, Dion, and I have been drunk many a nights where we pitched that same idea to each other. Yes, yep. yes, we have. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've included that and Lethal Weapon and shit. Yep. So much, so many other things. You know what we're going to do, guys, for the fun of it? Let's sit down one day and let's write the ultimate 80s action crossover movie and never make it, but just write, like, write a couple pages of it and put it on Patreon for fun. Let's like, let's make our own version of it. We can't do anything with it legally, it. but we can do it. Pitch it to ourselves. Now, Wilson, the unauthorized biography of Tom Hanks says, Return of the Jedi was with Melissa McCarthy as, Les- or as Leia. Oh, uh, I said Leia. Is Leslie oh, Organa Solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jabba the Hutt won't be the grossest thing in that movie anymore. Nope. <laughs> Uh, shout out to our friend Pop Culture Minefield who says, "Hey Jeff, what's up? What's up to you, Pop Culture Minefield? Good to see you in the chat this evening." Head Case Laboratory says, "Pluto Nash Blade with Zack Snyder, Ryan Johnson." Stop trying to. Okay, Head Case Laboratory is <laughs> to my heart. You made you made Jeff go full Shatner there for a second. God damn it! Uh-huh. I, can't, I can't. You made his me. brain stop. It's a little crossfading right now. Okay. Okay, okay, buddy. It's been from St. Patty's Day leftovers, this new beer, the other stuff. I'm not going to make it long tonight. So thankfully, we only have two more of these. Or sorry, one more from Adam Wofford. Um, thank you very much. He says, it's back, it's back to the Future, but it's at the Mountains of Madness, directed by David Cronenberg, starring the original actor before being replaced. <laughs> so oh, I would like to say, Adam shit. Wofford, I love that Eric Stoltz is just the original actor. No one really knows his name. And I'm, and Adam, I'm not making, and Adam, I'm not making fun of you. All I'm saying is Eric Stoltz means so little in the grand scheme of things on a cosmic level. He's just the actor who Michael J. That Fox is uh, that is that is a super super dark Back to the Future. Yeah, that is. Um, and pop culture minefield had one more. He says you never go full chat. 
I can't help it. <laughs> just the way he was talking there for a second. I was like, did you see something on the, on, on the wing of the plane, Jeff? What happened? What happened? That very same thing happened to all of us, right? <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> what, what was a joke from third from this time? Anyway, let's... Let's go. We have had a really awesome long show. This show blew the High Council out of the fucking water. This was a fun, fun, fun show. And the High Council is a fun show, too. But holy shit, boys. Thursday night, the WCBS podcast. This is the place to be each and every week. Uh, we'd like to thank 1,340 of you for giving us a like, a thumbs up. We had, God, thousands of people watching at some point. So tonight was an awesome, awesome stream. And... Um, Hold on. There we go. Joseph Bianowicz says, Jeff, yes, 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 Jeff, please make that a t-shirt. Big Sexy Daddy, Dion Motorboat and Green. I'll buy it, and thank you for Jeff. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, folks, we will have a t-shirt store this year, figured out how to run the shit, so that's awesome. But, Dion, you are going to be a slogan machine. There will be a Honey Dicks t-shirt, and now Big Sexy Daddy, Motorboat and Dion, Motorboat and Green. That's that's it. I think. Listen, that's 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 if that's my contribution to to pop culture, then goddamn it, I will gladly take that mantle, dude. Dude, I will never have, honey dick my fans. Damn it, never. We have my we have, we have we, we have fifteen movies we have to write about you about being uh, my black ass. So I mean, that's gonna Listen, happen. I've got a franchise with people I trust to make it. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, man. Now, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, like when the sixth or when the sixth or sixth or the eleventh one comes out, we're gonna have to shoot you into space. But we'll figure it out. Listen, we'll, 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 we'll call Musk. We'll, we'll, we'll call Musk. It's okay. Right. <laughs> he ain't doing much else this year. Seriously. <laughs> now we had one more final super chat from our friend Head Case Laboratory. He says the Last Jedi and Brokeback Mountain. Damn. I mean, well, another one popped up, but I would rather watch Brokeback Mountain over the Last Jedi. And yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and I ain't gotta quit you. Nope, I I gotta quit Star Wars though. That's something I gotta fucking stop. <laughs> um, Wonder says, "Watch the Flash gets Warhammer animations." I'm taking a picture of that because I'm gonna make sure I watch every kind of um thing before our arch stream. Now we have confirmation that he's interested. We're gonna reach out over Discord and we're gonna shoot for something in April, folks. So I want to thank everyone. Yeah, I, guess, I, I, I guess we're all going to have to study up on Warhammer a little bit to kind of get prepared for it. You know what? It could be worse. We could have to read up on shit we hate. I already That's watched true. the Snyder Cut, so you don't have to. <laughs> so, uh, yes, folks, I'm going to drop a link again. Go pick up a copy of the comic. Uh, support us. Support the Phantom Menace. Support Anna, that Star Wars girl. Uh, she gets a cut of this campaign. So uh, when you guys back every comic helps Anna too. So also when we uh, get higher up, the, excuse me, let me rephrase that because I'm kind of drunk now. Once the numbers go up, every hundred backers, you get a new magnet. We're almost to that next tier. And uh, as we go on and on, it's going to get better and better at the very end. Anna, and there's even more. If we pass that goal, which we will, because we did the first time, um, there'll be a Cecil enamel pin. I will make a Cecil pin based off the high council artwork of, um, my cover, my day one exclusive cover. So once we cross that many copies, then that'll be included. And all these things are included for everybody. So even if you back at the most basic tier, there are perks that are going to be thrown in for everyone. So check that out. Grab a copy of the trading card. I can actually grab a set of the trading cards of a nice hollow foil paper that they come in. It's a nice package. So before we go, boys, is there anything else that you would like to say before we put this baby to bed? 
Um, watch Resident Alien because it's a, it's a wonderful fucking show, and buy Dogecoin. Yes, I want to watch Resident Alien very badly. Uh, Dion, is there anything you'd like to say before we put this very long episode to bed? Zack Snyder, you know how I feel about you. You and me ain't never been friends. All my homies hate Zack Snyder. <laughs> Zack Snyder, we coming for you, and I'm done. Taylor um, <laughs> 13 with our final super chat of the evening says, Samuel L. Jackson is Indiana Jones or Darth Vader? Well, motherfucker. Watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd watch yeah. that. I'd watch that. That'd be entertaining. <laughs> All right, so folks, I'm going to go. There will be a Good Morning Pop Culture tomorrow. I'm going to go try to watch Winter Soldier and Falcon and get caught up on a couple things before then. So uh, be on the lookout. New video will be dropping on Saturday, and then we'll be back in the regular rotation, the regular cycle. It's just been a couple of rough days trying to get the stuff for the holiday and stuff for the campaign rolling, but uh, dropped a video today. It's doing fine. Check that out. It's about uh, WandaVision and why I think uh, the fans aren't to blame for any disappointment because... We didn't really come up with some of this shit. And uh, other than that, folks, I'm going to go. So thank you for watching. Thank you to everybody who joined us tonight. Be smart. Be safe. Be cool. Be, you know, be cautious if you watch the Snyder Cut. Make sure you have bathroom breaks planned out and all those sorts of things. It's a, it's an event. It's an event. You know what? It's something. Uh, an event. A funeral is also an event. Not necessarily oh. a good event. So, folks, I'm going to go. Thank you for watching. And always be excellent to each other. Dot com. Made it in. <laughs>